best looking jerseys on the track this year as well. Third man on at 502. Push, push to the top. Slow and steady. Yeah, that's going to be an eight. Time for cut jog. 8.23. 8.23. Line to be number 12 on your programs, the Yellow Birds from Cope. I'm going to say the smartest official out there, hometown hero Richie Ligon. Got the big umbrella going. Curious to see what Copeg's going to do here. Um, last year at the end of the year, their numbers were starting to really pick it up. They were in the six threes. They won the state drill in three-man ladder. The numbers haven't been there this year, and I'm kind of curious what's going on. I don't know if somebody tweaked something or what, but uh, let's see if they break out of that little rut they've been in. Lately. To your knowledge, is it the same three guys, Mike? It looks like it. Like a good start. First and second man are close. Make it up. Make that it up. That looked better today. Right. 446 mount is what I had though. Really? So that's it. That's huh? a mid six. You look good. Again, we don't have up. the we don't have the light to go. Well, the Time light for Cope. Six point six two. Six sixty two. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's happened from the line number thirteen year. on I'm your curious. programs. The gamblers from Hagerman. So you're thinking two or three tenths they're losing from yeah, last year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised what, what we're seeing. I mean, uh, they were starting to make it look effortless last year. and I'm almost curious if they're trying to push too hard and, he, and he's he's not comfortable or his confidence isn't there. I know all the years running three-man, I would definitely get into ruts where my confidence wasn't there attacking that third rung. Um, sometimes you got a bad miss. Sometimes you just don't realize it. Hagerman's um, off and running. You really have to trust yourself. you got to attack that yellow line, lean back. And All three men on clean. Nice this, and smooth. This out, exactly, Michael. Nice smooth run, 445 on. That's going to be a six for the Hagerman Gamblers. Time for Hagerman. 7.03. Ooh, I thought 7.03. I'll tell you, the way this race has gone the last few years, you get into the six, you have a good chance of scoring in a drill like mm. this. Right now, we as we go to the bottom half of the score sheet, 645 Central Islip, 662 On line number Copeg. 16 on your programs, the bandits from Bloomingdale. 706 Islip, excuse me, 703 Hageman, 706 Islip, and then always 755 Sable right now is your top five. So there's still points to be had out there. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, the numbers have come down, but what people need to do is look at those score sheets and realize it was 30 teams running as opposed to 15 right now. And on a day like this, it's even harder to get going. This team hits it right. They can do it. Wow. Third man came in a little too cautious. He pulled up, took yep. an extra step up top two. That gave him a 4-9 on, which is going to put them in the sevens. Yeah, mid Time for Farmingville. 7.41. 7.41. Fifth place at the moment. In line number 17 on your programs. The Redskins from Bayshore. Mike, did you always just attack it and say, if I slip, I slip, but I'm going for my best run ever? I tried to be smooth. I mean, there was... There was a few tournaments out there where I said, you know, I'm just going to air it out and go for it. And generally, those were the tournaments where they didn't count. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want to? Oh, so you were conscious on completing the run. I, I was trying to be smooth all the yep, time. I got gotcha. you. I right. used to try to take the approach. I used to try to almost slow up earlier and then accelerate into the ladder. You yes, have the ability to do that. First place winners. Yep. Here comes Bayshore, Al Pugh off and going. Oh, 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 oh second Frankie. man, Frankie Sonnenberg, a uh, uh, new man to the team this year. Coming from New High Park Termite, slips about in the middle of the ladder. That Could that have been a third man's mount, Michael? 8.39. I don't know. It just looked like Frankie just missed. You know, line number 19 on your program. Your host for today's drill, the Iron Man from Riverhead. Let's face it, that's a rarity. Frankie's got the, the perfect build for a climber with the long legs and, 
man. He's been doing it for years. I mean, uh, I'm not sure, you know, without talking to Frankie, I know a lot of times when you get midway up that ladder, you know, you're running second man, you're going to try to slide yourself over, give that third man as much room as possible, and sometimes sure. you end up tripping yourself up. As a first man for a long time, you could always feel if somebody got in the ladder really hard, you'd feel that ladder kind of push in a little bit, and you almost, uh, you had to be prepared for it, otherwise you might end up towing it. Yeah, but that's kind of like the bucket contest, isn't it, where that ladder's going to be bouncing. Hopefully you're on the bounce, and we, we, we no, talked about that. I think buckets, you, you take a different approach. So buckets is get to your spot, get to the top, get set. Three-man ladder, you're trying to run hard here. Yep. Comes Riverhead, home team. Right, them off the line together. Chose to uh, run in the middle of the pack here today. Yep. Third man pushing the second man. Clean run. Yep. Not lightning. Mid 469 seven. in, that'll be a mid seven. Time for Riverhead. 7.42. Just missed that current fifth place time of 7.41 right now, which is holding with Farmingville. I know one of the things I like to do is usually before the tournament, I'll take a I'm walk up. Number 20 on your programs. The snails from her. I'll check out the ladder, give it a little wobble and a little wiggle, see how it feels, and try to, you know, set myself up whether it's one of those loose ladders. And I, I would tell my first and second man, let's get to the top. Or another time where I'm like, wow, we got a nice tight ladder here. I actually climbed the ladder early today. We got a tight one today. We're you, good. So it really affected you. It wasn't just mental. No, it, it was. It does affect it. You know, that ladder starts moving a lot when you have two, three guys on it. Sure. You, you almost have to take the approach every rung as you're going up it. That's interesting. I'm going to talk about some things we used to do in water. Um, checking out the same stuff. People told me I was crazy, but maybe it was mental. Maybe it wasn't. It could be mental. Yeah. Well, this race, you know, all racing is half mental. So Here come the snails. Looks like a good start with these youths. Everybody's on clean. Push, push, push. Oh, that's that going to score. He attacked that ladder nicely. See him shoot his arm up there at the end, Mike, the third man. It looked very good. 433 in uh, mid-six. Mid six, yep. 6-6 six, six maybe? Yep. Time for Lindenhurst. 6.68. 6 All right, that's going to be third Line place at the moment. One on your programs. The Bucks. Steer Park. Mike, I mentioned the third man shooting his arm up at the end. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, well, you, you can definitely make up a lot of time. Um, I know through the years, different times, and officials would say to me, you know, once in a while, you know, Mike, it looks like you're getting a lazy grab. A lot of times that's just driving with that right arm to pull yourself up to grab with the left, depending on what you're doing. Just for everybody listening on the radio at home, they are working on the video feed. It should be up shortly. So just uh, bear with us here. The heat's having a little bit of effect on the equipment, but we should be up and running. All right, here come the Deer Park Bucks. They're off clean. Love their colors. First man's on, second man's on, third man's on, and up, push, push, push to the top. Again, smooth, may not have been in the fastest run. 462 in, it's a low seven. Third man, Time some up there. 7.26, 7.26. All right. Well, on to be number 22 on your programs. The Flying Dutchman the from West Table. Flying Dutchman take the line. Gary Sham doing his traditional run to the ladder, um, showing the energy. Two, two teams left to go. 706 is the number to, to beat if you want to make it into the top five. I feel like I'm running a race right now. My, butter, my butterflies are gone. I was going to say, <laughs> I see Mike giving a thumbs up to his guys. I'm here announcing with two Flying Dutchman folks. So. See if they can stay neutral. Good start. I like our start. Our team One on, two on. on. Billy's on. Billy's pushing the second man. Clean nice. Run. Clean run. 416 in low six. Six four. For the in the neighborhood. I have better than that, Mike. Time for West Sable. 6.34. 6.34. Nice job. 
Dutchman putting up a nice shot. There he is. Be number 23 on your program. The Tigers from Brentwood. So you hear, you hear Mike Maris saying nice job to his team and. Mike being a little bit new to the radio crew, I used to do the same thing it's when my team was running. Excited. How do you not cheer for your own team? It's and, hard. And it's if hard. you don't, then, uh, then you know, go home. You know, just looking at some splits there. They had Billy in four flat. He climbed a nice smooth ladder. Yep. Danny, Tenny, Ryan, Tenny out of the way. All right, here come the Brentwood the, Tigers. The, yeah, the light went before they left. I don't know if someone was in it, but the light oh. definitely went yellow. Third man struggling a little bit to get up there. I don't think that any of them really attacked the ladder. Third man in at 497, so we'll see what happens. Kind of curious what happened there. But the Time for Brentwood. 13.54. The overall look of the run, Mike, somebody might have leaned into the light is my guess. They, they really didn't look that polished. It, it's, hard, it, it's hard to tell. I mean, um, third man looked like he had decent ground speed, but uh, he's definitely got some homework to do. That's going to conclude our three-man ladder contest. Uh, very quickly, looks like West Sable, 6.34 first. Central Islip, 6.45 in second. Copeg, 6.62 in third. Lindenhurst, 6.68 in fourth. And Hagerman, 7.03 in fifth. Just edges out Islip. All right, so we're off and running Boom, here. the equipment. Results of the three-man ladder contest. First place, five points. Number 22, West Sable. Second place. Four points, number eight, Central Islip. <laughs> Third place, two, three points, number 12, Copay. Fourth place, two points, number 20, Lindenhurst. And fifth place, one point, number 13, Hagerman. All right, so that's going to conclude the three-man ladder contest. Things move along here at the Riverhead Invite in beautiful Riverhead, Suffolk County, Long Island, New York. Any comments, guys, before we go to commercials? Well, I'm, I'm excited to see some B-Ladder here. I always think back to the days, and this is where Twan's great doing his homework ahead of time. Yeah, we usually get to this day in racing. He yeah. usually calls it in, right, Rob? Back yeah, in, uh, he's listening. Uh, he okay. keeps chiming in. There was a little radio issue before. So, if Twan, if you got any little tidbits for us, hit me up on that text. We'll be happy to pass them along and give you the credit you deserve for the work you do. Twan, do your homework, too. Let us know. I think 98 here in uh, August. B-Ladder, the numbers that day. I believe we had a couple of fours and a couple of five O's. All right, so there's the shout-out to Twan. Again, uh, this is Riverhead Fire Department's 30th Invitational Motorized Drill. And uh, it's Riverhead Fire Department. You take a guess, guys. How many years do you think Riverhead Fire Department's been around? Unless you read the... I did program. not read it. I'm going to say 1850s. Well, now you're making me do math. I'm saying what anniversary is it? 175. Pretty close, Mike. 180th anniversary for the Riverhead Fire Department. And again, we thank them and the Riverhead Ironmen for uh, hosting this drill year after year. So Now you're going to make me do the math. <laughs> you gave me a year. I wasn't ready for that. I'm, I'm reading stuff, you know. 1836. <laughs> All right, I said 1850. It goes back right. to 1836. All right, we're going to commercials. Take All it, Fred. Right, we'll be back. The Bill Fox Company has been in business over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for the past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and the Yellow Hornets, as well as the Firefighter Combat Challenge Competition. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State drill teams. 
Hitech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, Hitech also provides quality products, including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products and Deuce rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demos, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631 5170 or visit hightechfirenewyork.com. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing. As they celebrate their 43rd year of publishing, they are honored to be the official publication and online coverage of the New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage in Fire News on firenews.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The 2017 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 18th and 19th at the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. The new venue was a huge hit in 2016. It's bigger and better, and 2017 will deliver many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product line and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Attention firefighters, are you still tracking your SCBA cylinders using paper and pencil? Stop the insanity and get the CAT Cylinder Accountability Tag System from Coastal Fire Systems. The CAT makes refilling cylinders simple and easy, ensuring that your members never overfill a cylinder or fill one with an expired hydrostatic testing. Let the CAT system handle the wrecking keeping, inventory, alerts, and OSHA paperwork for you. There's only one place you can get the CAT system, and that's Coastal Fire Systems. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com for details and information. The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola. And SDI is the company behind this game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments including Central Islip to solve the challenge of accounting for members who respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and firegroundaccountability.com. The Titan Group is back, supporting Drill Team Racing after a strong off-season of our own. Our new headquarters, now located in Bohemia, Long Island, is now fully equipped with an in-house screen printing operation, coupled with our embroidery setup that you've come to trust. Become a member of Team Titan to take advantage of our new custom team website ordering system. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing and search Titan Group DTR on Snapchat to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. With 20 years of experience in the apparel industry coupled with 20 years of racing experience, we know what you need. Pants, jerseys, jackets, helmets, we've got it all. All right, welcome today. back here to Riverhead, New York. We'll see Artie Suskind on the arch or Devin Robinson on the track. Gear up, get on the Titan Group. Not every evolution in vehicle rescue technology costs tens of thousands of dollars. The Beluga glass cutter finally makes windshield removal quick and safe, and fire departments can add the Beluga glass cutting kit to their rescue setup for only $5.95. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com to check out the Beluga in action. Fatty McGee's in East Islip. Wednesday is ladies' night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course, those famous Fatty's Wings. 
Integrated Wireless Technology is proud to be part of the 2016 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets and sound off signal emergency lights. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom-engineered radio solutions, licensing assistance, dispatch solutions, and top-notch reliable service with fully insured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt.com. Coastal Fire Systems is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams, Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RAT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, Hyatt's Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves, as well as the future in thermal imaging technology. Coastal is also the one-stop dealer for Petzl, Scott, CMC, and Colorado Bailout Systems, along with professional training to keep your members sharp and meet New York State requirements. For more information, check them out at www.coastalfiresystems.com. We're back in Riverhead, New York, getting ready to start the B-Ladder Contest. Lenny Gombert, joined by Mike Mara and Robert Noonan, both of them from the West Sable Fire Department. Myself from St. James Fire Department. Used to be a drill team, but I don't want to get into that. All right. Well, Maybe on a rain out. While we're waiting on ISLIP, uh, Michael Mara asked for a little help with uh, some B-Ladder times of, of old from here. If we go back to August 15, 1998, in B-Ladder, West Sable, Broke the record with a 482. Bay Shore, how about you run a 499 and get four points? North Lindenhurst runs a five flat, gets three. New Hyde Park runs a 503 and gets two. And then fifth place was the Yellow Hornets with a 520. Okay, here we go. Ice up getting ready to go. One of the things I always love is when you come out to run ladders and you got a brand new patch in the ground, especially on a warm day, it'll be nice and soft. Spikers will work well I'll here. I'll tell you what, that, that patch looks pretty wide too. Yeah, you better not miss this. All right, guys, I'll give you the dig time. Rob, you want to call us? Yep. All right. We got Mikey Welton behind the wheel for Islip. Gets off the line pretty hard. Get through the light. In the break, just outside the 50. Right on the perfect ladder line. Josh Cation's in. Oh, he missed probably about his fourth step. He was halfway up the ladder. He was up and I thought gone at the time. I had him in the ground at 293. Time for Islip. 6.58. 6.58. Looked like a pretty good spot, Mike. One of the things I saw there, it looked like the truck almost hiccuped here in the box, and the spikers were trying to drive it down, and the truck was under them. And I think that threw off Josh's on your programs, The Hairs from East Farmingdale. Josh mounted the ladder, it appeared to me, late, tried to make it up, and end result. Lenny, you went off the line or the light? I'm sorry to interrupt I went the off line. the line on that. Okay, just, uh, yeah, but my numbers were a little different, and that's going to make sense if I'm off right. the light. So I just want to make sure we were the same. Where were you at? 266 off the light. Wow. Big difference. I think so. one of the things I'd like to see Islip do, they need to back that up a little bit. They were almost on a six, and like it, like I said, was that the truck not pulling out for like them? Like you said, hiccuping? if it hiccuped a little, yep. So. All right, Rob, you want, you want yeah. to join well, me on the line? While we wait for uh, East Farmingdale, actually, they've been given a white flag, but going back to that 1998 for a quick second. Hempstead runs a 520 and gets fifth place. How would you like to be Manhasset, run a 526 and get nothing? You know, we'll see how things have changed. See if somebody pulls out a 526 today, where that would have landed some uh, 18 years later. That drill was also, I believe, the second week of August, of the week before we went upstate. Teams are a little more primed, ready to go as well. So, uh, well, would that tell you Preston had a slip if it was a 526? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here they go. Hands are off the line. Take it through the light. Long break. Digger's taking a few steps just outside the perfect ladder line. Climb had a hard time getting in. He's kind of walking his way up the ladder. He makes that grab. It didn't look Tough like shot for East Farmingdale. Didn't look like the Diggers got down right away. I'm not sure if the guys in the back had it up, Mike. 
Uh, Time for East Farmingdale. We start right away where they broke. Eight, they were they were probably seven, two, 60, eight, 65 feet with their break. And um, line just number eight on your program. That that ladder didn't make that pivot. Now whether the spiker got driving or the climber was, and throw it and get it up. It was a little flat. It, it just it, mechanics weren't there on that yep. run. And that's the one thing I'm always looking for mechanics because that's what you build off of. They 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 have to do some homework study some tape and figure out the mechanics. But talk about the basics when you say mechanics. The guy's in the front, the digger's pushing down, guy's in the back lifting up, and you get that pivot. Right. One and then that propels the, the climber to, to get going. I mean, whenever I'm asked, you know, as a climber, what, do, what are you looking to do? I always stress that that ladder's got to get up on the shoulder, got to go high up in the air, and um, that's what helps pivot it down. Now, a lot of times you can have a ladder rack that determines that angle and helps and or hurts you. All right, Danny Jackson ready to take the hobos off the line. You can hear that as he comes through the light. Long break. Ooh, They're going with that backup climber. Brian Kessler, he was in. His first two steps looked pretty good. He missed on his third step. Gets up there, though. Does quickly complete the shot. Brian was off that truck early. Real you saw, early. You saw the legs buckle, and that's that's timing. That's running Time shot after shot, getting the timing down. 7.45. 45. I agree, Mike. I saw him off the truck real early program, as well. The Blue Jays from Sable. What'd you have in a dig time there, Rob? I had 260. Okay, 69. So they're in the two sixes. But yeah, Mike, we saw the same thing. Brian off real early. Same thing. You get off early. You don't have control of yourself. That ladder doesn't go up. It affects everything. How important is is it for the climber and the thrower to get off together? So they're lifting that thing together and they're close to being in stride. Listen, in a perfect world, you want your climber and thrower to get off with that inside foot together. That, that way they're working together. Um, I know for years running with Ryan as my thrower, seemed I was always about a step earlier than him. Um, obviously, it, it worked for us. Um, I know certain people, Anthony Rock, got off of that outside foot. Um, I was always taught by Warren Horse, who, you know, one of our so-called legends of the sport. Oh, for sure. Inside foot. You know, the, the foot you but get you, off with is going to steer you. But as you said, for years, somehow that worked for you. But, you know, again, we, we just talked about a... Relatively new climber right there. So. Sayville Blue Jays with Don Corkery behind the wheel. Rolls off the line. Gets on the gas. Just outside the 50 on the break. One spike. Left spike goes in. Right spike just hits the ground now. Climber had to slow up and wait as they waited for the ladder to kind of kind of swiveled on him and then finally made it to the arch. Same, same thing happened last year. That either uh, that right spike is just not driving down. Time for Sable. Eight point zero zero. Eight flat. Doesn't isn't that affected by the climber as well, Mike? Ten on your program. It could. I mean, Pistonakis from North London. That could be the climbers end dropping down a little bit. Right. The thrower overthrowing. Uh, the spike are not over. All four of you have to be in sync. There's, there's no doubt about it. That's what I was getting at. Ladders more than any other contest. Everybody's got to be in unison together. Those four guys aren't working together. It's painful almost for everybody. When all four are together, it's smooth. You don't, you don't even know you're running. And when those four guys aren't together, forget it. This team has probably been the most fundamentally sound in this race now for a couple of years. They put that ladder between the same spot every time. Ducky and Vinny do a great job. They got their, their shoulders dri driving under the ladder. The spikes, spikers inside foot, one step, plant it. it I mean, it, this is picture yeah. right here. Through, like, they got video through at least four drills this year, Michael. They've, uh, they've definitely set the... The bar in B ladder. They are the B ladder. A lot of five ones, yeah. I believe, a five zero to their credit. I think you could say all that right. about all the B truck races in general. North right. Lindy is at the top of the list. All right, Dudley Moran driving. He takes it away. Then the break. They get off hard right on the perfect ladder line. He's Look in. Up, he's in up. Great grab. All right, that's going to be another good number. I don't know if it's going to beat that five zero that they ran a week or no, so ago. I got a five one though. But a real good number for North Lindenhurst. Had him in the grand sixty eight. Nine for North Lindenhurst. Five. Point two, two, five. Point. Difference right. with that run is you end up on that six-foot line. I say it all the time. You lose a tenth. On the line, number 12 on your programs. 
The yellow birds from Copay. So for, for those of those people that are listening out there, Mike, when you say the six-foot line, you'd like to see them putting it in the ground a little bit earlier. Yes. Maybe yeah. out at the eight-foot point the, or nine-foot point. The six-foot is the so-called perfect ladder line. That's where three-man gets set up, buckets get set up. Right. Um, but you want to back that up. You want that those spikes to drop between our safety line and between that six-foot line. To yep. me, you pick up a tent there. That's easy, man. The, the sooner it goes in, the sooner the climber can get on and go. And I'll tell you what, it also propels the climber up to the top a lot better. He catches that whip instead of climbing uphill. Now, the back end of that is you take a little more of a beating as a climber when that you, ladder hits sometimes if you don't have an experienced throw. Between the two lines, you're safe. It's when you dip just inside that yellow, you start beating people up. Uh, we have a and what we're saying about that, folks, is the further out you spike, the ladder is flying further. And when it hits that arch, it's got more momentum, and you can beat that climber up. You know, usually when you start spiking just inside that yellow, that's when you start getting into, you know, the all or nothing type of shots. You know, that's where you run your heavy numbers, but that's also where you miss a lot. You, and and you could be outside the, the safety zone. Or you can bounce the climber right off the line. Absolutely. Copeg will be on a 20-minute breakdown. Oop. So Copeg on the line. Pushing the truck away. Never yeah. a good thing and not the easiest thing to do. On the line will and be number 13 on your programs. The gamblers from Hagerman. I thought they were ready to go. I mean, we were staring at them ready to, you know, dead, for them to come off the line. Maybe dead battery or? I heard them revving it. That they were ready to go. Just about to mention, you know, after three points, looking for them to run a, right now, a five, a guarantee, a, not guarantee it, but put you in second place, any five, so... You know, they run a decent shot. They put themselves into money. You just want to keep scoring. Uh, they have a they have a towel out, so uh, we're going to kill that battery of the alternator issue. They're wiping something. Nothing Unless extensive. that's from an earlier team. It could be earlier, so let's yep. not. There's nothing extensive. One of our officials out there, Howie, just drying up a wet spot. But All uh, right. Uh, thanks to Twan here, though. Michael, I got one for you. Uh, we mentioned the 526 by Manhasset in 1998 doesn't score. Uh, what's, the best B ladder shot not to, what's the best B-ladder time not to score? I, I got to say the 01 state. There was a 5-1 in there. I, I, I thought, wait, I'm going right, to yeah, guess the team because I've heard them cry about it a lot. It might be Bayshore. All right. You, you're both right. It was, Bay, <laughs> it, was, it was Bayshore in the 2001 state with a 5-15. You know what? If I ran a 5-15 and didn't score, I'd probably be pretty annoyed too. Yeah, I've heard some crying about that. Pretty heavy day that day. Yeah. Obviously, I guess that's better than our Riverhead 98. <laughs> yeah, but still, uh, both really good times. We're on a 515 or a 526 and, and not score. Yes, Tuan, I, I think this is how many drills in 2 4 have been ran? I'm going to say it was here, the 03 state, and I believe in a, a county drill, Manhattan and New Hyde Park. Have them do some homework on that. How many times? Two fours have been run? Two fours ran. Boy, for not being on the air, Twan's doing a lot of work. <laughs> Hagerman Gambler's on the line. One point out of three-man ladder. Really uh, turning the corner this year, the Gamblers are. And I'll tell you, this is a perfect example. Team hungry to get out there. It shows they're running two nights a week. They're doing their homework. They're going to meetings, which is a big thing. They're talking to people. They probably got the video cameras going. These are all the things you have to do as a new team. A lot of ex-juniors on this team, too, from what I understand, Mike. And so their junior program's always been talented. Yeah, they tied for first yesterday with CI. We'll talk about that later. Here all right, Hageman Gamblers, B-Truck at the flame, coming across the hood. A little bit of a long break. Diggers took a couple of steps. Oh, Kleiman missed on his second step. They're running with a ladder that's got pretty much no spacing, Michael. There's a, there's a rung. Well, almost whatever, yeah. every 12, 14 inches, give or take, as opposed to, like, skipping. Time for Hageman. 6.97. 6.97. Just over the three-man ladder line. I had him in at 2.91. He stole a little bit when he got on. And the line to be number 16 on your programs. The bandits from Bombingville. Slipped about halfway up. One of the things I saw there is uh, their front brakes didn't lock until very late into the brake. When you're starting with the rear tires first, they need to go get that adjusted, checked out. You want that front brake grabbing, grabbing first, drop that front end down on the truck. Um, 
Yeah, it's an unusual ladder. I remember going years back, East Isle had one of those ladders when Vinny used to climb for them. It was, uh, I believe, a 12-step, and he used to go every other climb at 24, you know, 24 inches, meaning seven steps he was taking to the top. What's the purpose for that? It just that's the way they bought it? Or uh, I have to be honest. I'm not sure what the if thought process was. If it serves a purpose was. at all, right? I'm really not sure what the uh, process was in that. Um, Can't be know, cheaper to buy it that way with more rugs in it. I, I would think not. Uh, I'm not sure what the reasoning would be. I mean, we all have, these are all custom made. I mean, this is not a ladder. You can go down to your hardware store or Home Depot and say, I want a racing ladder. It's yeah. not happening. And what I mean by the seven or eight steps, most ladder climbers out there from the mount, which means hitting that rung, they're climbing eight steps. They go to Bandit. They're in the bridge. Dell Spikes did not hit the ground. One, the right side did. Left one didn't. Ladder spun on him a little bit. Left digger almost rolled off completely. Did not stay with it. Time for Farmingville. 6.84. Missed the dig, Rob. I don't know if you. Climb a miss getting in. I had 260. It's a good number. They ran aggressive. The Redskins from Bayshore. That's Eddie's way of driving. I mean, Mike, you've been watching him for a while. And it looks like they're not far from handling that either. The diggers took steps though. If the diggers go straight down there instead of being right on a six-foot line, they're back two or three feet, and the spikes might go in together. By taking those extra steps, one digger hits the ground before the other, and that was a major problem. I hear you, Rob. Without a doubt, Rob, that can definitely affect it, and that's just going to come with more and more reps. Uh, I heard before the town of Brookhaven they hadn't had a lot of practice, so that's going to come with reps for the Farmingville Bandits. All right, Bayshore, we just talked about them a little bit, that 515 in the 2001 state that did not score, but I'm sure they would love that 515 here today. Probably most of the guys on that truck were about Yeah, I was going to say there's nobody left from that team. But uh, they've been running some decent B-ladder this year, so... Scoring One of the things points. I always like what they do here is when that way that ladder comes out of that chute, that climber and thrower gets that ladder up nice and high. All right, here we go. Bayshore trying to get themselves on the scoreboard here today. After this, we'll give you the rundown of the top five after a quick announcement from Chris Murphy. Here they go. Point takes him off the line, Kyle. He's in the break. Ooh, they're hot. A little deep, just inside the six. Skippy uh. gets on. He missed on his second step. He kind of spun his wheels a little bit. He's getting up there and climbing and finishing. Who knows? That might even be in the top five. Let me uh, feel it. Let me... Put that together while Two Chris signs. makes his announcement. Two sure. 266 in the ground, a foot or so over the three-man ladder line. on your programs, your host for today's tournament, the Ironman from... Maybe just a little too warm for the mic. Uh, uh, me, uh, sorry, guys, let me jump in real quick. We're just, uh, we're happy to welcome our uh, almost 10,000 followers on Facebook. We're coming at them live right now on Facebook. So if you're watching, give us a like, give us a share. Uh, and spread the word. If you want to watch the drill after this 90-minute preview, you go to nysdrillteams.com slash video. And uh, we'll be doing this every week, so please uh, check back in. Welcome. Chris, what's the, uh, what's the Facebook site again? Uh, uh, Facebook.com slash NYS, excuse me, Facebook.com slash NYSFD drill teams. But just put NYS uh, drill teams into the search bar. It'll pop right up for you. Chris, okay? always reaching out to the masses. The masses. Looking to get our sponsors maximum exposure. Absolutely. Which is great. Yep. Good, good job, job, Chris. All right. Always. Thank you, guys. Keep it going. All right. We got okay. it. As Riverhead gets ready, one of the things I'm observing sitting here and watching, a lot of teams are spiking close to that six foot, if not inside it. Makes me wonder, are the trucks sliding or are the drivers all going in a little deep? Because a lot of them do, even spiking at the six foot. There's a lot of footwork going on right now. It tells me the things seem to be warm right now. And you wonder, hot track? Are the tires not grabbing the way they used to? Do you think some cli climbers are intimidated being further out, Mike? Uh, host Riverhead rolls off the line into the light. 
little bit of a long break. The straight ladder. Climb is in. He's got the GoPro on his helmet. He's climbing nice and smooth. He's got just about no grab there on his that last step. He's almost head high with the grabbing rock. Right, 307 deep. Step. 307 Five deep. for Riverhead. 7.03. 7.03. So I'll ask you again, Mike, do you think some climb is... Number 20 programs, the snail from Wizenhurst! Don't want it further out, don't want to have that slam, I'm afraid of slipping on that slam. It, listen, it, it's intimidating when you're sure. out there. But, um, you know, the more confidence you grow in the guys under you, that's, those, those are your big shots. That's All right. Where, that's where it's going to happen. That's where it's at. I Lenny, let me, let me give you the top five real quick. Sure. The, uh, Lindenhurst is taking a little time getting to the line. We've got North Lindenhurst, 522. Then we jump all the way to Islip with a 658. Third is the Bandits with a 684. Hagerman, 697 in fourth. And that's 703 that was just run by Riverhead is holding fifth at the moment. So not some of the times we expect to see here in B-Ladder. Right now, if you could get in and run a clean shot, you're pretty much going to put yourself in position to score with four teams left to go in the contest. Well, as you said, Rob, 1.3 seconds between first and second place here. Yeah. Not 1.3 tenths. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about some of the most competitive yeah, B-Ladder. Within shots. hundredths and tenths. And with uh, about three to four teams left here. We're not there today. All right, Lindenhurst, I'm not sure why, but they haven't run ladder a couple of drills now. So it's good to see them back running uh, B-Ladder here today. They know how to run ladders when things are going right. And they got a team that's showing up every week. They can run some ladders. This is a team with a seven-step climber. They need to be back in the box towards that yellow. All right, he goes Snails. They're in the break. They get it. They got a nice staircase. Ryan Kinley's in. Oh, good grab. That's going to be the second five of the day and put them in pretty good shape to score in the contest. Mike Mara calling it. They were a little bit further out than most teams. 68. 64. 5.37. And he had a hiccup at the top there, Mike. I thought he could have saved another tenth or two. You know what that hiccup is? That's that long grab he has. He's, he has a lot of distance to travel. He's taking one less step than every climber, meaning that... That travel distance from his jump to, to grab is going to be a longer distance, and that's what he was doing. He's carrying right, himself be number a lot longer on your programs. Sable. And he's he's not your typical, uh, and no disrespect to him, not your typical slender, tall, skinny climber. He's a little thicker uh, of a man and stronger, and um, I mean, really works to get there, but it probably takes a little more effort to make that big jump. Yeah, it, it's something I've wanted to talk to him and ask him, but I, um, why he chose to go seven-step ladder. I mean, right there he showed he can handle it. Oh, sure. But uh, I've always been curious why he decided to go that route. Okay, West Sable fly department. West Sable flying Dutchman to the line. Frankie Miller behind the wheel. They've been given the white flag. All right, we've got two fives on the board. Then it jumps all the way to a 6.58. What's up, brother? All right, two revs from West Sable. West Sable's in gear. Frankie Miller takes him off the line. They're through the light. Ball break. Staircase. Billy Hodgins in. He gets a really good climb. That's a great shot for West Sable. Let's see what the time I is. I had him 74 on the ground. I got a low five right there. Billy Nine for Wasable. Five point one eight. Five eighteen. So there you go. Five eighteen for Wasable. Mike, he looked like he was off early too. Uh, I, I like what we did here. Um, do I? Am I on here? Yes, you're on, Mike. Just you leave. Did. Just leave him there, Rob. Uh, Frankie. Frankie gave a nice roll out of the box. He was about 55 feet. Gave him a little something we've been talking about. 
put him between the two lines, and we got an athlete in Billy who can climb a ladder, and yeah. it, it worked beautiful. That's, he, he that's, was, that's perfect. He was definitely off before the thrower. He can handle it. He's done it before, a lot of experience. How many years is Billy climbing now? I mean, besides with you guys, obviously, people that don't know, he I, raced with Kopech for years. I believe Billy told me he climbed nine years with Kopech. Okay. So he, he's not a, he's, this isn't new to him. His no, biggest sure. adjustments is... And change, left. His biggest adjustments is coming off the different trucks. Sure. Different ladders, different crew, different way we run the race. Uh, one of the things we did with Billy's a couple weeks ago, he didn't like the way the left side handle was set up. We went and had a new handle fabricated for him. He wanted to be further back. Just now, how tall back. How tall is Billy compared to yourself? Oh, Billy's definitely taller than me. I uh, mean, what are you, 5'10", and he's 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, I wish I was 5'10". Uh, I'm trying to, be <laughs> trying to be respectful, Mr. State Champion. I'm about 5'9 on a good day. All right, so 5'9", he's got to be, what, 6'3"? I'm saying so Billy's 6'6". Six, six, oh, six what? Over six, six foot? foot? Uh, yeah, he's 6'6". Six six yeah. Yeah, but that's it. Things, I thought he was taller than that. One okay. of the things we have with our ladder is that mounting rung. We have it maxed to the maximum height to try to shorten the jump distance. That was sure. designed for Billy Zola going way back, and then I followed Billy. We kept the same ladder. Billy's mount used to be lower, obviously, because he can handle a longer jump. He had to adjust to that. We'll talk about that climbing rung after. Uh, All right, Brentwood. We still have uh, Copeg on a breakdown. Otherwise, this is the last team in a running order, the Tigers. All right, they're in the break, as you can hear. A little bit of a long break right on a six-foot line. The left, a right spike came out. They did a nice job just keeping it from hitting the yellow, but the climber had to stop and just wait till the ladder settled. He cuts up there. It's not going to be in the top five. You said from hitting the yellow. Rob's talking about at the top of the arch, folks. That ladder was within inches of hitting the safety rail, which would have disqualified. Time for Brentwood. 1-0.3. 10. Sounds like uh, Mr. Rouse is having some issues with yeah, his, his microphone. His mic. Seems like we have this every week. <laughs> so, Mike, what, what we talked about before. Up to need downtime. As you said, um, the, the maximum height of the climbing rung. Explain that to some of the people that may not be knowledgeable about that and, and what that means in the overall uh, spacing of the rungs on the ladder. Well, the ladder has uh, specifications it has to meet in our rule book. Uh, it has to be 25 feet long, plus or minus, I believe, an inch or two. And that's from tip of the spike, which is what goes into the ground, all the way to the end where your wheels are. From the tip of the spike to that top of that third mounting rung, you have to, the max height you can be is 50 inches. Obviously, the higher you make it, the closer you're putting your climber to the top of the ladder. So now, let me stop Let me stop you there for a second. So some people would say, well, geez, you put something 50 inches high. How the heck am I going to get my foot on it? That's, you know, over four feet. Talk about the angle and everything else. Well, for those who aren't as familiar with our sport, is yep. when, that, when those spikes hit, that ladder is on an angle. It's almost The ladder is almost coming down, laying down. Think of when you plant a ladder up against your house to do some work. When you plant that ladder and start to raise it, as that angle goes up, you're mounting that ladder from underneath. Right. So obviously it's not 50 inches. So you're not mounting it when it's straight up and down. Right. It's down at an angle toward you. Exactly. Okay. So you're not you're not mounting something 50 inches in the air. In the air. That'd be a heck of a jump. You're mounting something that's hitting the ground and you yep. can reach up so go maybe ahead from there maybe it's two feet up so basically that mounting rung a lot of teams like to play with the height on that um two. simply to set up their climber obviously the taller the mounting rung the closer you put your climber to the top of the rung however cases with an anthony Rockamandado who used to climb his mounting rung was a lot lower because he was such a big a big man he had less distance to travel so he wanted you still want to have a jump at the top you don't want to get up there and slap the top rung it, it just It's what that climber is comfortable with. Same thing. Usually that mounting rung is where your spike or digger is going to have their hand higher up on the ladder. Gets too low, you're changing your, your grips with your spikers. It, it's, everybody's ladder has little differences here and there. Of course, those differences relate to being put in the truck with the angles of the racks, how deep into the truck the ladder sits, and everything else. 
so that you're playing with. So here's my next question. From your jumping run, now we're talking at the top of the ladder, folks. You're, from the rung you're jumping from to the top rung, what was what was your desired distance? i, I got to be honest, I never measured that. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> so I thought I you were tell talking you. about going off of that. No, I couldn't tell you what that would be. Um, you know, it, it's like anything else. From that mounting rung, then you had the rest of your rungs. Um, you just do some math. You do some yeah. math and you space right. it out. A lot of people out there have a 22-inch span. Um, that seems to be what works it's for like us. It's like a standard, I think. It's starting to become the common thing. I know, yep. like I said, you know, North Windenhurst measured all ladders some years ago. Copeg measured all ladders some years, uh, just this year. As a matter of fact, they're running with it. it. It seems to be a good spacing for, you know, most of the guys who are climbing who are in that average height, you know, that 5'9", five, 5'10", five, 6 foot range. Right. You start getting taller, like, uh, you know, what Jay Newhoff had. He was able to climb a 7-step ladder, so his span might have been 23, 24 inches. Mm-hmm. And you would think a, a taller guy would have a bigger spacing. Yeah, they didn't need to do that. He could he could make it look like he was walking upstairs. Well, the same thing, too. He'd make those, that rung span instead of 22 inches, 23, 24 inches, but then he would only take the seven steps. Right. So, obviously, one less step, it's quicker. Yep. Rob, you want to give us a quick rundown while we got a little time here? Uh, sure, okay. Current Up top are five is not final yet. with potentially Copeg to go. West Sable, 518. North Lindenhurst, 522. Lindenhurst, 537. Islip 6.58, and Farmingville 6.84. So get inside a 6.84 and you're scoring. Nice uh, long break, put the ladder in the ground and have a smooth climb, and you should be able to put yourself into at least two points. Money. Well, that's if Copec can get their truck. We haven't really gotten any report on what's going on. I don't see the hood open. It's down at the end of the track. The hood's not up or anything. Move! Uh, we know what that means then. Guess they're out of time. <laughs> Or they said we can't fix it in time, which would be respectful to the rest of the tournament and the teams. Results. All right, let's see if my top five was correct. Lindenhurst scoring in both of the first two contests. Great, great start for them. I'm hearing uh, Copeg's truck is at this point unfixable. I don't know if they still had a little bit of time left, but they must have given the the sign that guys, we ain't gonna have this ready in time and. Out of respect for everyone else, they said, just let's move on. Maybe it's something they could fix by the end of the day, you'd like, you'd hope. Oh, you'd like to see them out there for B-Hose. We will see. All right, we'll wait for Mr. Rouse to give us the top five, and then we will go to commercial. Yep, but uh, for those uh, that have nothing better to do today, come on out to Riverhead. It's a beautiful day. It's hot, but most of the bleachers are covered in, in shade here, folks. So. Yeah, we've got a little pop-up tent here, but other than that, anybody, well, we're on, on, the best anybody side. on the east side <laughs> of the track, the, the, the team the drill teams are in a rough area spot. is in the sun. But but plenty of spots in the shade on the fan five side. Five points! Number um, so five points place, with Sable. Four points, number 10, North Lindenhurst. Third place, three points. Number 20, Lindenhurst. Fourth place, two points. Number five. So that was fourth place, Islip. Fifth place, Farmingville, I believe. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. So uh, my numbers were right, even though, like I said, Mr. Rouse cut out a little bit here. But if Freddie's ready, we're going to go to commercial. We'll be back. The Bill Fox Company has been in business over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for the past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and the Yellow Hornets, as well as the Firefighter Combat Challenge Competition. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. 
With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State Drill Teams. High Tech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, High Tech also provides quality products, including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products and Deuce rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demos, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit hightechfirenewyork.com. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing. As they celebrate their 43rd year of publishing, they are honored to be the official publication and online coverage of the New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage in Fire News on firenews.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The 2017 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 18th and 19th at the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. The new venue was a huge hit in 2016. It's bigger and better, and 2017 will deliver many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product line and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Attention firefighters, are you still tracking your SCBA cylinders using paper and pencil? Stop the insanity and get the CAT Cylinder Accountability Tag System from Coastal Fire Systems. The CAT makes refilling cylinders simple and easy, ensuring that your members never overfill a cylinder or fill one with an expired hydrostatic testing. Let the CAT system handle the wrecking keeping, inventory, alerts, and OSHA paperwork for you. There's only one place you can get the CAT system, and that's Coastal Fire Systems. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com for details and information. The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola, and SDI is the company behind this game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments including Central Islip to solve the challenge of accounting for members who respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and firegroundaccountability.com. The Titan Group is back, supporting Drill Team Racing after a strong off-season of our own. Our new headquarters, now located in Bohemia, Long Island, is now fully equipped with an in-house screen printing operation, coupled with our embroidery setup that you've come to trust. Become a member of Team Titan to take advantage of our new custom team website ordering system. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing and search Titan Group DTR on Snapchat to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. With 20 years of experience in the apparel industry coupled with 20 years of racing experience, we know what you need. Pants, jerseys, jackets, helmets, we've got it all. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind on the arch or Devin Robinson on the track. Gear up, get on the Titan Group. Not every evolution in vehicle rescue technology costs tens of thousands of dollars. The Beluga glass cutter finally makes windshield removal quick and safe, and fire departments can add the Beluga glass cutting kit to their rescue setup for only $5.95. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com to check out the Beluga in action. Fatty McGee's in East Islip. Wednesday is ladies' night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course those famous Fatty's Wings. 
Integrated Wireless Technology is proud to be part of the 2016 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets and sound off signal emergency lights. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom engineered radio solutions, licensing assistance, dispatch solutions, and top-notch reliable service with fully insured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt.com. Coastal Fire Systems is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams. Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RAT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, Hyatt's Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves, as well as the future in thermal imaging technology. Coastal is also the one-stop dealer for Petzl, Scott, CMC, and Colorado Bailout Systems, along with professional training to keep your members sharp and meet New York State requirements. For more information, check them out at www.coastalfiresystems.com. All right, welcome back. We're back here at Riverhead for the Sea Ladder Contest. Riverhead Local Committee doing a nice job moving it along. Keeping ladder moving smooth. Before we get started, we've got a little this date in racing history for today. In Farmingville, in 2005, in Sea Ladder, West Sable ran an 8.67 to win the Sea Ladder Contest. I'd like to give Jay Podowski a little heads up and uh, shout out for, for giving us that. So we'll see uh, whether anybody can pull that out here today. If that was the case, that'd be the record, I think. No? Well, you have a state record. I believe it's 8.71, and we're going to get a good test right away here. Islip, they've uh, run this race extremely well thus far. They've been running that. I think they dipped an 8.8 this year. Um, they got the driver. They got the truck. They got the climber. We're going to get a good, good, good sense of where this race is going right off the get-go. Yeah, this is a tournament where uh, we do our broadcast from the sideline, and uh, sort of a little bit of a ripoff, guys. I love being up top of ladders. Yeah, I got <laughs> yeah, to be honest. Doing it a few weeks ago out in uh, Ridge, I loved it up there. <laughs> it's great. Well, How you wanna do, what do you want to do here, Len? Go ahead. You take it, Rob. All right. Mikey Welton, behind the wheel for Islip. I will uh, talk to Chris Perry. Chris, have you got your radio on? Can you give us on the chalkboard the cone times, real big numbers? No? Yeah, big numbers. <laughs> All right, well, I need big numbers, guys, because you guys are across the track, so it's going to be hard to see. So All we right. will look across the track to the officials. We'll give you the cone times. See ladder contest is underway. As we hear Islip bringing it way down, Mikey Welch keeping it nice and straight. Takes it to just outside the cones. Almost came to a complete stop ladder. Whoa, and it's going. whoa. They might not be able to give us cone times as all that right. ladder is heading for the officials' tent. All right, the ladder is off nice to the save. side. It never made it all the way up. Wow. Luckily, it looks like nobody got hurt. I'm really not sure what happened. We're going to go to Michael in a second and see what he saw on that. When's the last but they're time looking you? to finish the shot. We, ha we have no overtime here today, so they could finish it. They did. Small move. 357 to the cones for Islip. When's the last time you saw a ladder go that crooked? Uh, and wow. I'll tell you what I saw. I saw, uh, I saw Mike give a hard chirp about 175 feet out. Now, that might have been a little further out. They were coming up short. Mike tried to let it go to try to get Nine, him into the box. Up. And it threw two, everybody four, off on point, the back two, of the truck. Five, they weren't point, expecting four, it. They, were, they, they didn't have that hard chirp at the end. It, the truck was kind of freewheeling. And they they just didn't handle it. It, it's, it was an awkward drop. For them. And, and we weren't talking three or four Come feet. On, be number seven on your program. The hairs from East Farmington. We weren't talking missing the safety zone on the top of the arch by three or four feet or hitting the timing line or even the outside pole. This thing was going completely off the arch. I mean, it was a nice save by the thrower to save our uh, illustrious officials over there. And, you say Bill uh, Rouse statistician, the yep. doing the announcing. That ladder was actually yep. heading straight for the Dave tent. Dave Smith and Chris Perry over there doing their uh, diligent work. They were, uh, I don't know if they knew it, but 
they were in danger of having a ladder crash on their heads. I'll give them a lot of credit for resetting the ladder and actually finishing the shot. Yes, Smart yes. move. Finish the yeah. contest. A lot of ISOP fans and uh, ISOP teammates there held their breath, too. Josh kind of tumbled off that ladder pretty hard and fell on his side. All right. 357 to the cones. We'll see where that stacks up with our sea trucks for today. East Farmingdale on the line. They've got the, they've got the track. A couple of revs. Kicking the gear. And they're off. Coming past the hydrant nice and straight. He's in a hard break. Came to a complete stop. They're just inside the perfect ladder line. Climber is kind of just making his way to the top, but he got there. That truck stopped Clean. a little better than they thought. Looks like a 370 to the cones. Thank you, Dave. Dave, a little bit of a nice. glare, Stop just so there. you know. It's tough to one see, one so I'll hold it up there. One, three, 11, 13. Had him in the ground. Line, number eight, turn your programs. Hobos from Central Iceland. 699. Did that truck stop a little better maybe than they thought, Mike? Um, it, it looked like they tried to be very under control and uh, so that the, the crew could handle it. Um, wasn't hot, wasn't deep. He got off outside the cones, kind of rode it in, got into that hard break around that 75-foot mark. You can see the, the chirp marks down there. And uh, it was very under control where that truck almost parked itself. Um, for a team that's trying to get things going, it's probably the, the best way to run it. Now we get a, a test of uh, some cone time numbers here. Probably our fastest sea truck thus far this year. Central Islip. And Danny really lays this thing down hard outside to 150. Drives the race a little different than most. Yeah, let's see. He gives that little chirp of the brakes pretty much just inside the cones or right at the cones. Brings it in and then gets on it a little harder as he comes closer. Dave, if you can make those numbers a little thicker, uh, <laughs> it would help. It's really tough to see from over here. It, All right. it really is. There goes Danny Jackson bringing CI down the street. Truck faded a little bit. He's bringing it back to the center. There's that little chirp. He's in the hard break. They're going to get a staircase. Brian Kessel's in. He's going to get banged. He climbs his way through it. Nice job. They saved that run right there, guys. I think they were a little to the left side of the track there, Mike. Danny was really fighting to bring it back. Let's see what kind of number we have here. Time for Central Iceland. 62, nine I want to say. Point yep. four five nine forty-five. Three sixty-two into the cones, but again, I think he drifted left a little. You could see Danny really gripping that wheel hard. I think to bring him back, they went in a little crooked, and but I'm I think they did a nice job saving it. I'm looking back at that 150. You can see Danny's marks just outside that 150 where he really laid that truck down. Probably gave it a good 25 to almost 50 feet where he. he I'm going to be number nine on your programs. The Blue Jays from Sable. He settles the truck hard, lifts, and then you can see it again right here at the 75-foot mark. He buries it. He holds the brake in for them. Very under control. You have a new ladder climber, a thrower who just started this year. You're saying that's his marks 50 feet before the 150, Mike? I'm thinking about 25 feet outside. Okay. But it almost looks like an angle again, like he was heading a little bit left and he brought it back nice. Yeah, I mean, you're going to move a little bit coming down the road, but he brought him into the middle of the box. You, obviously, you pointed out earlier, they got a nice wide box. You're not missing it. Yeah, you could... You could actually make the patch and be way off to one side or the other, where in other tracks you'd actually be on the pavement. Which, again, is a good safety thing, I think. There's no reason just to keep it within the uh, within the arch rails. Is there a size that the patch has to be? No. There, Mr. Rules Committee member? Off the top of my head, no. Is but there even a consistency? Or th I mean, there's no measurement of how hard it can be if you have to put a patch in. It's, a, it's almost a courtesy, isn't it, for the host? Now, now I want to say for the state drill, I believe it has to be done. Okay. But uh, I'm not 100% certain on that. Yeah, I think it's more of a courtesy from the host. Let's not get into these rules. <laughs> All right, we've got the track being given to the Sayville Blue Jays. Don Corpy behind the wheel. They've run this event 
Put in the nines a number of times the last couple of years as he approaches the cone. He's off about 160. Kind of parked it. They're right at the perfect ladder line. Climb is in and going up. Nice smooth climb. Good grab. That might catch the nine, either that or a low ten. Sable's listening. They might want to check that right Looks front like a break. 367. 67 to the cones. No lock from that right front. I had him in the ground at 706. It's going to be a low 10. Don does a nice job with that sea truck with his crew. All right, waiting on the time here. 10.00. 10 black. Get much of a lower 10 than that. <laughs> 10. Online be number 10, 10 on your program. The Pistol Knockers from North Visitors! You know, one of the things Sable has had a tough time with the last few years, they've had that same climber, same throw. And a climber, he, he has ability, there's no doubt about it. But when you start with new spikers, it seems like every other year or every year, it, it, it takes you so far back and you're starting over again and starting over again. And, you know, um, Sable has showed, they'll, they, they'll spend the money on equipment. They got good equipment. They just need to try to keep those boys together a little bit. And Don's doing a nice job driving a truck. Here we go. Scott All right. Rice. going with their... Other driver, Scott Rice, he Other. takes it away, does a nice job, he comes into the cones, he's in that hard break, he's right at the yellow, they're going to get a staircase, Ducky's in and gone, what a grab. nice job. What a whip. Looking at a low nine, maybe that high eight, depending on the button. Fine. 56. But North Nine 9.15. 9.15. So 3.56 in the ground, 9.15 overall. Would we have oh, excuse me, to the cones, I'm 3 sorry. 3.56 to the cones. What would be in the ground? 42 I had. I had 6.38. But what a whip they got, Mike. That ladder went in and up so quick, and Ducky was on. and I'm, I'm, That's a big part of the race. I'm, I'm kind of wondering where they lost it. They had a nice transition. Uh, the ladder looked great. On the line number 12, are you perfect? The yellow bird from Copeg. I don't know if he maybe just had a little hesitation in the middle without seeing it. All right, Copeg. Unfortunately, had a B truck issue, could not run B ladder, so hopefully they can make it up here. Got a 9.15, 9.45, and 10 flat opera, uh, covering those first three places at the moment. Real nice ride there by Scott Rice from North Lindenhurst. Left him right at the yellow. Those front tires hit the yellow. He was gone. He drives the race the same way. He's about 10 to 15 feet outside the cone. Sets that truck down. Around that 75-foot mark or so, he buries the pedal. All right, here we go. Copeg. They're coming down. They're through the cones. Coasting in that hard break. Leaves a little late. The ladder hit that perfect ladder line. Climber missed on his second step. Finishes hard, but uh, it's going to be tough to make up for that miss. Ground run. 661 I had. At 362. Point to the cone. 11.28. 11.28. All right. Didn't get a cone time on that one. We 62. Get it. Yeah, we 62. announced it. Yep. All right. Sorry. Missed it. My fault. I would have liked to have seen Charlie getting that hard break a tick earlier. Um, and that would back him up in the box a little bit. On the line to be number 16 on your program, the bandits from Farmingdale. Here comes a truck to pay attention to. This truck has not been out a lot, but the few times it has been out, 
it, it comes down the road. You know, I talked to Eddie. This truck was a little too quick last year, Mike. They they um, sort of wheeled it back a little bit, you know, to get it within range. So, uh, I mean, last year they were breaking that cone time all the time, and they could have done it even harder. So this truck is running. They actually had to dial it back a little bit to, to keep it within regulation. It's funny. We're trying to get the fastest time possible, and we're talking about slowing things down. It's yeah. <laughs> it's Not our old school we raised, huh? No, no, but it's it's a safety issue. And no, as we know, over the last 10, 20, 30 years, in all facets of life, safety comes first. Yeah, and it's definitely the way we needed to go with the technology yep. these trucks can have in them. All right, here come the bandits. C-truck looks straight, almost like it's on rails. He's off about 160. Hit that hard break, then got out at the yellow. Climbers in. He's actually nice climbing. Pretty much right as the lad hits the arch. He gets in. I think that's going to be a nine. I had him 75 in the ground, Rob. I had 69. 355. Right, 9.83. 9.83. So 355 and under control. On I mean, the line to be number 17 on your programs. The Redskins from Bayshore! Bill does have that truck dialed in. I like what I saw there. There's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of potential there. And if they get some yep. runs under them and they can pick up this pace from the 50-foot mark, we'll say, into the into the box where the spikes hit, uh, the climber looked pretty good going up. Uh, I thought he needed to be a little more fluid. It looked like he was a little, little too much body action going on there, Mike. It, it Maybe a little more leg work uh, it, rather it, than arms. It almost looked like what happened is they had no momentum and he was pulling himself up the ladder. But exactly. In time, if they get a little momentum through the box, as Eddie gets comfortable and they get runs under him. His first few steps, gonna, he'll that'll be all legs. Yep. Now, I, I understand they came out late, so you know, yep. that looks like an early May run right there. Start dialing it in and uh, get things going a little quicker. They'll be in good shape. All right, Bayshore trying to get themselves on the scoreboard here. Um, nope, no points through the first two. I'm told from another host, we talked about it earlier, the new patch is a courtesy from the host, as per uh, Rich Cotty. From Selden, thank you, Rich. Yes, we didn't have a new patch last week, and it showed. A lot of diggers took a beating. A lot of ladders bounced. A lot of oh, it does. It, it makes all the difference. I know as a climber, you even feel the difference because that ladder feels smooth when I, it hits the ground, as opposed to getting that jaw that goes right through the ladder. I'm sure the, the diggers enjoy seeing new pavement down there too. All right, here we go. Bayshore, Mold's bringing him through the cones. He's in that hard break. He's right at the Let's yellow hard. Skippy's in. Ladder moves a little bit. As that ladder twisted, he missed about a halfway up. He was going. It would have been a real heavy number. I had him still going to put him in the top five, but I, I don't know 40, if we'll hold. 47 Time for in the ground. One zero point two eight. 10, 28. One more time, Chris. 61, 361. on your program. Your host for today's tournament, the Ironman from Riverhead. Mike, talk about the momentum they get off the truck with. It looks real I, good. I tell you, Brian gave him a beautiful ride, and that's one thing as a climber. You want momentum as you're coming into that box, so to speak, where the spikers are pushing it down. It allows the ladder to snap out, snap down into the ground. The ladder goes up with good momentum. So if everybody's, I'm sorry, if everybody's bodies and positioning is in the right spot, the diggers are where they're supposed to be, everything should go fluid. One of the things I've noticed with them now the last few weeks is that right side spike that tries to get up in the air to get over the spike, I almost think it's hurting them is what he's trying to do. Instead of just kind of following that ladder down, I don't know um, if they're trying something or if that's what works for them in practice, but this is a couple times now we've seen C-Ladder where that, that ladder hasn't gone in square, and that's going to affect your climber because now one beam hits that arch, then you get like a little rock, and that's going to throw the climber off the ladder. They seem to be so close in so many races, and they just they got to put it all together. It'll come. All right. Riverhead's been given the track. Still waiting for the, the climber and the thrower to get on the truck. It's their track. Oh, They're yeah. building the suspense, <laughs> you know. they got a lot of fans here. All right. Looks like they're getting on a truck now. They might just about be ready to take it away. 
just a little silence across the crowd. The uh, anticipation. All right, a couple revs from Riverhead. And he takes it away. All right. Approaching that Hydra. Front tie is wobbling a little bit. In a break. Diggis took a couple of steps. Climb is doing a nice job. He's up, in and up. Had him in at 719. The truck sounded yeah. good, but I did the hard brake didn't seem to be there. Didn't see the front tires lock. No, that's one of the Time things. for Riverhead. 10-18. It's one of the things I know you're always fighting with these seats. I'm to be number 20 on your programs. The snails from Lizardhurst. Is that a 399, Chris? Three. 398. All right, here we go. All right, 94. Okay, 394. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's just hit the top five real quick as we come to the bottom of the bracket here. North, North Lindy, 915. CI, 945. Farmingville, 983. Sayville, 10 flat. And Riverhead right now on the bubble with the 1018. Lindenhurst, our second place team in the drill, coming out of B ladder with five points. Yeah, one of the things I've seen, some some of these C-trucks, those front tires are not locking for them. Sometimes that can be the case where their front pads get glazed over, the brake pads up front aren't where they need to be. It's something they really need to keep an eye on, because the last thing you want to happen with these trucks is you get all rear brake, and we know that's not good. The truck will start dancing on you quick. So track conditions don't affect that? That's all mechanical? Uh, I'm not going to say that necessarily, but that's what I tend to believe. All right, Lindenhurst looks about ready to go. Looking to continue their scoring streak. They're two for two so far on the day. Len is a ladder climber. They usually don't tell me much. <laughs> <laughs> Smarter that way. Yeah, I climbed the air, Mike. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I overhear. <laughs> I overhear things and try to go with it. All right, here come the snails. Through the cones. Came off about 160, 170. Break a little short, just inside the yellow. Nice job by Ryan Killing Climb. Another staircase. Right. Michael mentioned that earlier. 683 in the ground. You're right. Stuck came up a little bit short. They lost a little mo. Let's see what happens. Nine five. Time for Lindenhurst. Nine point four four. Nine forty four. I missed it, Rob. I don't know what a you got. Ask again, there, Chris. Have you got one more time, please? 66, 366 to the cones for the snails. Again, they they lost a little bit of mo. That truck stopped real hard. It, it did. But you know what? In a drill like today. That's that going to be points, and that's yeah, what you want to do. You want to score. You want to keep scoring, sure. scoring, scoring in these races. Those points add up at day's end. That yeah. actually clipped Central Islip. Puts them in second place right. in the contest. And they have five points going in. So yep. That's a big, that's a big a shot for Lindenhurst. Sure. I'll tell you, a lot of times, that's one of the things I've always tried to stress. On the, the line of number 21 in your programs. From Deer Park. The way our sport is changing, you need to run clean. You need to complete your shots and they need to be done in a, an efficient manner. To try to push things sometimes ends up hurting you more. When you say the way our sport is changing, is that because it's more condensed teams, Mike? Less amount of teams? You do. So you, ha you have fewer yep. teams, and of course, like anything else, fewer teams means few less competition. It, yep. it, it really has And then you're racing smart rather than just hard. All right, Deer Park Bucks coming down the track there through the cones off about 155. Break. Looked good. Yeah, they, oh. hit the, they hit the ground real hard. The ladder moved, but Climber was able to nice kind of swing off the ladder, kind of stayed on, and then picked it up and went. I nice job. 6.53 in the ground. Like 9.84. 9.84. 3.56 to the cones. The That's ladder, a real good number. The ladder cocked a little bit. The Climber 
a little hiccup, Mike, but did not completely slip and a nice recovery. You know what? That's what you have to do. That that ladder was moving a little bit and that climb just climbed the ladder. You didn't over climb it. The flying Dutchman that was the second fastest sea truck of the day. There's been yeah. two there's been one fifty five and two fifty sixes. And that is sorry to Len, that that's is right. fifth place right now. That nine eighty four was the time to beat if you want to score. I think the term comes up fight through it, right, Mike? As a climber, it does. It once does. in a while and, and, and that's in any race, folks. You know, the driver's not gonna do his job perfectly every time. Or and, and the thrower's not and the and the diggers aren't. So sometimes the climber's gotta make up for it. And hoses we'll talk about that later. Sometimes the hydroman has to make up for the driver. I mean you know, you, there's, there's got to be some flexibility. It's not going to be perfectly the same every time. You know, as somebody jumping off the back of a truck, you want to be given a chance. That's what you want. There's going to be times that things are tighter and you have to compensate. There's yep. going to be times that it's not. And, and sometimes the driver can make up for the guys that he can give them the perfect drop. And All right, here we go. West Sable on the line. They've been given a track. Looks like everyone's on the back of the truck, ready to go. West Sable took a different approach with their C-Truck this year. They are going the one-gear route, like Central Islip's been doing for a number of years and spent support some time ago. All right, Frankie Miller takes him away. Truck down to Cohen. Off right at the cones. In a hard break. Yo, Billy Hopton's in. He's got a good climb going. Can oh he get the boy. grab? Yes, he does. That's oh. a great shot there for West Sayville. That's, that's going to be an eight. That's I got 96. Place. Time for West Sayville. 9.01. Oh, I think the button was there. 359 to the cones. 359. I had him in the ground at 6.53. Beautiful looking run there. Though I had him as an 8, but... And and here's a perfect case. Right on the 6-foot mark. Oh. That run, that gets backed up just a couple of feet in a perfect world. You're talking is, 885. Is, is that by design to be there, Mike, or no, by design no, you're 2 I, or 3 I, feet it's, out? It's, it's just the way things happen sometimes. What'd you have, what'd you have in the ground, Len? I had him 53. You know, right, Frankie so did a nice job. He, I'll tell you, with, he's really comfortable with the way this truck is handling right now. He's driving it through the cones. It's, it doesn't have the cone number as some other trucks can have, but he loves the way this truck is handling right now. He's very confident, very comfortable with it. And, so uh, the exact just, perfect right, spot would be a foot or two out, but it's always going to flex. It's going to be a little over. Because, you know, I give our drivers a lot of credit. You know, the guys in the back, put me right here. <laughs> yeah. Put the dime down, and I'll try and you know put you there on a dime, and it doesn't always happen that way. Here's the goal, but if I'm two or three feet this way or two or three feet that way, deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was it was nice, smooth, perfect. Oh, it's great. That, that was almost textbook there. I mean, just looked like nice. He, Michael looked like he left him a little harder than he has been in some of the past couple of drills. Took it out from under him a little bit harder and gave him a little momentum. And I think that's Frankie gaining confidence in Billy, getting runs under him. You know, I mean, there, there was a big adjustment there that they had to get used to. And, you know, Frankie's got to be confident he can leave them and know everybody's going to be okay. And he has that right now. All right, Brentwood, our last team in the Sea Ladder contest. They get off about 175. He coasts in. Break there. Got a staircase two feet outside the perfect ladder line. Climber's kind of in, nice and smooth. Not going to be in the top five, but not a bad shot for Brentwood. I had nice 7 and smooth. 718 in the ground. Time for Brentwood. 10.92. Still looking for a cone time. Looks like a 395, 385 for Brentwood. So that's going to conclude Sea Ladder. All right. Well, wait for Rouse. I have West Sable 901 first. I have Lindenhurst. Uh, excuse me, North Lindenhurst 915. All right. We'll let Rouse finish it off. Sea Ladder contest. First place, five points. Number 22. 
Save all. Second place, four points, number 10, North Lindenhurst. Third place, three points, number 20, Lindenhurst. Fourth place, two points, number eight, Central Iceland. Fifth place, one point, number 16, Farmingville. Total points, the completion of the three ladder contest, Islip two, Central Islip six, North Lindenhurst eight, Copeg three, Hagerman one, Farmingville two, Lindenhurst eight, West Sable 15. Local committee, general judges, Grievance committee to the track for the water test. All right, just before we go to commercials, guys, Mike, I talked to you off the air a little bit. Uh, I was asked uh, via a text. Um, it, it seems like a basic question, but it's a good one. We, we've been talking about guys getting off the truck early and how they can make an adjustment to should they ride longer or do, do they work with their throw to get off earlier? What, any advice on that? Uh, a lot of people uh, respect your opinion as a, as a very good ladder climber over all these years. Uh, really, it just comes down to it. It takes time. It takes experience. Um, back to when I first started doing this, I heard it from a lot of people. I was getting off the truck very early. That's what you think you need to do. You just got to slowly just start understanding where you are on the road, understand what you can do, understand how that brake feels, and know when you can go. I know with the C-Truck, I'm always looking for those front tires. As they're approaching that yellow, I want to be off the truck because usually the driver's going to leave when those front tires hit the yellow. B-Lad is just more of a feel, like kind of hit that brake, and when you feel that brake, you kind of react, and that's how it, it goes. And again, as we said, ideally, the thrower and the climber are exactly together. Do you guys ever go with a call? Back in the day when I first started, there was a call, go, and that was... I, I want to say years ago, I remember Victor, when uh, I first started climbing mid-90s, he would try to yell, go. i got to be honest, I don't know if that really works. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no. I don't hear any teams doing it anymore. I mean, no, I that's think the way I learned, but... Uh, I, I think now what what the, the teams are doing is in c you're looking for those front ties. Usually the driver... Hits those yellow line, he's going, and that's what you're looking for. All right. Hopefully that helps uh, those listening at home. And, Michael, if you want to stick with us, uh, we'd I'm love to be, have you for I'm hoses. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to check out from here. Okay. I mean, you can see how much my team needs me back at the trailer right now based on our day. And, uh, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, what are you, 15 for 15? The influence <laughs> I've had so far. So, they might uh, send you back. <laughs> I'm going to check out, so thank you. All right. Thanks for the help, Mike. We appreciate it. All right. Uh, I think we're going to uh, slide away to commercial, but uh, stay tuned. We'll be back with Seaho shortly. Thanks right. a lot. Sounds good. Thanks, Bye. Mike. The Bill Fox Company has been in business over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for the past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and the Yellow Hornets, as well as the Firefighter Combat Challenge Competition. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State Drill Teams. High Tech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, High Tech also provides quality products, including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products and Deuce rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demo, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit hightechfirenewyork.com. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing. As they celebrate their 43rd year of publishing, they are honored to be the official publication and online coverage of the New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage in Fire News on firenews.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
The 2017 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 18th and 19th at the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. The new venue was a huge hit in 2016. It's bigger and better, and 2017 will deliver many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product line and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Attention firefighters, are you still tracking your SCBA cylinders using paper and pencil? Stop the insanity and get the CAT Cylinder Accountability Tag System from Coastal Fire Systems. The CAT makes refilling cylinders simple and easy, ensuring that your members never overfill a cylinder or fill one with an expired hydrostatic testing. Let the CAT system handle the wrecking keeping, inventory, alerts, and OSHA paperwork for you. There's only one place you can get the CAT system, and that's Coastal Fire Systems. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com for details and information. The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola. And SDI is the company behind this game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments including Central Islip to solve the challenge of accounting for members who respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and firegroundaccountability.com. The Titan Group is back, supporting Drill Team Racing after a strong off-season of our own. Our new headquarters, now located in Bohemia, Long Island, is now fully equipped with an in-house screen printing operation, coupled with our embroidery setup that you've come to trust. Become a member of Team Titan to take advantage of our new custom team website ordering system. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing and search Titan Group DTR on Snapchat to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. With 20 years of experience in the apparel industry coupled with 20 years of racing experience. We know what you need. Pants, jerseys, jackets, helmets, we've got it all. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind on the arch or Devin Robinson on the track. Gear up, get on, the Titan Group. Not every evolution in vehicle rescue technology costs tens of thousands of dollars. The Beluga glass cutter finally makes windshield removal quick and safe, and fire departments can add the Beluga glass cutting kit to their rescue setup for only $5.95. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com to check out the Beluga in action. Fatty McGee's in East Islip. Wednesday is ladies' night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course those famous Fatty's Wings. Integrated Wireless Technology is proud to be part of the 2016 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets and sound off signal emergency lights. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom engineered radio solutions, licensing assistance, dispatch solutions, and top-notch reliable service with fully insured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt.com. Coastal Fire Systems is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams, Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RAT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, Hyatt's Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves, as well as the future in thermal imaging technology. Coastal is also the one-stop dealer for Petzl, Scott, CMC, and Colorado Bailout Systems, along with professional training to keep your members sharp and meet New York State requirements. For more information, check them out at www.coastalfiresystems.com. The next contest we run is the Seahose Contest. 
State record is 11.93, and it's held by East Islip. First team on the line, number five on your program, the Wolves from Islip. Okay, everybody, welcome back here to Riverhead. Once again, Robert Noonan, Wes Sable. We're joined by Lenny Gombert from St. James. will be with us in a second. And joining us for the first time for Hose here today, Kevin Candido of the Hempstead Yellow Hornets and currently the West Sable Flying Dutchman. Hello, Kevin. What's up? Good to be back out here. It has been a long time since I've been out here, I can tell you that. <laughs> Kevin, uh, racing veteran for well over 20 years here joining us. Going to give us some insight on the hose contest. He's run a number of spots in those contests over the years. If you so want to call it insight, I'll go with that. Thank you very much for that comment. <laughs> So if we look at the points while we wait for Islip to get their way to the line. West Sable with 15 out of C ladder leading the way. Two-way tie for second. Lindenhurst and North Lindenhurst with eight points each. Then fourth place Central Islip with six. And what would be fifth place right now looks like Copeg with three. But a couple other teams with twos and a one. So still a lot of points to be had. <coughs> I did not catch the water time announcement. Kevin, did you happen to? I did not. And I will try and find out what the water was and get that to everybody if we can. I don't think he announced it, to be honest with you. No, I, I believe it was announced, but that's okay. We'll get the right time. Chris, you, Chris, you listening? What was the water? Four seventy-nine. All right, four seventy-nine is the tested water time. A little slower than maybe we're accustomed to, as Lenny joins us again. Yeah, usually out here it's uh, a little warmer than that, uh, as far as a water time, meaning down in the four sixes, they get uh, some real good water out here in Riverhead, some real good times. Seems like uh, Islip's ready to get rocking and rolling here, folks. They've been given the track. Yeah. No, Rob, you take it. Rob, you take it. Try right. and give some splits. I may even go trackside in a little while. Thank you for uh, feeding the troops, Rob, coming back from the West Sable camp and taking care of Fred and myself and Kevin. All right, a little different vantage point for us here from the radio crew. We are pretty much right in line with the target on the ground. We're used to being up on the arch, so yeah, we're giving you, you a different vantage here. point. We, we yeah. might get wet here. I there hope is the a very good chance. Okay. I'm standing with the cameras. Uh, most of you could probably see the angle. That one camera is probably right at the nozzle line, which is probably a pretty good angle as Mikey Welton brings him down the track. They're a little tight to the hydrant. All right, Hydra Man is off. He's in quick. Good handle. Nozzle Man off right 25 feet before he's set. First water. Great blap. What'd you have, Kev? Right, 12.56 on him. I had him 6.82 open. Time for Ice Lab. 1, 2, 12.62. Great start to our Seahose contest. Real smooth run by Islip. Looks like 3.53 to the cones. Our fastest cone time of the day to this point. On the line, seven on your programs. The Harris from East Farmingdale. Kev, tell us what you saw in that shot. I don't think uh, I don't think the Niles man wasted too much water on that, but it was pretty smooth. A little tight at the hydrant, but I did a good job. Hydrant man was able to get his arm out still. Pulled down the water a decent number with... Uh, on the seven flat here is, is going to be good. The way the water is right now, that's that's going to be a hard number to beat right now. Yeah, it pretty much from my vantage point, look real smooth on both ends. Nozzle man, 
kill the target. Yep. That's what you expect, what you like to do. I'm sure Lenny is a former nozzle man. You can really appreciate that target hit. You know, you bring that up, and uh, my dad taught me a long time ago uh, when I first started on the juniors running nozzle, and he was a nozzle man for a long time. You're a hero or you're a bum. There's, there's really no in-between for a nozzle man. Either they love you or they hate you, and they're loving him right now. Now, Behos, let's see what happens after Behos. <laughs> All right, and he could be 50-50 and, uh, you know, might be a rough night. Islip only had two points coming out of Lattice, so that's a really big shot for them. That should give them a little bit of confidence and get their mojo back and going. Kevin, when's the last time you actually ran on this track? Oh, boy. You know, what? we were just watching that. It couldn't have been... It might. I know in the 90s we were here a few times. Okay. 95, I think we were here. 90, 94, 95. I know we had a runoff one year with West Sable. We... In three-man ladder, that's when actually Michael ran a five in three-man ladder, but didn't count because of the runoff, and we ran, I think, a 6-10 that day. But oh, that was so It was a handful of times we were out here. I know that. Maybe three or four times I was it, here. Was it more the mileage and the time to get out here? Or yeah, it was more the yeah. mileage. And this time of the season in Acid, it's like one of those weekends you could take off back then. Well, sure. When the schedule was a little more full than it is now. I mean, it's a good facility. Um, Riverhead does a good job. They know how to run a drill. There is shade for the patrons. But uh, always good water out here. It's yeah. a good, real good motor pump out here over the years. Oh, that's for sure. East Farmingdale has taken their very sweet time getting going. They've had the white flag for a fair amount of time now. It looks like they're just about ready to go. What's the rule on that? You got one it minute? It should be one minute. Oh, actually, they, I'm seeing a red flag. I'm wondering if Whoa. they're having a problem with the truck or if they just flat out took too much time. That's a good call, Rob. You, in your um, mental clock, you saw they were taking maybe too long. Maybe they are going on a breakdown. We're going to hear about it, I'm sure, right now as Bill grabs the mic. Your attention, please. There'll be no time for East Farmingdale over the minute mark. Oh, Rob Noonan on his game. All right, I'll, I'll take a little credit for as that As he's one. chomping on that burger. <laughs> How many times has that been called? I don't think I could count that many on one hand. I don't ever remember seeing it. I remember one more once. So East Farmingdale taking the ride of shame. <laughs> I mean, nice guys over there, but that's the ride of shame right there. Yeah. How can you not get ready in a minute? I'll oh. tell you what, every other Seahose team better take note of that now because you can't They're call it against it. one team and not oh, be yeah. on that game for everybody else right now. They're watching it. That's, um, again, I, I, I love those guys from East Farmingdale. They're good Hello, guys. Be number eight during your programs. The Hobos from Central Iceland. I don't know how that happens. Maybe there was a mispack in the hose and they were shuffling stuff. Maybe there was a mechanical issue. Again, we're, you know, hundreds of feet away. We don't know. All right, Kevin. Now, put yourself running sea hose or Lenny. That happens to the team in front of you. Sea truck's not completely maybe warmed up yet. Yo, you're expecting that. Now, all of a sudden, bang, you got to go. Any change? Go ahead, Kev. You no, go first. I, I mean... I the change is just, listen, you can still rush and get ready, but it's, I think it's more of uh, just to make everyone aware of it. Say, listen, let's go. Let's move a little faster. Let's get the truck stage quicker. Let's just get things done. Let's wipe the tires faster. Little I, things like that. And then once you get in the back, you can go through your normal routine. I think, I, think. A, I think on a warm day like today, getting the truck warm shouldn't be an issue. However, I think as the driver, you may be able to say to the officials, hey, you know, I need an extra 20 or 30 because I wasn't ready for this. And it looks uh, like they I haven't think they given, would allow that. They've given the white flag on the nozzle end, but it still looks like they have the red flag. That's what I'm saying. Oh, actually, they are. The guys at the starting line should give you a little courtesy now, yeah. where the other Same. team moved along. You Now you have to be ready a minute and a half, two minutes earlier, because the team in front of you didn't run. They didn't have to clear the track. I mean, most of the trucks are pretty well warmed up at that point, you know. Shouldn't take that much more, but you shouldn't have to rush now, because the team in front of you broke a rule. 
No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go outside of what what your normal plan is. But the little things like you don't have to take as much time when you have to wipe the tires down, or at least you can let the officials know. Say, listen, I got a I got a bunch here. Let give me a couple extra seconds. Exactly. Doing this. And I would think they would. That's a courtesy. <coughs> I mean, it's not All their right. fault what the team in front Central of them. Central Isle does have the white flag. They're coming off a drill a week or so ago where they ran some really good hose numbers, and I'm sure they'd love to build off of that. They're coming into this contest with six points. Sitting in fourth place at the moment. All right, here we go. Danny Jackson behind the wheel. They're through to the lights, approaching the cones. Here's that little pop break at the 150. Truck fishes a little bit. Chris Murphy, nice job, good handle. Ryan Murphy approaches the nozzle. He double clicks. He just gets it on. He still didn't get it. Oh, look, I think the target's broke, guys. Yeah, yeah. He hit the target. It didn't go up. Now, maybe it did register. No, we have no red light. All right, we have no red light, so it looks like they're going to be going again. Wow, they, yeah. he stayed on that for a good seven or eight seconds, and it just would not go, folks. I mean, he was lucky to get the nozzle on, guys. Oh he my missed I, at least once. I don't know how he got it on. And I he really was don't. able to get it on at the last split second. Didn't give up on it. Give him a lot of credit for that. But, yeah, the officials are playing with the flap now. It is not tripping. So good job by uh, Chris Murphy at the hydrant, leaving the water on. Exactly. Let him plow the flap, and he stayed on the flap, I don't know, seven, eight, ten seconds. Yep. So now, this should not affect the contest at all. I know any other target should be state-sanctioned equipment. So we bring out the next target, and we should be able to continue with the contest. So I venture to say CI is going to get a rerun now, unless something registered. But <laughs> as Kevin noted, there was no red light on the on the arch, on the traffic light. Another one of the first, kind of. Not seen this so many times, neither, right? You is know, Kevin, I say that a lot, for, and I'm not saying everybody should listen all the time, but I say that at many drills. All the drills I've been to, I grew up with this, I'm 51 years old, you seem to always see something at a drill that you've never seen before, and I've never seen that. He just stayed on it, and again, I give Chris credit for not shutting the hydrant down. Yeah. Stay on it, prove it's not tripping, because... Yep. Uh, I only had them on at 7-3, though. I don't know, but did Ryan you get a stick time? Anybody else? I had 19. But I had uh, 20. 19, 7, yeah, 20. Okay, yeah. so they didn't exactly light it up at the height. No. But Ryan Murphy, nozzle man, did a real ju good oh. job of staying with it. He missed pretty blatantly on the first one. Yeah. It just gets it on on the second go around and hits the target and stays there for about a minute and a half, just flowing water. <laughs> <laughs> he just stayed on the flap. Gave me a nice cool off. I got a little splashback with that close. We ca are the cameras okay, Fred? They didn't get too wet or anything? You good? No drops on the lens? Could have happened. I mean, Fred's got these cameras right, right on line with the target. I mean, I told the guy when they were testing the water, I said, listen, normally we tell you keep it right. Keep it at least on the line or at the target. Chris, did we get a cone time on that? 54, 54. to the cones. All right, so almost in line with Islip's 53 to the cones. So we're going to have a little bit of a delay here, folks, as they change out the targets. They are already taking the replacement target out of the timing truck. Great job. Come on, Murphy, hit the flap. <laughs> I think he might have got away with it. it was a little low, I think it was a little low at first. I didn't see it move with the first water. But well, you said that, that you thought he missed. And when he came back up to it, though. Yeah. Well, he's lucky he got it on. That's for sure. Now, that's one of the things. I was going to ask you, Len. So we have a little bit of a slower water. Go ahead. Which obviously aids. You that can helped him. That absolutely. saved him. But now you, uh, you throw into the... Do you like thinking about it? Or would you rather just have the water coming right behind you and just get set and just... No, I kind of like, you know, click, turn, water. Hit. Right. That, that's that's the flow that you're used to. When you wait for water, sometimes that's worse. Um, now, when you miss once, 
you know, hopefully, you know, he's got experience. You don't get in panic mode where you start slamming and banging. And he didn't, you know. He did a nice yeah. job. You miss once, fine. Keep going. You yeah. know, don't give up on it. I've seen guys miss once, Kevin, and miss once and lift up because they think the water's coming and they might get wet or something. Or it's just a, yeah. a reaction. But he stayed with it and great job, good hands, and, and he got it on nice. The 4-6 water we see week in, week out. Today, he would have been. I don't trouble. think he's got a yeah. shot. I nope. think he's washed. Yeah, I think he was in trouble too. Yep, that worked uh, in his and favor. It was literally that click. Water was coming out before he even had it back on the ground, which yep. I think contributed to that first water not being on the plate. But he's one of our better nozzle men in terms of hitting that target. Any any nozzle men out there, whether it's motorized or old-fashioned or juniors, you stay with it. You, everybody's allowed to miss once, especially in the sea hose contest. The truck usually gets you there in yes. enough time to have two shots. I mean. Something I was taught from uh, Mickey Mustapitch, Richie Bow, some old-time Wildcats, you got time to do it right once. You don't have to rush in there like a maniac, but go in there and go in smooth. But even if you miss the ones, don't give up. You know, come back at it again. And if and if you are experienced and mildly aggressive attacking the coupling, you should have time to do it right twice. Um, Behos, maybe not so much. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. So, maybe today with the water, but no, maybe not so much. Yeah. No. But um. Good job by CI uh, under the conditions. They'll get a rerun, obviously. We still haven't had the official announcement of anything. No, I don't. Which I'm a little know. surprised at. I don't know if Bill's listening over there. or he's Looks pretty comfortable. Must have just had a burger or something. They left him all alone. He's done. He's on his own. <laughs> we kind of know what's going to happen, folks. Uh, again, if you're just listening... The target did not trip. The, the water was on the flat for um, several seconds, and it just would not trip for the hobos. So that target's been taken away. The officials, in a um, quick manner, have taken out a replacement target, which is all pre-approved. Uh, Kev, tell, talk about a little bit about that, um, the equipment. Well, it kind of helps move the tournament. I know back in the day, Lenny, if this ever happened, we'd all be scrambling, saying, does everyone get a rerun? Does everyone yeah, get a rerun? You're changing sure. equipment. But now, <laughs> the way how far we've come along, we have three targets that have been state-approved, that have been tested and work. So it's quite simply just removing one and putting one in. So it could be interchangeable, and just because it's a different target, it doesn't mean you get a rerun if yeah. you had a crummy time or whatever before. So. Which is some of the smaller things that through the years have has definitely helped move the tournaments along. And you know, you know, that old adage usually is, listen, your first shot is the only shot you get, and you, and you build off it. Sometimes you're lucky enough to get two, but at least this doesn't go. When we were 20 teams deep, all of a sudden, the equipment changes. Now we got to start all over again. It's right. like, and again, what, what Kevin says rings true, and it what might have been 20 teams. might have been 40 teams deep yeah. back in the day when there were so many teams. And they'd say, oh, change the target. Everybody gets a rerun. And, you know, obviously, several and, and teams are happy please. about General it. General judges, General judges, report to the hydrant. Oh. All general judges report to the hydrant so this time. Thank you. There's going to be a powwow. Um, I don't know if it's on this issue. I mean, I would imagine it's this issue, but what do you think? Yeah, I don't, what do you think they're going to do? What's, I mean, how do you not give them a rerun? I would go down there with the remote. Unless, there's a unless something went in, like I said, that the light on the arch is just a courtesy light. If they had a time in the truck, they could possibly give it to them. And we don't know that they did. We're just trying to play a little uh, second-guessing here to uh, keep you... Keep yeah. us going as we wait for the event to move forward. Right. We don't have the remote available. All right, go down there and check it out for you folks. All right, our rules committee working with our officials, checking the tension. Uh-oh. Nope, there it goes. No way another one's breaking. Jay Skidmore, again, from our rules committee, doing a hell of a job out here today on in all aspects. But um, this is where he, the spotlight's on him and the officials. Hey, 
Wh why did it work? What happened? Blah, blah, blah. And you better get the next target right. Actually, uh, while we're waiting, Len, we could kind of shift gears a little bit. I was down here before the drill. You might have caught it, too. Last week, we had to run hand time in buckets. There was some problems statewide with the bucket barrel where we went to the old flag and the three-timers. It went last week, but they were testing both the Nassar and Suffolk barrel this morning, and evidently, as of this morning, they are both intolerance they're both working so we expect the bucket contest to go back to electric time today which i think is a good thing and everybody will be real happy to happy well, to watch the contest that way you know again kevin and i were talking earlier <clears throat> stuff you don't see that bucket barrel that you're talking about rob that that one tripped it didn't trip at all then it tripped early so you know that's why they went to hand time but you know where's the you know i get it if it doesn't trip at all and it's consistent that way but that bucket barrel was going both ways so if it doesn't work today, we know who to blame. Sitting right over there. We'll just blame Skidmore. Jay Skidmore. <laughs> he proved it this morning, so if it doesn't work, it's on him. And I watched him. They were testing it, and everything was working. So, knock on wood, let's hope we have the bucket barrel <laughs> that we're used to. But they don't just throw the barrel out there and put, you know, what they feel is 45 gallons in it. They have it all balanced out, and, and they got shims no, under this side and that side. Yeah, it's, no, they, it's perfectly level, and... I mean, it's really a science now. Yeah, anyway, I was going to say, it was definitely a process. Testing a bucket barrel takes time. Yeah, but All back right. in the day when our fathers and grandfathers were running, I don't I don't think it was that scientific. <laughs> no, but it's almost hooked up the same. I think the only thing they changed it. They're using PVC piping now instead of the metal pipe. I don't know if that made a difference with the, with the, the floats in there and stuff like that. No it's idea. crazy. They tried to make it better so it wouldn't, you know... Have any rod on or nothing like that, and now that's out of my pay scale. Yeah, just your attention, please. Central Isa will be given a rerun. All right, took a little while to get that official announcement, but I really didn't see any other alternative. They pretty much did everything right. Isn't he supposed to give a rule on that? Equipment malfunction. All right, so if you centralize, up, do you pack up quick and jump back in the line, or you sit to the end and wait and see what happens? Huh. I'd say there'd be no rush. That's, that's, I don't know if they're going to wait to the end. I'm with you. I, I would sit tight, and um, when you're ready, you go. You yeah. get to Are we going to resume now? On the line to be number nine on your programs, the Blue Jays from Sable. I believe it is up to the team when they want to file in as well. If they get to the line right away... They tell the officials, hey, we want, you know, within two or three teams, we want to run. I think they have to be granted that. And, I, I, you know, it's, it's it's okay, you know, when you're going to run at the end, you can put up your number. But, you know, looking for another contest in front, they got to run B-holes also. So if they run last in C-holes, they might get a little bit of latitude going, you know, a little bit before the pack. But normally, I think the officials like to go right back where you're supposed to be in line. So, you know, they'll have to rush through this contest and then just go pack quickly for B-holes. A lot of it goes back to you. Do you like to put your shot up and let everybody chase you? Or do you want to know what's out there and have an idea of what you're going after when you get on the back of the truck? And there's definitely different schools of thought. Probably person to person to person. So as we wait for the next team, Kevin, you remember, did you, you ran Seahoes here, correct? Yes. The start line here. And leading up to it. Talk about that a little bit here at Riverhead, how that's a little bit unique. Well, I, from what I can remember, it's more of a, you have to turn and then back up into it. Nah, and not no. so much that, but it's kind of a dust bowl back there. Oh, it's a dust bowl. Going through the dirt parking lots. Then you come through a little bit of a tree tunnel. 
Right, Rob? And then you, gotta, right. yes. then you got to clean your tires. It's like you're being fired out of a chute. Yes, that's <laughs> right. It's been it's been that long. And I, from what I understand, there used to be a little bit of a dipsy-doo on one side, the left side of the track, if you were, you had to kind of aim a little bit away from that, which my driver didn't know about until after the fact. <laughs> Found out on the way down? Yeah. Everyone else knew about it. Well, that's what happens if we would have come in more than once, but anyway. But yeah, this track, folks, um, there's some dirt parking lots at the, uh, just before the entrance to sea hose, and the sea trucks basically have to go through it. There's stone and dirt down there, and it's a little bit of a challenge to clean your tires um, when you do come out on the actual race course, so... That's something that the drivers need to be cognizant of and, and make sure they clean their tires. And, again, the, the, most of the Suffolk teams come here regularly. They know that. All right. After a little delay, it looks like we are finally ready to get going here and resuming our Seahose contest with the Sayville Blue Jays. And here they go. They're through the light. Encore for you. He's bringing his belt fit to the Hydrant. They're a little tight, but Hydrant Man's back. Comes up to it. He's on. Water in the hose. Nozzle Man's off. Hose is broken. He's having a little trouble getting set. Uh, nozzle man missed. He had his chance. He just it looked like he was on top of the nozzle a little too much. Water's high and then comes back down onto the target. Had him on a hydrant at 88. 788. 84. Time for Sable. 20.92. Yeah, it almost looked like the uh, the breaker got there and started to break it before the nozzle man got his hand on the nozzle. Line to be number 10 on your program. 360. from North Lindenhurst. 69 to the cones. yep. No, you talked about him having a chance there, Rob. I believe he did too, but, you know, we're, we're looking right down the pipe right here, basically, from our vantage point. Don't he kind of cocked the coupling sideways? I think he was on top of the hose. The hose was and, and underneath, his, underneath his knees a little bit, so it was tough for him to look down. Right. He what you're didn't have it out in front of him where he could... Right. Kind of get a better view of it. So being on top of it a little too far back uh, yeah. toward his crotch area. I'm not trying to get uh, <laughs> too graphic. But, then again, you're just desperate there where it's out in front of you a foot or a foot and a half. You, yeah. can, you can do what you got to do. He wasn't in a good position to set up. Breaker Man did a real nice job. He was in position, got that coupling off. Anything, you could get it out of the way a little bit better. All right, North Lindenhurst to the line. Uh, one of our second-place tied teams at the moment with eight points. Gone second place, both the last two contests. Running real nice numbers, 522 and 915. You know, again, you folks at home that are watching on video, um, enjoy it because you have a better vantage point than us right now. <laughs> we are a couple of feet past the target, and it is tough to give you the normal perspective and insight <coughs> that, we, that we normally do. We're trying. But uh, enjoy yourselves at home in your air conditioning because well, we're thing. jealous right now. All right, looks like we're ready to go. Scott Rice behind the wheel for the North Lindenhurst Piston Knockers. Always the potential for a smoking hot hose run from North Lindenhurst right. Piston Knockers. Scott takes him away. They're off the line. Trucks look like it's on rails approaching the hydrant. Looks great. Chris Connell's off a little wall when he gets there. Good handle. Ducky Vinnie got approaching. Ducky is set. Water first water hits the target. Nice job by North Lindenhurst. Caught me with that one. I had, him, close. I had him 690 on the stick. I had 702. I like it, yeah. 97. It's going to be close. Time for North Lindenhurst. 1, 2, 654. Uh, excuse me, 354 to the cones. Right. We're going to be number 11 on your programs. The Panthers from 
Kachok! Good looking run there for the North Londoners Piston Knockers. Now we talked about getting set. He was set, had to wait for water. Yeah. But still didn't let it affect him. Did a real nice job hitting the target. Again, the idea of having some time and not too much time. You want to get there, do your job as a Nas man, which is grabbing the coupling. Let the breaker do his thing. Do your click turn, lock up the upper body, and be ready. And as you lock up, you'd love the water to just to be flowing right after that. So, Lenny, were you running Nozzle in 2000 for St. James? Yes. Okay. This date in racing history, Farmingville, 2000, St. James wins Seahose. Do you remember the time? No. Ah, <laughs> come on. You were on that yeah, shot. I only ran Nozzle 27 years. I'm sorry. I can't remember uh, that one time. I wouldn't have remembered either. <laughs> All right. 1274, Lenny. So okay. congratulations. Nice 16 years ago today, right. Lenny was on Nozzle Man. St. James in Farmingville slash Ridge. You see, I told you young whippersnappers I did it a couple of times. Nobody listens. <clears throat> Thank you again to Jay Podowski for that. Nice job. All right. We have... The Cutchog Panthers on the line, I believe. They've been given the white flag. Going through their call off. Chris, you're going to have a minute? Okay, go ahead. That's okay. No problem. All right. All right, so we just heard from Chris Murphy uh, a quick, we got a little insight. They're going to run last. So they've made a conscious decision there. All right, I'll tell you what, Cutchoke's pushing that minute. We've seen it once. Uh, you better yeah. listen to Mr. Noonan. Get he knows. Get in the truck. Noonan knows. It's a T-shirt. All right, they're, they're off. I don't see any red flags, so they're approaching the hydrant in good shape. In the break. Hydrant man's off. Nice job. Man inside the 25. He's a little slippy oh. set. Oh, another great target hit. We've seen three really good target hits so far today. I thought the breaker was going to be in trouble there, Kev. Would you talk about lucky there? He pulled the hose away at the last wow. second. I had 744 on the stick. Time for cut dog. Point two, one. 13, 21. 13, 21. 371 to the cones. 371. Want to be number 12 on your programs? The Yellow Birds from Copac. So, Kevin, you and I were thinking the same thing. I mean... They had to throw the brakes on. They, I think they were brought in a little bit deep. I wasn't sure the breaker was going to make it there, but he, he got there. His length of his body definitely helped him out there. That was, uh, that was, uh, listen, that was a nice job by him, though. That was a nice job. He yeah. was able to break it. He was fully extended and was able to still get that quarter turn off. Yeah. We've seen a few breaker men over the years that are tall, long, lanky guys, and having those long arms definitely can make up for any other shortcomings. Yep. But, again, we, we were talking during ladders about making up for the driver sometimes, Kevin. You know, the, the driver does everything he can to put you in the exact same spot every time. Don't happen that way. Yeah. We all know it. So sometimes you got to make up. And again, if he brings you in a little deep at that nozzle end or even at the hydrogen end, you got to push you off that bar and slow your body down. Or if he drops you a little short, you got to run. you got to let it flow. And it's, it's again, uh, Artie Suskind likes to talk track awareness. Know where you are, when you get off, and yeah. what you got to do when you get off. And you need to know before you get off, not, oh, my gosh, now what do I do? I never understand why I couldn't. The drivers just came to put you where you want. <laughs> They're supposed to be that good, right? Yeah, Ralph. You listening, yeah. Ralph? You want me to put you someplace on a dime? Yeah. You're like, I give you two feet. I'm like, okay. Exactly <laughs> what we talked about in ladders. Bring us in six inches, Ralph. Yeah. He's just not. He just. I just nod my head. I forget what driver. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. JoJo used to yeah, say yeah, that to him for the horn. It's just to get the reaction yep. out of Ralph as <laughs> Kopech takes the line. I here. guess a lot of drivers say, it. yeah, yeah, that's what I'll yeah. do. Okay, that's what I'll do. 
All right, Kopeg, three points on the day, looking to put themselves in the top five. Actually, I think they might be in fifth in the drill right now, but looking to uh, increase their point total. They're off the line. They're coming through the cones. Good spot. Hydraman's off. Oh, got a little bit of a tug, but stayed with it. Water's on. Chachi's set and ready, waiting for water. Oh, and no, we've seen great target hits by the Nozzleman so far here today. That was another breaker that slid by it, but Kevin, he, got, he reached back and he got the coupling off. 787 stick. I thought he jammed it a little bit. Time for Kopeg. 361 to the cones for Kopeg. All right, that was a tenth below Kutchog. Uh, excuse me. Uh, on the line to be yeah, number Kutchog 16 right on your programs. Them. The Bandits from Farmingville. So far, we've got a 1254. North Lindy, 12.62 Islip, 13.21 Kutchog, 13.31 Kopeg, first through fourth. We're seeing some good athleticism down here at the nozzle end. Again, they might have been a, a little bit deep. A nice adjustment. We built the nozzle man in a breaker and got a run out of it. But no one's panicking. Everyone's doing exactly what you would do and you're saying, you, you know, you hope to to uh, yeah, fix that. You're hoping just to lock out and have water there. They're locked out, but they're waiting for water, but they're not getting distracted by anything. They're staying in control, eyes on the target. And exactly, they're not panicking. With the sea truck, you should have time. That nozzle and brake event should have a little bit more time in sea hose as opposed to BOs. You know, and if you're conscious of that, you shouldn't get too worried. Even if you take a half step or a step past the coupling, you got time. You just can't panic. I mean, it, it, you know, Chachi's been running nozzle a long time. Did a real good job staying yeah, there. And yeah. his breaker man also. I mean, unless the team before you blew up at the hydrant, the truck's spinning at the hydrant. All right, here we go. Farmingville making their way down. Coming up to the, to the hydrant. Hydrant man's off. Oh, he falls down, but he gets the handle. Nozzle man had to run a little bit, but he's set. Oh, he, he hit the target to start. The flap moved, just not enough to get it to go. He kind of waved it a little bit there. What do you think, Len? Yeah, he was a little high when they got there. I mean, both him and the breaker did a little hop skip. I think it was a little bit longer than they thought it was before the line, obviously. So they had to do a little hop skip to get there. Time for Farmingville with penalty. 1-4.03. 14 3 on the handle. 3.47 to the cones, guys. Our fastest seat truck of the day. The first one to get that penalty. Tiny, it's hard to tell back here, but I, I would thought he got off early. Or out of the cones from here. Well, last year, I don't know if you remember, Kevin. Oh, this truck was... 17 on your programs. That was good. The Redskins from Bayshore. Yeah, this truck was a little too fast a couple of tournaments. And I was talking right. to the to driver, Eddie, earlier in the year, and he said they dialed it back a little, so that didn't happen, but... You know, took it out of his hands a little bit, but he's still got to, you know, be a little careful. For those that have been around racing a long time, Eddie Eddie knows how to go one way, hard, <laughs> uh, whether it's the C-truck or the B-truck. But uh, been doing it a long time and respect the driver out there. And that was probably a good one-second miss. It could potentially have been a high 12, low 13 there. So potential's there. He moved the flap with first water, just didn't keep it there long enough to get that target to go. All right, Bayshore coming up to the line. This is a team that can run some hose. All right, that 14.03 we just saw by Farmingville is currently fifth place. So if you want to get in the top five, that's where you got to start. 
Ryan Butler behind the wheel for the Redskins. Got a couple of tournaments under his belt. <laughs> All right, Bayshore's got the white flag. They're ready to go. Anyone's on a truck? All right, he rolls out on the gas, coming up to the cones. Approaching the hydrant, Skippy's off, couple extra steps, so he, he rung it, he rung the coupling, water's just getting on now, a little late, nozzle man, a little bit of a quick miss, but he's set, waiting for water, target's up. Not gonna be in the top five. Nah, that wasn't clean at either end. 55 to the cones for Bayshore. We got one four point something. The base four, one four point eight eight. Eighty-eight. All right, 14.88. All right. That should bring our host for today to the line, the Riverhead Ironman. Trut. Just looking at the corner times of the sea trucks in this weather. They're running pretty consistent. On the line to be number 19 on your programs, your host for today's tournament, the Iron Man from Riverhead. Yeah, agreed, Kevin. Sometimes in this heat, the sea trucks don't run quite as well. We got a little bit of humidity. Yeah, normally that's not the case, but uh, you know, like I said, the numbers are definitely pretty much all within a tenth of each other. You know, some strain on the higher end, but other than that, they're all running in the fives. You know, the 50s, 51, and 57, 59. <coughs> All right, Riverhead looking to get themselves on the board here in their own drill. Going to have to beat that 14.03 to put themselves in position to do that now. <coughs> All right. Well, it's one way to get that white flag to hold, kind of. You keep your uh, adapter man out in the middle of the street. All right, they gave him the white flag, but he's still, uh, he's still sitting there. He's going to give him a little sign telling him he's ready to go. Okay. Looks like Riverhead is on a truck. I don't <coughs> think that would help with the one-minute rule. <laughs> it shouldn't. I, I don't think it will. You can keep him out there as long as you want. You get the white flag at the top, you're done. All right. Looks like we're ready to go with Riverhead. Two revs. All right. Kind of rolls through the lights. He's off at the cones. Hard break all the way in, fully locked up. Hydrant man got off a little bit of a stumble, went past the hydrant, couldn't get himself back under control. Thousand men and breaker went by also. They're set. All right, flaps the target, but it's gonna be a little late. Three eighty-five to the cones for Riverhead. Time for Riverhead. One six point six zero sixteen sixty. On the line to be number 20 on your program, the snails from Lindenhurst. Okay, it looked like they came up way short at the nozzle line there. They did. Uh, you know, it almost sounded like the truck wasn't running as well, which sometimes uh, that'll change the entire race after that. It sounded like it was really screaming. Hydraman uh, and the Drago went by, so probably as they pulled back. Extra tug. The drag, the drag takes a little more hose with them. Nozzle man goes by. Unfortunately, usually when that happens, the shot is more about completing it than anything else. And, and in my experience, the dragger is so ticked off for whatever reason at himself, at the hydrogen, at the driver, he just yanks it. Yes. And on the nozzle end, I can remember grabbing for that coupling, and that thing rips back. I got more scars on my knuckles from frustrated anger. 
I don't know if I've ever done that to anyone when I was running Slack. I, oh. I, I, I'm sure someone's going to text me right now oh, yeah. that I've done it to them. I know... Uh, Listen, uh, both of those guys there, they stayed on a truck maybe just a tick too long. As they got off, you kind of saw their weight. Their momentum got thrown forward, which kind of really threw their timing off and really never gave them a shot to get to the hydrant. You know, kind of know your position on a truck, on a track, get off that tenth sooner, and they would have had their chance. I mean, it's frustrating enough to do it in a tournament, but when it's on your own track, a little more frustrating. All right, Lindenhurst, eight points. Yeah, they're in this tournament. Sitting in second place going into this contest, tied with North Lindenhurst. And we saw North Lindy's put up the shot that is in first place at the moment, so they want to maintain pace with North Lindenhurst. And we've yet to see West Sable go. They're going to have to put up a, a number here. Once again, 14.03, still your time to beat, to put yourself in the money. But remember, we got CI lurking towards the back also. Got to run last. Lurking. You like that one, huh? Yes. Great, great adjective. <laughs> All right, here we go, Lindenhurst. One of the quieter sea trucks yep. we have. Lindenhurst just wants to put up some more points, keep chipping away here. You don't have to have first. All right, here they go. Approaching cones. He's off a little early. Nice job approaching the hydrant. Hydra man, click a turn, water on. Malcolm man gets down. Breaker does a nice job. He's set. Still on the target hit. First water went by, but still gets it. That's going to get him in that top five. But that first water was a bit of a spray, so I don't know if that would have been maybe a little kink underneath him, yeah. maybe. Time for Lindenhurst. One, three, point three, seven. 1337. Sounds like 357 to the cones is what we're being told. I had him 743. Line to be number 21 <laughs> on your program. 739. The Bucks from Deer Park. Maybe a little too much break at the hydrant. I know it didn't come it, out with a lot a of few, speed. He took a few steps. That's actually going to put them in fifth place. So that sets our new time to beat to put yourself into money. Deer Park just missed scoring in C ladder by one one hundredth. Ran that 984, so sure they'd love to get themselves in a spot where they could get on a scoreboard here. Again, folks, if you're out on the east end, still plenty of racing to go. We're not quite halfway completed in this drill. And although it's warm, there's lots of shade for the crowd and lots of food and drinks. Come on out, support the Riverhead Fire Department. You know, we never, in my time, hosted a, a motorized drill. <coughs> Kevin, I know you guys have done it over the years. Did, you ever, did it ever come into play and you said, all right, sea hose is over, that's four races now, we're only going to charge half? to get in. I know at some point you don't charge at all. Yeah, I think we usually went there. We used to stop after B-Hose. Yeah, B-Hose. Completely stop charging. Yeah, completely stop. stop. Okay. Yeah. That was Hempstead. I don't know about other drills, but that right. was kind of our unofficial standard. Rule of thumb, yep. Half price would have been a better idea. Half though, price? I think. Well, we should have done that, Rob. Jeez. <laughs> uh, we cost ourselves some money it's over easy here. easy math, guys. <laughs> Halfway through, half price. Too nice with that stuff, I think. Jeez. <laughs> Let them in free for buckets. Maybe they'll hit the beer booth. All right, Deer Park Bucks, trying to get on the scoreboard here. Got to beat a 13-36. Here they go. Kind of fades out to the middle of the track. 
He's trying to bring it back a little bit. Hydra Man's got to do a lot of work. He goes off. Gets the ball. Here's the Hydrant. Same thing on the other end here. Big loop at the Hydrant. So it's going to get set. Hit the target here. Complete the shot. Long target hit. You know, he may have been a little deep, but I thought the Hydra Man was standing up straight too much. And that just started toppling him forward. Time for Deer Park. 17.53. And then at the nozzle end, they were definitely deep. On line to be number 22 on your program, the Flying Dutchman from West Sable. 362 through the cones. Again, I just I thought the Hydra Man was standing up a little too straight. Again, it's hard to tell from here if they were deep or not, but he looked up, standing up straight, and he was just tumbling forward, following your head. I mean, Kevin, talk about that all the times you got up the truck. I'm sure you guys were taught that in Hempstead. The head is the heaviest part of the body, and... You want to push, you want to try and lean back. Just lean back. That, that was the biggest thing. No matter where you are on the track, if you lean back, you that's that's almost the game there. I mean, once you are in thrown into that truck, you're done. You know, you have to push, stay solid, and get your head and get your butt, everything back. And that's what that's what was the easiest way to do it. And especially for the rookies, because the idea is, you know, everybody's concerned about falling, you know, and especially when they're a new guy. If you're going to fall, you're better off falling on your butt than going forward with your head, and you're going to put your hands out and... I still got a stone in my hand from doing that, but <laughs> and you don't want to go forward because that, that's ugly. It's probably one of the only times you, that you, you remember that. I, I can remember when I first started running nozzle. I actually did that with support. That guy had the nozzle in my right hand because I just used that to skate along the ground. I would have been, you know, my hand. Yeah. Been, but yeah, that, that's when it gets ugly. You learn, though. You know, yep. you learn from that. Even when I was anchoring and stuff like that, you just, it's a hard comprehension of saying, yeah, just, just lean back. Try, yeah. and, try and lean backwards. And that, again, you get your body at an angle where your weight is working with you, you know, if you got good shoes on and, and you're not on a slick track, it should work for you. All right, Wes Sable's been given the track. All right, Frankie Miller gives that traditional two revs. Takes it away. Nice ride down the street. He's through the cones, on the brake hard. Billy Fonten's off at the hydrant. He gets the handle. Joey Quenz is on and set. First water tickled it. Second water got it. Got 1297. 1293. Yep. Yep. 6699 on the handle. Time for Marcevo. 1, 2.95. 1295. 64 or 363? 63 to the cones. On the line to be number 23 on your programs, the Tigers from Bridgewater. Yeah, I had him 7.15 on the stick. Looked really good. I don't know if there was like a little bit of a kink past him because he was when he it was hard to set obviously where we are. I mean Billy goes past it a little bit, so I wasn't sure if it maybe kinked right before him. Yeah, either that or the water through the hose wasn't there. Even with the, it was probably a tenth miss on the target. First water tickled it. Like I said, it was almost just didn't have the full stream, and then he caught it. Well, that's what Kevin was talking. You might have had a little kink there. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. That with the water through the hose, uh, those two things combined. Was able make sense. doing what they need to do there, putting up a scoring shot. You yep. still have. Central Islip to go, but West Sable's in third with Brentwood and CI left to run. So they're guaranteed a point. You know, I didn't want to talk about pitching a perfect game. Nah, way early Get on you that guys one. nervous. Yeah. I've been broadcasting with all you, you know, flying Dutchmen all day. So. <laughs> I mean, Michael mentioned it in ladder. It's all about trying to stay consistent. We just want to complete shot after shot and try and score. You're, oh, I understand. You're not, you're not going to take first in all eight contests. Like some of the best dynasties in the sport, the Patchogs and other teams, have never been able to do that. 
So, never but if say you, never. If you can score in eight contests, there's a good chance you'll be in a good well, spot at the end of the day. You'll definitely be on the track, probably leading them down the track. So. <clears throat> All right, Brentwood Tigers. That's going to make things a little tougher. They're going to have to beat a 13-31 as they make their way down the track. Complete stop at the hydrant, but set waters on. Nozzle man's off. Set a little to the side. He's not really in a good spot. <laughs> First water a little low. Low, low 13, but I think he's just going to miss that fifth place number, which right now I believe is 13-31. Time for Brentwood. 14.57. Ooh, wow. 14. 57. That was a good call, Rob. Right. The nozzle man went uh, maybe a half Come a step on, past Everyone will be number eight on your program. He went maybe a half a step past it. It wasn't in any brightest position. Brexit on Brentwood. 13.57. Oh. Right, 3.57. I thought I was a second off. I didn't know how that. I thought my thumb broke. So, again, the nozzle man not in the best position. He maybe was a half a step by it, but was still in a position where he could put it on. 372 to the cones was oh, able to I get it on and a decent hit from that position. The hobos from Central. Iceland. You know, if you're not right over it, it's hard enough to control it even. Yeah. He found the flap and uh, shooting from the hit, respectable amount of time. Yeah, yeah. from the hit. That's a side. That's a side of leg you want. You're yeah. gonna go to one side. You're Shows a little right. upper body strength right there to All right. have it go where you're pointing it. Central Ice has got to be the 1254, 1262, 1295. 13:21 or 13:31. You know, the more I think about it, is it upper body strength or should he go play the lottery tonight because he's feeling lucky tonight? A little both. Could go either way. All right. All right. See, I had a good shot previously, but he hit the target so well he broke it. <laughs> so let's see what the Murphy brothers on the back do here. They have the hydrant nozzle combo, escorted by Danny Jackson. He's got some ground to make up in this drill. So they're looking for five here. All right. Danny revs up that truck. Takes it away. Coming down the street. They're through the cones. See that front of the truck dip down. Chris Murphy's off. Good stick. Ryan Murphy attacking it. Breaker man said he's sent to the side, too. Yep. Not the best target hit. Nope. I don't think that's going to put them in the money. I think they're going to be just outside it. Yeah, close. I, I got a low 13. Yeah, 1330 maybe. I had 36. It's going to be close. Time for Central Iceland. 1, 3, 2, 9, 13, 29. That just squeezes in for one, I believe. Yeah, right above the 13, They're looking 30. for a lot more than that. And Chris, 351 to the cones. Was that it, Chris? 5-6 to the cones. I Thank you. I had a 752 on the stick. I think he was back a little bit, Kevin. He did run a little. He did run. That's for sure. And then even like he had time to get set over the holes. He just decided to stay. He was on actually side. shooting from the hip, too. On an Ozland, And yep. that's a lot harder. And he was dead. Well, I guess he was his right. His first water him. came our way yeah. to his right. Yep. yep. He was overcompensating for it instead of trying, you know, to stay straight on with it. That's what I happened. I think in this contest, too, the Nozzlemen have time. They can get your body back right. over the hose. Could have hopped back over it. He's athletic. Well, do you think you're going to you'd be trying to I do that, Lenny? Would you just stay, okay, I'm upset where I am. Let me do what I got well, to do. Number one, I'm not as athletic as he is now. However, I probably would have stayed there. You know, it's nice to say I would have hopped over, but you don't know if the water's right up your butt. You know, you go to hop over and it might make it worse. So you think you can hold it. You think you're in the right position. But, folks, what we're talking about, if you got your body square over that nozzle, that's enough to hold it and point it straight. I mean, you still Move have to Move the equipment. Lock. Local committee, please come out to the track for a water test. Still have to lock your upper body, and that water should Results. be where you point it. Of the CO's contest. But if you're First on the side, place, it's not that easy. Five point <laughs> number 10, 
Northlinenhurst. Second place, four points, number five, Eichler. Three points, number 22, West Sable. Fourth place, two, number 11, Kutchog. And fifth place, one point, number eight, Central Iceland. So Kutchog picking up a couple of points there. Track they use a lot. All right, we'll run down before we go to commercial. Our top uh, numbers for the day, West Sable with 18, North Lindy second with 13. Lindenhurst still holding third with eight, but CI closes into seven with their one point. Islip jumps up to fifth with six to give us that top five for the moment. So 18, 13, 8, 7, 6 as we get ready for B-Hose. Ready for some commercials, Fred? We'll be back. The Bill Fox Company has been in business over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for the past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and the Yellow Hornets, as well as the Firefighter Combat Challenge Competition. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State Drill Teams. High Tech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, High Tech also provides quality products, including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products and Deuce rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demos, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit hightechfirenewyork.com. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing. As they celebrate their 43rd year of publishing, they are honored to be the official publication and online coverage of the New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage in Fire News on firenews.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The 2017 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 18th and 19th at the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. The new venue was a huge hit in 2016. It's bigger and better, and 2017 will deliver many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product line and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Attention firefighters, are you still tracking your SCBA cylinders using paper and pencil? Stop the insanity and get the CAT Cylinder Accountability Tag System from Coastal Fire Systems. The CAT makes refilling cylinders simple and easy, ensuring that your members never overfill a cylinder or fill one with an expired hydrostatic testing. Let the CAT system handle the wrecking keeping, inventory, alerts, and OSHA paperwork for you. There's only one place you can get the CAT system, and that's Coastal Fire Systems. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com for details and information. The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola, and SDI is the company behind this game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments including Central Islip to solve the challenge of accounting for members who respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and firegroundaccountability.com. 
The Titan Group is back supporting Drill Team Racing after a strong off-season of our own. Our new headquarters, now located in Bohemia, Long Island, is now fully equipped with an in-house screen printing operation, coupled with our embroidery setup that you've come to trust. Become a member of Team Titan to take advantage of our new custom team website ordering system. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing and search Titan Group DTR on Snapchat to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. With 20 years of experience in the apparel industry coupled with 20 years of racing experience. We know what you need. Pants, jerseys, jackets, helmets, we've got it all. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind on the arch or Devin Robinson on the track. Gear up, get on, the Titan Group. Not every evolution in vehicle rescue technology costs tens of thousands of dollars. The Beluga Glass Cutter finally makes windshield removal quick and safe, and fire departments can add the Beluga Glass Cutting Kit to their rescue setup for only $5.95. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com to check out the Beluga in action. Fatty McGee's in East Islip. Wednesday is ladies' night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course those famous Fatty's Wings. Integrated Wireless Technology is proud to be part of the 2016 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets and sound-off signal emergency lights. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom-engineered radio solutions, licensing assistance, dispatch solutions, and top-notch reliable service with fully insured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt.com. Coastal Fire Systems is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams. Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RAT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, Hyatt's Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves, as well as the future in thermal imaging technology. Coastal is also the one-stop dealer for Petzl, Scott, CMC, and Colorado Bailout Systems, along with professional training to keep your members sharp and meet New York State requirements. For more information, check them out at www.coastalfiresystems.com. Next contest to be run is the B-Host Contest. State record is 7.55, and it's held by West Hempstead. First team on the line to be number five on your programs, the Wolves from Islip. All right, back on the air. Look at that. Here at the Riverhead Invite, uh, myself, Lenny Garber, Kevin Candido, and uh, Robert Noonan a little busy on the horn, getting some good information, I'm sure. Getting ready for the B-Host Contest. Um... Kevin, they, they tested the water after sea hose. You and I both did a little investigation. I think you found out a little more than me. Maybe you can explain to people that are listening at home that were as confused as us for a little while what you found out. Yeah, here's something fun and something new we found out. Uh, apparently, the water authority must have contacted Riverhead and uh, said they had to turn on an extra pump. So let's just say that we're using two pumps, flowing water through the town with the high demand with the hot weather we're having. Um, they gave Riverhead the courtesy of letting them notify the water authority when this contest was over. And then it would increase, uh, add an extra pump on for the demand. So uh, that was just to keep the water how it, you know, was close to where the tolerance it was, right. which the it ended up being anyway. Yep, the uh, water was announced at 479 through our hose, and now it's 477 on the test, so two hundredths is not, you know, you I, can't do much better than that. And just for the simple fact that they know our sport and contacted the department and said, uh, you know, we want, don't want to screw anything up, we're going to let you know we have to turn this pump on and let us know when the contest is over, and that way we don't have to... Uh, Communication. Communication. Yeah. Communication. Yeah, go figure. So they're getting ready for the B-Hose contest here. 
Again, the drill moving along rather fluidly, other than that issue with the target during sea hose. We're in pretty good shape. Which, in hindsight, probably cost Central Ice up a couple of points. I think it would end, they were in that 12 range. And that 13-3 got him one. Well, I, I think know it cost if that run was much better. I mean, he didn't have first water on the target in that race either. Remember, he was a little late getting it on, but I don't yeah, know. definitely the stick time was definitely uh, probably wasn't where they wanted to be. I would think in, in both in both the races they just did. But that's all uh, water under the target, so to speak. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right, our B Hills contest. We're going to start off with the Islip Wolves. Well, Islip's got some points. I mean, they got to get real busy. Fresh off a second place in Seahose, sixth place, uh, six points, fifth place in a drill. Here they go. They're in the break of the Hydra. Hydra man bullets, water in the hose. Nozzle man, break a man approach. Nozzle's on, he's set. Oh, Ooh, another nice good target. target hit. And we got a little wet on that one, but that didn't feel too bad. Look what he shot from Kevin. Michael did a great job getting him right in front of the flap. I love it. That oh. is the difference. That absolutely beautiful job. Time for Ice Lab. 8.05. 8.05. I had 263 on the stick. 255. Okay. You have 256. So the line will be number seven on your programs. The Harris from East Farmington. I, I really thought, I mean, most drivers do a decent job. Mike Welton just leaving his nozzle man. And Mike being a nozzle man for years and years and years knows how important it is. Left him right in front of the flap. He put it on. He looked up. Was almost perfectly straight to the flap. Great driving. Now listen, you guys mentioned it. He had a, probably a 28-foot target hit, you know, getting as close to that line as you can. We saw a lot of teams back in the Seahose contest. The shorter the target hit, the less time it's going to take, and he and he's killed the target in both contests. He did a great job. You C know, and Behos. That's a that's an open debate because there were guys on my team that thought go as short as you can with the hose. That when the water reduces through the nozzle, it travels faster at an inch, let's say than it does at two and a half when you're bringing them up to the nozzle line. My theory was, if you're any kind of marksman or a nozzle man, you can hit a target much more consistently when you're closer to it. So it's a, what do you guys think? No, I mean, just from watching you guys all those years, it was, it was you know, this, this, we had two different spectrums. You guys ran shorter knowing, all right, the water's going to get quicker through the hose. And then yep. other teams like ourselves, we like to be as close to that nozzle line for the shorter target. So I think we need a... Uh, but irregardless yeah. of whether you ran short or long, your target hit can be as short as possible if the hydrant and his drag or slack man, whatever term you want, get down the street. We see way yep, too yep. many teams with a big loop at the hydrant. Sure. We used to try and get our hose to the white line. Try and ride it, ride it right down the white line if you could. Well, that, if that's you're gonna running, manage as much yep. space as you can going forward. If you're running <laughs> 148 feet and your nozzle man's not up close to the line, then you Something's got issues wrong. with your dragger. All right, East Farmingdale, here we go. They roll off the line. In a break at the Hydrant. Long break. Hydrant Man is up there. Water's on. Nelson Man's got to run a lot. He better get busy. He's set. A little bit of water spray. Regains control and then gets the target. Didn't look like he locked up his upper body and the breaker was not behind him, so he had a problem controlling that nozzle. And it was coming right at us. Felt good. Time for East Farmingdale. 9.74. 974. I missed the stick on that one, guys. I don't know if you got it. 327. Yeah, 325. So even going back to the two different theories of, of how we're going to 
make the water go through a hose faster. I guess that's what the bottom line we're trying to come down to. Either way works, but it's a matter of where you're on the track. And if you're consistently five feet back of the nozzle line and you're hitting the target with first water, fine, that works. Yep. Or whether you're a foot back of the nozzle line, as long as you're hitting the, the target with your first water, that works also. It's whatever. But it's funny how teams have different theories yeah. through the years. Of, of on the line to be run. number nine on your programs, the Blue Jays from Sable. And, and I think both theories can work. Absolutely. Uh, and you look at the end of the year and you say, where were our times compared to the teams that went short or long or vice versa? All right. Well, they called out Sayville, but it is North Lindenhurst on the line. And it should be Central Islip. So I'm not ah. really sure exactly what's going on. but I'm Come on, Rob. Figure it out. Programs. The Pistonakas from North Lindenhurst. Oh, we talked about that. With CI deciding to run last and CO's, will the officials going to give them time? Uh, to sure. Run out of turn right. with permission. They are a team or two back, so they're not waiting too long to run. But I guess they gave them a little bit of grace period. Honestly, I would think having to do a hose test should give them more than ample time to get on a track where they are. But not a big deal. Big shot here for North Lindenhurst. Put yes, themselves yeah. within five points of the leader. After a heavy C-Hose shot. And one of the best B-Hose teams out here. I believe they still hold the record in this contest. So uh, they can put a little bit of pressure on West Sable right here. Put up a solid seven. Say, come on, Dutchman, what do you got? That remains to be seen. That's a perfect world. We'll see if North Lindenhurst can be perfect in B-Hose. All right, Dudley back behind the wheel in the B-Truck. North Lindy's off. They're in the break. Chris Connell is in tight. Water in the hose. Ducky got to run a little bit. They got to get moving. He just gets it on there. He's always oh, underneath the man. target. That's a just big low. miss on the target there for him. I had 2.44 on the handle. 48. Real heavy number Time potential. Time for 8.67. Uh. 8.67. <sighs> I'll be honest, they had to run a lot there. I'm going to say that contributed. He did get himself nozzle on, but I don't know that he was 100% set when water came out. How much time do you think he lost? Three tenths, four tenths on the hit? On the miss? Yeah. I bet you more than that. Yeah, you think a half second? At least a half a second. So North Lindy with a chance, as we said, to put some pressure on, um, unable to do it. That's where we see the difference. We said see hosed. Nozzle men have a little bit more time. Be hosed. More like, got to get there, got to get it on. What is coming? On the line, running out of turn with permission. Number nine on your program, the Blue Jays from Sable. Right. Kevin, talk about it. I mean, again, in C-Hose, you got time. B-Hose, driver drops you short, maybe not even with a lot of speed. It, it gets in your mind a little bit. I got to get busy here. I got to start start boogieing. It, and and how fast you need to recognize that. If you're definitely coming up short with that brake, you know. So you, you got to step know, off yep. that truck, it's going to be a full-out sprint to that line. And yeah. you're not pushing off the bar. You're not trying to stop. Even your lean back that we talked about isn't as much. You're trying to keep your momentum. Yes. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's no stopping steps. You get off and you let your momentum take you and you're going as quick as you That's can. That's right, Rob. Again, you all your years of braking. And then you run the risk of coming in too hot and slipping because it's always wet down here. If we were, if we were going to be short, I'd still try and ride the truck as far as I could almost to the bitter end. The Sable takes it away. They're in the break. Hydraman's off. Water's in the hose. Nice job. Now's the man too. He's going to have trouble. He better get moving. Oh, oh him and the break are fighting a little bit over it. I think there's water in the dummy length, guys. Yeah, it looks like a little bit. Alright, now's the man is five. facing us. Hopefully... <laughs> he, he, I'm moving over. I don't know. That could All be right. Good. They finished the shot. That might have been five swipes to get that on. But that's there's water in that dummy length, guys. Which is never a good thing. Never. 
did I think? Time for Sable. One nine point one four. Nineteen fourteen. I could be wrong. But I think I just heard the breaker man ask the question, how come you didn't get it on? Did you <laughs> I think. I could be wrong. I th We have headphones on. I think that's what I heard him say. I could be wrong. But if he did... <laughs> Is that something? Did anyone ever tell you that when you were on the line? Number 11, not when there was water in the dummy line. <laughs> I was asked that, but not when there was water in the dummy line. I, again, I could be wrong, but I thought that's what I heard. Oh, as we get a little liquid refreshment from West Sable, thank you. If uh, anybody from Riverhead's listening, we uh, have yet to see the local committee here at the radio booth, which uh, is uncommon. Usually Riverhead's pretty good with us. Some burgers or dogs or refreshments. What'd you do to him, Len? I It wasn't me. I hope it's not me. Well, you know, nobody likes a winner, so you, well, you guys wearing yellow shirts here all day. Maybe that's what it is. All right, I believe Kutchog is on the line. Here they go, coming off the line. In the break. As the man is off, a little late to the stick, but he got over in the hose. How's the man? Oh, break him in. Use the... Oh. <laughs> break him in, use the hose, did a nice job to stop himself as he went by, pulled himself back, got it off. Nozzleman just gets it on. Break a man's buying dinner for the night. Time for Kutchog! <laughs> 9.35! 9.35. That's the man with some quick hands to get that on. On the line to be number 12 on your program. The Yellow Birds from Copenhagen. That's the man actually put the nozzle on. His hand wasn't on it when water came out. He had to reach <laughs> back down and grab it. Uh, but back to the beginning of the run. Uh, I thought the Hydra-Man had it on. You said a little late to the stick. I thought he had it on. Maybe he wasn't confident in himself. And it's probably good he was late to the stick. Yeah. Otherwise, I think they might have washed on this yeah. end. But on this end, the breaker man extending himself way out, Kev, right? Oh, he was, and you know what? Now I just noticed something. Did you notice his knee pads? He has the hard plastic knee pads. So right. when he goes down to his slide, and that is a relative of Eddie Madelong, long-time breaker man with the Hornets. Sure. But, uh, yeah, actually, I was watching him last week, too. It seems like uh, at the county, those uh, hard plastic... Knee pads, when you're sliding, you're going oh, yeah. far past I'll where you're supposed to go. I'll be honest I didn't need any help sliding. Well, when I, I even just tried to slide a little bit, I would go. I didn't need any hard plastic. You know, yeah. that I would have ended up at the target. I haven't, I haven't seen anyone wear those. I mean, you got, you've never had it. Billy never did it. I've seen, you know, watching, you know, Patrick Murphy doing it for years and stuff. But I've never seen anyone use those pads and slide pads. Yeah, we, um, again, I, I'm from a different camp from you guys. We never taught the slide. Are we? We thought it was uh, too out of control, or our coaches did anyway. Always thought, uh, you know, coming in under more control was better, but see plenty of breaker men do it successfully over the years, so. It's cool. <laughs> well, it looks cool. <laughs> I'll give you that. It's style points. You're just a breaker man. You're trying to style, you know? Like this <laughs> Nobody's looking at you, you anyway. Know, so. throwing I, listen, slide. I was never trying to style. I just didn't want to get my hand <laughs> cut off by Frankie with the nozzle <laughs> if it wasn't where it was supposed to be at the right time. They give you fair warning. Every nozzle man gives you fair warning. Nah, nah. nah. F you are. Right, you it from me. <laughs> trying to get some more points on the board. Copay got the hydrant. Wood is on. The hydrant man goes down. Chachi better get busy. He's got to run far. Oh. Nozzle's on. He's set. Woo. Good target hit. Not a blap, but pretty good target hit. It's a mid eight. Yep. Look a little Paulie Suskin at the other end. Hey, huh? Picope! 8.30. 8.30. Little hit and flip action back there. I had 250 on a stick, guys. I'm sure what else might have had. I had 58. 
All right, so 8.30 is going to be second place on right now. 13 on your program. And you know. The gamblers from Hagerman. If Paul's listening, I made that comparison. He's like, I might have done it, but I did it quicker than 258. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's I thought he never meant to do that, though, right? He never meant to flip. Correction. On the line to be number eight on your program. Running out of turn with permission. The Hobos from Central Ice Lab. All right, Central Islip, seven points in fourth place overall going into this contest. They'll run those last three real well. Sure they'd like to score some big points here. Get themselves back in contention. Ooh, our DJ is cranking it out today. And we're just not used to being this close. All right, CI starts out in the street a little bit wider than some of our other teams we see. Watch that. Chris Murphy will kind of come off the side and almost sprint at the hydrant. All right, here they go. Danny Jackson takes them off the line. They're in the break. There goes Chris. Comes at it hard. Big stick. Good number, Ryan Murphy. Right cast. Oh, he's down on his butt. They're fighting over it. Oh, tough. Tough break for Central Islip there. Looks like Ryan Murphy's foot came out from under him. Him and the breaker man were fighting a little bit over it. Uh, that was all... Uh, he still had a chance, but he, you're not in very good position to do much with it there. Just what you said. He put his plant foot, and it just slipped out from under him. Time for Central Islip. 15-65. I used to run the same style. Line number 13 on your programs. The gambler is from... Hagerman! Yeah, you used to, you used to run on your butt? You go, no. <laughs> yeah, occasionally, you're, putting it, you're going down on your left knee, giving the breaker access to come in from that side, and you're planting that right foot sort of in a bent position. And if that foot slides out, you're falling back on your butt, and now you're reaching back trying to get it on, and, you know, you can get a happy birthday, but he did not right there. So that right foot slipped out from him, and, again, we talked about attacking it a little harder, and that can sometimes happen. And, uh, they run a little long, I noticed, right? They weren't too far from the nozzle line. So they like running long, and uh, Nazman's got to get there. Nazman had the breaker, and the driver's got to work with him. So, and I mean, he, they were there in plenty of time. It just, it just happens. So yeah. Sometimes that just happens, and, and like you steal. Yep. You go plant. I mean, never forget. I was, I think I was 13, running on the juniors, my first year running Cardos, and the same thing happened to me. My grandfather, Cookie's father, was watching. Next day, come on, we're going to get you good sneakers. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. Chuck Taylor's back then, too, or no? No, no, he got me Adidas. All right. All right. I was never a Chuck Taylor guy. Chuck Taylor's went from being $19 in, in 93 to being 50 bucks these days. I don't understand why. I don't get it. I, I went Adidas to Reebok. And Dick, I they, look, the they look cooler now? I guess so. They're, they're, they're in. All right. Hageman Gambler's on the line. Breaking out the B truck this year for the first time. Black truck with the fire flames coming across the hood. Looks pretty sharp. Here they go. All right, they're in the break through the timing line. Hydraman is off. Oh, he thought he had it. He turned it on, shut it back off quick. Made a fair recovery, but still uh, not what they were hoping for. Water's coming out of target. They trip, they trip it. It's going to be out of the money. I mean, he did attack it. I, I, he thought he had it. I thought he had it too. One one point one three, eleven thirteen. I don't know if he just bounced off or didn't turn it enough. Again, we're not at a great vantage point for that. 
on the line to be number 16 on your programs, the Bandits from Farmingville. I had him at 281 on the miss. So. All right. Farmingville with two points going into this contest. Right now, if we look at our top five, you have 805 Islip, 830 Copeg, 867 North Lindenhurst, 935 Kutchog, and 974 East Farmingdale. They're surrounding me. I can't get away from you. All day. Again, we give a shout-out to our radio and scoreboard crew. Doing a fine job all day for us, sitting out in the hot sun. I mean, they have a little shade that they can retreat to, but when they're working, they are right out in the middle of the sun. And anybody in the sun today knows it's a scorcher here in Riverhead today. All right. We have the Farming Bill Bandits on the line. They've been given the white flag. Here we go. Farmingville's through the timing light. Hydra-Man's off. Got to cut hard to get there. Nice job. Now the man slowed down. He's going to have trouble. He better get busy. He's double. Oh, he kind of missed on the first click. He had time. Might have been upside down. I'm not sure if he's twisted uh, enough. Tough break for, for Kev, Farmingville there. Kev, I didn't really see him do like a click turn deal. He just kind of tried to jam it together yes. almost. And I don't know if it was upside time down. And Farmingville. He or 1-3.24. 13-24. I also thought him and the breaker stopped a little hard when they got off. I was about and to then say they had that. to let it flow again. He stopped almost to a complete stop. Like they, they almost at the wrong line. Number 17 exactly. on your programs. The Bandits from Bayshore. So they Correction. The Redskins, <laughs> the Redskins from Bayshore. Maybe uh, thinking uh, the wrong line. I'm not sure. They should watch that on video. Uh, yep. Farmingville should. And got to know where you are on the track. I mean, that's also, you can also see the color coming out of the truck. I'm trying to see that if the nozzle length is painted a nice, it is. I mean, it could be yeah. a little brighter, but I mean, if worse comes to worse, if you could see that, if you don't see that color in the truck at that time, yeah. you're, you're, you got to go down the street a little bit. I, I never tough. looked for the color coming out of the truck. I looked for the lines yes. first and then picked up the color, but. I was just saying, if worse comes to worse, if all of a sudden you just lost it on the way down, not line, know what line you're at, all right, you see a color coming. But they were definitely yeah. at a dead stop and had to try and do a sprint. Yeah, they had a, you could see them pull up and then have to let it flow again. Either way, it was still had time, though. They, a little bit. Yeah, like you said, it looked like he was just trying to jam it on. He didn't just go let it flow. Yeah, it didn't see that quick turn yeah. that you like to see. Hell of a job putting it on the hydrant, though. Eddie brought him in hot, and I believe that was his son on the hydrant, Eddie Jr., who's not such a junior anymore. All right, Bayshore Redskins on the line. Did you have a stick for them? I had 63. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Right, here we go, Bayshore. They have the track. Behind the wheel, Kyle Coyne. Bayshore still looking to get on the board here. Got to beat that 974 at the moment to put yourself in position to do so. Here they go. In the break. Skippy's off. A lot of stopping steps. He missed the stick the first time, but still got it. They still got a chance. If he can get busy and hit the target. Oh, the nozzle man had three swipes. Missed all three. Having a tough day here in Bayshore. You don't see that. Real good nozzle man there. You don't see that out of him often. Even looked like it was a little Time for Bayshore. 1-4.59. 
14-59. Same thing. You didn't quite see that smooth click turn. Just kind of number 19 on your programs. Your host for today's tournament, the Iron Man from Riverhead. Almost looked a little jittery. Even on the hydrant, it almost looked like he thought he jammed it at first and he missed the stick. Yep. It seemed like it was a nice little same thing. It just didn't look smooth on either end. All right. Well, we're down to like the last five teams here. Listen, 8.05 is a good time, but this contest is pretty wide open right now. It goes 8.05 to 8.30 to 8.67. Then it jumps into the nines all the way up to 9.74 for fifth place. So there's points to be had here. All right. Can one of you guys run hydrant? Let's go get a truck, the three of us. We'll do a three-man with a donut. Gary Shawn's we'll probably, probably got another beat truck in his garage. We three of us could it. get a point. Come Perhaps on. Perhaps you didn't see that one year when I tried to do that when Joe was hurt. <laughs> didn't work out too good for me. What, on hydrant? Yeah. <laughs> it was fun for a couple of tournaments. I, uh, I never experienced another position in BNC Hose anyway. Ran a lot of other spots, but not BNC Hose. I don't know if that's good or bad that I ran those spots. I'm trying to figure that out. It's kind of bad. No, it's kind of bad. I'll go wrong. It's He's pretty like, clear on it. I just like throwing. When I ran Niles, I was like, all right, I had to do it. All right, it was good. All right, Riverhead, they're taking off. Here they go. Oh, host for today. Long break. Hydraman just misses. Couldn't quite get there. Beatruck, a little fishtail. Breaker man yeah. got off late. Nozzleman does a nice job breaking by himself. He's, He's set. Way back. He is a long again. target hit. Once again, we mentioned getting down the street. Yep, big loop at the Hydra, and I think the same thing in Seahose. So that slack man or anchor man, he's got to get the hose down the road. Time for Riverhead. 11.20. 11.20. But the, uh, the yes end of that B truck sliding toward the guardrail a little bit here on our side. And a couple of uh, racing team guys watching I had to take a step back or thinking it could get ugly. That was always fun trying to get off during a fishtail like that. You, yeah. you got to kind of time it, feel it out, and say, all right, when am I getting off? Well, what were you taught? Just go. Wait, uh, go early, right? If it's, yeah, don't. It's go early. Don't go when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. Wait till it tries to come out of it. And as right as it's coming out, then go. Yeah. That's what I would usually try and do. And and most tracks are a little forgiving, and I've said this on the air before for people that listen. To me, Lindenhurst is the one you definitely don't want to do that at because you've got curb, guardrail, fence, light pole, and all right there at the nozzle end. So there's a lot going on right at that end. All right, Lindenhurst with eight points. And kind of a wide open contest here. So this is a, an event they should definitely be able to score in. Oh, sure. So, you know, if they want to uh, maintain their place or move up even more, they're going to have to run a, run a shot here. All right, here we go, Lindenhurst Snails. Big shot for them, here they go, they're through the timing light. Hydra-Man's off, he's close, Whoa! that's a great job. Nozzle-Man got to run a little bit, he's going to have to get busy, Nozzle's on, oh, he fell off he to the fell side. the same thing. He lost his knee, he had to rush, they were back a little bit. I think he knew that, he had the wherewithal. Still had a shot at a swipe, but he really wasn't in good position to hit Same the target. Same thing. Right foot slid right out on him. I had 50 on the stick. I, I had 46. 40, yeah, 42. One of our best. Lit it up at the Hydra. Time for 19.29. He was 1929. His foot slid out just as he was trying to just to yep. turn it over. Like he was just at the same time. Right, I, I, number I, 21 in your programs. Nope. Correction. Number 22 in your programs. A flying Dutchman from West. 100% right, Cap, but that being said, that tells you his body weight was shifting 
Yes. And he wasn't coming down forward on the nozzle a little bit. He was falling backwards or sideways, whatever it was. So, so it looks like real no, difficult. no B truck today for Deer Park. They did not run B ladder. Not running <coughs> B hose here today. All right, West Sable on the line. So we're seeing not so much in C hose, but in B hose here, some sloppy work <coughs> down at the nozzle end here. No luxury. It's a one shot. That's it. Some had two swipes, but... Again, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on every guy in every position. Don't get me wrong. But when that Hydraman gets it on, there's so much pressure on that nozzle, man. Not only to get it on, but to hit it with the first water. And you get guys, you know, in the fans and, and guys in your own team yelling, oh, 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 but you don't hear it as much when the Hydraman misses. No. You know, because no. it's halfway through the run as opposed to finishing the run. That's right. I always thought, um, I always compared running nozzle to putting the punctuation on the sentence. If you hit it normal, you put a period on the sentence. You light it up, you put an exclamation point. You miss it, that's a question mark. But a lot of pressure on nozzle men, and, and, and you gotta, it's kind of like a closer in baseball. You gotta get up, brush yourself off, and do it again. All right, West Sable Flying Dutchman pull up to the line. It was always, that was the spot to run, though. That's what you oh, wanted. You wanted that attention. Yeah. That's what you wanted to oh, do. I, hey. When you hear that, when you hit it and the crowd goes crazy, that's, you know, you you're the first like one that's slapping on the butt. You yeah, know? that's right. All right, Frankie Miller behind the wheel. Rolls that B-truck off the line. They're in the break. Billy Hawkins off. Water's in the hose. Joey Quenza, he's a little close to it. He's set. A little high on the target. Comes down. Still a eight low to mid-8. 3, 8, 4. I had 46. Pending on the uh, overall. I had 242 on the handle. 46 on the handle as well. Time for my Sable. 8.45. 8.45. That's uh, third place at the moment. It's <coughs> a little high. He, he came down. He also looked like he was a little... A little tight. Yeah, a little tight. Line of 23 on your program. Wasn't completely set. Tigers from Bridgewood. But a good serviceable run for the Dutch. Like we said, it's uh, third right now. So they're going to keep adding to their total. Um, Brentwood, last team on the line, I believe, here. For the now, contest. Now, North Lindy's not in the money at all, are they? Nah, North Lindenhurst is sitting in fourth place, right they behind them. fourth, okay. So, they all right, so they're only they, gaining they one, okay. They could potentially lose a point, depending on what happens here. But there'll still be no worse than six back, most likely, after this contest. With so three to go, still very doable. Yep. Now, I'm, I'm just... Don't go away. Islip definitely crawls, uh, that crawls, jumps back in there with five here. Providing Brentwood doesn't beat that 805. I think Brownwood could run an 8. 8.05 might be asking a bit much. 9.35 is the number to beat. Cutchogs uh, holding their breath right now, hoping to uh, pull a point out of this. Well, Brownwood definitely can do that. I just noticed a couple new things. They're not too intense on the squeegee stuff going on anymore, huh? Very light on it. I'm just... Well, we'll see next contest. They don't use it at all unless there's a puddle. Oh, no. Here we go. All right, we're off at the hydrant. He goes, he gets it on. He has to jump back and get the stick. It, it blows off. He was off tight. It was tough for him to get to. He stuck his arm out. Did a nice job. Nozzle man waiting for water now. Clicks that target to finish the contest. And so we just hung the coupling on there. Went down. Went back. Got the handle. And it wasn't on enough. One four point zero two. Fourteen zero two. All right, that's going to conclude our. B ladder contest. Look over my shoulder, Kev. How's that for a picture? <laughs> he never changes, you know that? Never changes. As he's breaking my chops. Yeah, I'm, I'm breaking <laughs> his chops. He's breaking my chops. <laughs> Pointing to Willie from CI. Willie telling me, what, I could have got it on today? Or I could have used my short hose. 
<laughs> I could have scored today. I could have run a nine. Gee, thanks, pal. <laughs> All right. So, waiting on Rouse, but uh, he's eating over there. So, I'm going to give you our top five. We've got Islip with five with the 805. Copegs 830 gets four. West Sable 845 in third place. North Lindy 867 gets fourth and two points. And Cutchog, fifth place, 935. Results of the B.O.'s contest. First place, five points. Number five, Islip. Second place, four points. Number 12, Copeg. Third place, three points. Number 22, West Sable. Fourth place, two points. Number 10, North Lindenhurst. In fifth place, one point. Number 11, Cutchog. You know, Kev, the day Willie stops breaking my chops is the day he loses his voice or, or worse. You know, I, I was going to say he loses his mind, but I think he's he's halfway there you know, anyway. So. Yep. I don't <laughs> see that changing anytime soon, though, right now. Like Love him to death. All right, I'll give you guys a rundown, and then we'll go to commercial. We've got Sable with 21. North Lindy with 15. Islip jumps up to third with 11. Lindenhurst in fourth with eight. And in a tie for fifth, Copeg and Central Islip both with seven points. We'll go to commercial and we'll see you for efficiency. The Bill Fox Company has been in business over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for the past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and the Yellow Hornets, as well as the Firefighter Combat Challenge competition. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State drill teams. High Tech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, High Tech also provides quality products, including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products and Deuce rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demos, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit hightechfirenewyork.com. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing. As they celebrate their 43rd year of publishing, they are honored to be the official publication and online coverage of the New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage in Fire News on firenews.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The 2017 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 18th and 19th at the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. The new venue was a huge hit in 2016. It's bigger and better, and 2017 will deliver many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product line and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Attention firefighters, are you still tracking your SCBA cylinders using paper and pencil? Stop the insanity and get the CAT Cylinder Accountability Tag System from Coastal Fire Systems. The CAT makes refilling cylinders simple and easy, ensuring that your members never overfill a cylinder or fill one with an expired hydrostatic testing. Let the CAT system handle the wrecking keeping, inventory, alerts, and OSHA paperwork for you. There's only one place you can get the CAT system, and that's Coastal Fire Systems. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com for details and information. 
The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola. And SDI is the company behind this game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments including Central Islip to solve the challenge of accounting for members who respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and firegroundaccountability.com. The Titan Group is back, supporting Drill Team Racing after a strong off-season of our own. Our new headquarters, yep, now located in Bohemia, Long Island, wow. is now fully equipped with an in-house screen printing operation, coupled with our embroidery setup that you've come to trust. Become a member of Team Titan to take advantage of our new custom team website ordering system. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing and search Titan Group DTR on Snapchat to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. With 20 years of experience in the apparel industry coupled with 20 years of racing experience, we know what you need. Pants, jerseys, jackets, helmets, we've got it all. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind on the arch or Devin Robinson on the track. Gear up, get on the Titan Group. Not every evolution and vehicle rescue technology costs tens of thousands of dollars. The Beluga glass cutter finally makes windshield removal quick and safe, and fire departments can add the Beluga glass cutting kit to their rescue setup for only $5.95. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com to check out the Beluga in action. Fatty McGee's in East Islip. Wednesday is ladies' night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course those famous Fatty's Wings. Integrated Wireless Technology is proud to be part of the 2016 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets and sound-off signal emergency lights. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom-engineered radio solutions, licensing assistance, dispatch solutions, and top-notch reliable service with fully insured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt.com. Coastal Fire Systems is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams. Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RAT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, Hyatt's Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves, as well as the future in thermal imaging technology. Coastal is also the one-stop dealer for Petzl, Scott, CMC, and Colorado Bailout Systems, along with professional training to keep your members sharp and meet New York State requirements. For more information, check them out at www.coastalfiresystems.com. Okay, support our sponsors, please. That's what gives us the ability to bring you these drills, whether you're just listening on the radio or you're at home watching on the computer. Thanks to Fred Bensavanga from New High Park, Chris Murphy for putting a lot of this together, and there's a lot of other people behind the scenes. But, uh, again, we enjoy bringing it to you. We hope you enjoy it, but it support our sponsors. That's what makes it possible. So, that being said, first team on the line for efficiency, Islip Wolves, and here they come. Clean on the hydrant. Decent hose lay. Got to hit the target first drop. And, ooh, I'd call that about the third drop. Time for ice lift. 9.27. 9.27. So 9.27. That could have been an 8. I really believe that. But ice lift setting the mark right there with 11 points. On the line to be number 7 on your programs. The Harris from East Farmingdale. So again, talking about Islip, they just took five in the last contest. 
giving them 11 points. That puts them in third overall. We'll give you a quick rundown. Uh, again, Islip with 11, CI with 7, North Lindenhurst with 15, Kutchog with 3, Copaig Yellowbirds with 7, Higman Gamblers with 1, Farmingville Bandits with 2, Lindenhurst Snails with 8, and your leaders, the West Sable Flying Dutchman with 21. So they're in a commanding position, West Sable. they got to keep scoring. Lenny Gombert from St. James going solo right now. My cohorts from West Sable. Robert and Kevin going to get some refreshments. So we'll bring you through this exciting efficiency contest. Contest I personally think should be done away with in favor of maybe Beho's replacement. A little more exciting for the fans. But I'm only one vote, folks. He's farming there with water in the hose. Open the hydrant at 414. They're at the nozzle line. Oh, a little high on the hit. It's going to be in the high tens, I believe, for the hares. Time for East Farmingdale. 10.55. Okay, so on the line to be number eight on your programs, the Hobos from Central Iceland. This is the first time in the last three races that the Hobos are actually in their regular position, although they, they ran Seahose the first time in their position. They got a rerun, ran at the end, and Behose ran out of turn. So now they're back into their regular cycle. Having a tough day by Hobo standards. Like I said, seven points. This is uh, always a money event for the centralized up Hobos. If you want to learn how to run efficiency, any team out there, uh, motorized, old-fashioned juniors, get some video of the centralized up Hobos pretty much at any drill, and you'll figure out the textbook way to run it. And they've done it not just for a year or two, but for decades. Not sure if I've seen a team own a contest more than the Hobos have for a longer amount of time than the Hobos have. So that being said, I hope I didn't jinx them. They're lined up and ready to go. Here they come. And they got the handle down. 319. Good hose lay. Got to hit it. And he does. A two is a low nine. Time for Central Ice Lab. 9.15. That's So that betters the Ice Lab Wolves. 927. That'll put him in first. Uh, Kevin Candido joining me again. Did you fill your belly a little more? Or? Oh, no, no. Look at me, I'm spelt now. I was uh, having some water. I'm just, you know, this is one of our strong contests back in the day when we were running, right? I'm going to be number 10 on your programs. The Piston Hackers from North Lindenhurst. So as we said, North Lindenhurst with 15 points. Closest team to the leaders, but they're trailing them by six. So uh, only three races to go, Kev. Trailing by six. You, you, you got to hit big and hope the team you're chasing has a fluke here or there. Yeah, this is definitely the time. Uh, even with the other two between Ice and even centralized, you know, they're very consistent in these contests. It's it's a speed contest. It's it's, it's amazing how 
these same teams are good in this event year after year after year. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, it, it's one of those things. It's horses and everything else going yep. down the street. I, I was just talking about that with CI, how they've been so good for so long in that race with so many different personnel. Yep. And that's a philosophy. Here comes North Lindy. Oh, oh blow up at the hydrant. Looked like he went over the top. Order in the hose now. Chris Murphy. Chris, just w one quick question, if you could. There's never a quick question for Chris. Well, quick question. It might not be a quick answer. Well, yes, I'm sorry. I take that quick answer. All right, hang on one second. If you're not going to be nice to me. Oh, I'm going to be nice. I just I have a philosophy question. You're going to love it. Philosophy. He'll take his microphone and go home. Time for North Lindenhurst. 12.5. Well, All right, let's just see who's online next. I'm sure if, uh, Bill will let us know. On the line of number 11 on your programs, the Panthers from Kachor. Right. So, Chris, my question is, Seahose, your first run. Um, uh, you might have had a little hiccup at the hydrant. I don't even remember that, but turn the water on. Nozzle man puts the nozzle on a little bit late. Uh, it wasn't the, the greatest of hits, but he Ladies did get on the flap. Let's thank the Riverhead Volunteer Ambulance Corps and the Flanders Northampton Volunteer Ambulance Corps for standing by today. We appreciate their service to the community. Also to the Eastport Fire Department, which is covering the Riverhead Fire District during our tournament today. We thank them also. So so Murphy's got the water on the flap, and he's hitting it, and the target's not staying, not going up. You kept the handle down. I thought it was a great philosophy. Conscious decision, I'm sure. Tell me what you were thinking. I mean, some people thought it was a great philosophy. Some, some people thought it was being a poor sport. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, but uh, here comes uh, Kutchog. Not a whole lot there for the Panthers. So what, what are you thinking that you left it on? I, I liked what you did. I, I mean, the truth is I uh, – it was equal parts like frustration and the fact Time that I didn't Time for cut one one point zero zero eleven flat. Why? Really? Did you? On the line of being number 12 on, on your programs, the Yellowbirds from Copen. So were you thinking that the, li the light wasn't hit? You're thinking that the target wasn't hit and the light wasn't on, or um, again, uh, or were you were you just ticked off that the flap didn't go up, or are you saying, you know what, it's broken, I want to prove it's broken? Yeah, I think all those. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him too many options. No, no, no. I didn't I, let I, him honestly, answer. the the, um, the first uh, uh, when when it wasn't going up at first, I was like, still going through? Oh, yeah. cool. There was one over there too. Um, when it was first going through. Uh, I, I was frustrated. I was oh, I can't believe he missed it. And then obviously I realized something was going on. But until a guy with a white shirt goes like this and tells me to definitely shut it off, I'm not sure, turning it off. You know, like I think it was a real good to, call. <laughs> nobody yeah. wanted to have the guts to say, all right, this ain't working out for I, about 15 seconds. I so. thought it was a real good call. I was just curious what was in your head yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. Equal it. parts, uh, you know, trying to play the game the way uh, they taught me when I was eight. And uh, here comes Kopech. I'll hand it off to you guys. All right. Thanks, Chris. I'm going to lean more towards he was more aggravated than he was being smart about it. But we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> we know Chris too well. I gave him too many options. All right, Kopeg on A, the line. A, B, C, or all of the above. All right, here they go. <laughs> Approaching the hydrant. All of the above. Chachi, water nice. on. First link looks pretty good. Little kink on the top. Nozzle man is set. He's, Ooh, he's pretty long. close to the nozzle he's line. Long, close to the well, they're right on there checking it. Three little officials. High, little high on the target. Did you see that? I heard. I saw a, a wow at a guy. I saw three officials looking at each other, and nobody moved after that. No, just a Time wow. for Copeg. Nine point nine eight. 
Everyone's 75 today. Jack was 75 today. Louie's 75 today. Anyone else turning 75 today? I hate to tell you guys, you missed it. The local committee did come around and hook us up with food. It's okay. Just letting you know, they were here, so we can't beat them up anymore. I told you it was me. See? Yeah. They bring the food over to you? That's it. All right. Hageman Gamblers. Ready to go. Again, a lot of ex-juniors on this team. They should be able to put something together here. All right, looks like a nice clean start. Now, Hydra Man, water on it. I don't know, he's holding it like he might not. It might be crossed. We'll find out once water comes out. Water's out. Pretty good target hit. I don't think it's going to clip that 9-1, nah. 9-15. That'll be good Nine, for third, man. I think. 9.68. Okay, Nine my, 68. my thumb was broken. 3.48 I had on the stick. Yeah, it was 3.30. Okay, yeah, it looked better than mine. Yeah, you've been on it. Yep. But even so, I mean, they're obviously still young enough to straighten things out. Back on the track again with the B truck is always a good thing. Yeah. Again, winning that town of Brookhaven, that, that should have went miles for Louie and the other coaches over there to say, hey, you guys got something here. Keep it together. Keep working hard. And they're not getting lucky out there. They look like they know what they're doing, and that's, that's half the battle. Uh, studying tape exactly. and, and doing it correctly. You might not do it the fastest, but if you're doing it correctly, that's that's a big part of it. Those small things of paying attention to detail in this sport makes the world a difference. And it's, it's those little things that give you hundreds of second gains, and then that turns into a tenth. And then you keep watching, and all of a sudden you're right there in the mix. This is an event where it doesn't matter what type of motor you have in the truck. It's just Somebody <laughs> broke the light already. Oh, no. On nope, line number 16 on your programs, the bandits from Farmingville. Just blinked back and forth, but we're okay. Huh? Farmingville Bandits. And again, this is a team that I think has the athletes that they should be able to score in this race. All right, they're on the line. Going through their call off. They're off. Approaching the hydrant. Water on. Good handle. I got 313. 309. Pretty decent hose leg coming in from the outside angle. Water's a little slow coming up. Nozzle man and a backup man couldn't maintain their position. Yeah, they never stopped moving, Rob. They swept across it and just kept moving. They never locked in and stayed. Even if you missed the flap, stay close to it. But nozzle, and, nozzle and a backup man have to work in sync. Time for Farmingville. 17.53. On the line, to be number 17 on your programs. The Redskins from Stashore. Here's a team that's really struggling today. Yeah, I I agree. If you would have told me Bayshore's got no points going into efficiency, I would tell you yeah, I, that's probably yeah. not happening. They didn't show up is what you would think. <laughs> so, But they've shown they can run this contest exceptionally well, and I'd be really surprised if they don't put up a good number here.
Now we see them doing a little cleaning at the nozzle line, and when the nozzle man did lose control a little bit, he put the nozzle straight down and did flow a lot of water in that last 25 feet, so they are cleaning that up a little bit. All right, I got a question for you. Kevin, you played a little bit of official, right? Yeah. We got five officials at the nozzle line. It's the most I've ever who seen makes it, Who makes the call if somebody's over or not? Well, I think there's supposed to be someone to sign in, but remember, okay. a, a, an official can make a call anywhere on the track. So I'm assuming that majority, three to two? Yeah, well, a guy's on the line, so we would have the best one, and then maybe Jacko can say definitely no. Jacko? Yeah. <laughs> Jacko. <laughs> Jacko. All right. You might hey, have sure, it looks ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do their call off. They're off. Kyle Coyne approaching that hydrant. Water on. They're on. Look at a 309. Good hose lay. Frankie Sandbar, formerly in New Hyde Park. There we go. Pretty good target hit. Decent hit. Not yes. going to beat that first or second place ah, time, but. Might slide into third, though. Yeah, I think it put, that'll put him in third. 322. Time for base 9.33. 9.33. So a little oh. change up there. Third place. At the moment, 915 CI, 927 Ice. Number 19 on your program, your host for today's tournament, the Iron Man from Riverhead. 933 Bayshore, 968 Hageman, 998 Copeg. What'd you get for a handle there, Len? I uh, 22. It almost looked like he wanted to put water in the hose. Let's 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 get this contest completed the right way. Think it was a slight pause, you think? Just to make sure. Let's let's start. Let's What'd get a you good have? feeling for today. Did you have I was, it? Yeah, I was at 25. I wasn't sure if I was right or not, but, you know, there's sometimes when a day goes, you know, not your way, you kind of want to yeah. get Let's some do sort something. Of good, something positive, you know? All right. Riverhead, our host for today. Still trying to get on the board. I have to beat that 998 to do that as of right now. Got to be a little tough. Again, I could defer to you guys. Being the host with all the responsibilities and still getting out there and racing. If you don't have the help from the department, and I'm not <coughs> saying Riverhead does or doesn't, but some added pressure there. Uh, it kept you busy, that's for sure. And Riverhead's approaching the hydrant. Nice job on the stick. They got to get that hose out a little bit. A yeah. couple of loops. They got to pull it out. Big kink behind the nozzle, man. Ooh, He's still a pretty good shot on the yep, target. Yep. A second coupling man's got to hustle a little bit more, I think. I had 320 on the open. That'll be a high nine. Time for Riverhead. 9.78. That's going to be good for fifth right now with four, three, possibly four teams to go. On the line to be number 20 on your program, the Snails from Lindenhurst. Hosting a drill without some sort of alumni, just to work the gates for you. Working the track, you can get teams to do it. But it's still, it's good hosting drill because you're on your home track running, which is kind of good, and, you know, with the state tournament that way. But it does wear on you at times. And, you know, the more guys you have on your team, that way, you know, if you're one of those guys that run all eight, you try and keep them to the side. If you guys are running the last three only, you try and make sure they work the first part of the day for you. And I'm sure you've gone through all phases of it, being a worker bee out there, and then being one of the guys maybe in management that is running the whole show and making sure people are in the right spot. And, and that's one of the best things that we had in Hempstead was that all of us, it wasn't just one guy, you know, between myself and Robert and JoJo Simone, Senior, Junior, 
it was a good effort. I mean, when you do it for so long and you're doing it, what was done before you, it kind of makes it a little easier, but it still doesn't take away from the, the strain on you for the day. Or the unexpected, yeah. uh, whatever <laughs> that happens. All right, Lindenhurst sitting with eight points. Got a couple teams sitting at seven that would like to try and jump past them. So if they want to hold on to their place in the drill, they can run this is a this good race. shot for them. They're approaching the hydrant. Water's on. All right. Good hustle here. Water's good hustle. Nozzle man's out. out. He's set. Oh, All right. Pretty good target hit. Yeah. I think they're going to like that. Real good. I missed the stick. <coughs> that looked like a mid-to-low Nine point two six. Nine twenty six. That's good enough for second place. That just edges out. I slip. I had three seventeen on the hand. Okay. I had three fifteen. Okay. Good numbers there. On the line to be number twenty one on your program. The Bucks from Deer Park. <laughs> You know, I, I shouldn't really be one to talk, but look at Stubman in the stands. Does he look like he's with Baby? Wow. Oh. <laughs> I've never noticed that before. What happened there? <laughs> he's That's giving cold. us a hell of an angle. That's cold. Like I said, I'm not really one to talk, but yeah, right. it really uh, looks like it dropped. I'm going to ask him when his water's going to break. Uh, I'm trying to concentrate here, Len. All right. Deer Park Bucks have the track. Come on. we got to have a little fun. Uh, of course. Of course. All right. They're off. Right, man's coming in. He was on. Stick was way late. Uh, still got a good chance if they can hit the target hit. Oh, first water moved the flap. Not enough to finish it off. 53 on the open. Time for Deer Park. 10.05. On 10.05. Line number 22 on your programs. The Flying Dutchman from West Sable. Top five right now. 9.15, Most nope. of those pretty respectable. 9.68 is the number to get into that top five at the moment. 9.6 a little on the high side to be scoring, but the other ones are solid shots. Yeah, relatively tight contest, uh, top four times. All right, West Sable attempting not to let a couple of the teams get back into it here. Yeah, looking to maintain that six-point lead. West Sable has the white flag. Ryan Yugen in for the call off. Looks like they're all set to go. Ryan recently getting his 100th victory, I'm told. Last week, yes. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Ryan. All right, West Sable's off. Billy Hoffman approaches the Water's on. I had 289. Yep. All right, Joey Quenza, he's set. Not bad. Uh, gonna like it a little bit. Right in the middle, I think, right? It's in the money. You're looking at maybe third. 
At two eighty. Time for what's that? Two eighty two. So I think they might have lost a little bit in the hose and a little bit on the hit. So that's going to be fourth, if fourth, I'm not okay. mistaken, with uh, Brentwood. We have a 23 in your program. The Tigers from Brentwood. 15, 26, 27, 30. Those are four, uh, 33. Those are, uh, we got 18 hundredths for the top five teams. Let's, let's that's, talk pretty good, that's pretty good efficiency. Yeah, let's talk about that stick time, though, guys. We were all, I had 89. 82. Best of the day, I think. From what, from I think it's best of the day by a couple tenths. Yeah, so You'd actually expect the water, you know, there might be an issue with the hose lay. We couldn't see here. I'm sure no, that's something. That's sure something West Sable's going to – he did, but they, he shouldn't be. Yeah. 282, he should be getting water on the run. Unless they're catching you know? somebody with a kink. I mean, none of us saw anything. I was just going to say, half that that's going to be something to break down on the tape. But that is probably the stick time that is average in practice. That's really? Not, okay. That's not yeah. uncommon well, at all. Far and away the best today. So Brentwood got their work cut out. Got to beat that 9.33. Hydra Man's approaching. Oh, we got the left-handed stick. He got it. Nozzle Man getting to the middle. Backup Man is set. A little low. Oh, I think we broke the target again. I don't believe it. The I last shot of efficiency. Be kidding Things me. you never see. I can see the chain hanging down at the bottom. <clears throat> oh, All right, I'm going to sit in the shade now. Oh, you stole my seat, Rob. <laughs> Now, now, now that's going to end a delay. Yeah, the last team efficiency. So how many targets You're does the timing play. truck hold? Brentford Three. will be getting <laughs> a rerun. Do we have Nassau here? Uh, no. All right, so I'll, we break we break another target. and uh, what, what do you do? Just cancel motor pump? I, I would imagine. You run hand time? I would imagine some team has one with them. They run hand time, I guess. <laughs> Fred, fix that one, says the engineer. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that's Maybe they got did. the other one fixed already. Well, you know? If they need you, Fred, they might have you call over there. We'll just yeah. uh, we'll keep things tidy here. Just tell us what buttons to hit. Go fix the targets, Fred. Fred, a jack of all trades. And a hell of a dancer, by the way. Uh, I can't say I've seen that one. All right, so. Yeah, you can actually see the chain hanging down in front of the plate. Well, that shouldn't be a, a big problem. Yeah, there should be a third target. Actually, we can see there's actually a total of four. Yes. There are three there's still three, in the trailer. There's three we, more up on the wall. We're assuming one of those is the first broken one. No. It is all state-approved equipment. So We think they're, we they're all state-approved. should state be fine. <clears throat> okay, so that two went down. Who's to say, now you're going to go motor pump when you're really going to whack the plate yeah. with the thing? It's amazing that it, it takes all those hits, you know, through hoses and efficiency or whatever, and just all of a sudden, just boom, done. Twice in one day? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was the same mechanism, but as you guys said, you could see the chain hanging on that one. Some do have wires. I've seen that, too. They have, like, a lot little of cable. steel cable in there. Yep. So, as, uh, as we said, folks, especially the new fans of this sport... Very rare to lose one target in a drill. You know, these are minor delays, but still they are delays nonetheless. But to lose two two targets is just... you lose one target in a year. Yeah, it's not common at all. See Jay Skidmore out there with his plumb bob. 
ready to go. I tell you, this is a, a real good crew of officials out here today. Now's a good chance to go get something to eat, something to drink. We want everybody <laughs> to stay hydrated today. Also, don't forget the 50-50 that the Riverhead Fire Department has got today. Nice big prize for somebody to take home. Ooh, whoever's selling those 50-50s, get to the uh, other side of the track. Come visit us at the announcer's booth, or the uh, radio booth, excuse me. And I'm sure the scoreboard people will support you as well. handful of Jill team members in the stands over here. See that? Did everyone hear that one? Yeah. The, uh, the what would you call that? The middle bar that goes from the flat back to the, to the pole just swung and... Uh, Almost took Pete's yeah, fingers off. Yeah, caught Pete pretty good and let out an expletive. I think Chris Perry let it go the wrong way, but it's okay. So it takes a lot to make three of us speechless, but this seems to have this seems to have done it. We apologize for the delay. It's really the only thing, or the only problem that's gone gone wrong here at Riverhead today. Can't blame the the host for that. They've done a heck of a job moving it along. When I said before, the um, the officials, most of them from Suffolk County, out in numbers today, um, really moving things along when we have had these problems. So. So well. Depending on what we see out of Brentwood's rerun, I, I did run what we could potentially could see as points. So we could talk about that real quick going into the last two. Uh, right now you've got CI in first with five, uh, excuse me, with a 9.15. Lindenhurst 9.26 is second. Islip's 9.27 is third. West Sable's 9.30 is fourth. And Bayshore's 9.33 is fifth. If that holds, we go into the last two. West Sable will have 23. North Lindy 15, Islip 14, Lindenhurst and Central Islip 12 and 12. So second through fifth is a total of three points between them, and West Saver with an eight-point lead over second. So we got a real tight second through fifth, and West Saver needing about two points to potentially lock it up. <coughs> And this is perennially a pretty good motor pump track. So I think we could see a couple of fives here today. Would yeah. not surprise me one bit. A lot of fives here over the years. They say there's a lot of volume behind the water here, which helps the motor pump. Volume rather than pressure. Yes, volume is better than pressure. It's one of the few... Why, why Hempstead isn't yes, a good pump track. Unless you throw a five-inch on it, then you get all the volume you want. But this one, a few tracks where you can actually run a nice low nine and get a good low five pump, you know, high five to get going on like that. Most tracks is one or the other. You know, Lindenhurst is always a great pump track, but, you know, efficiency, not so much. I guess you could say CI is kind of both, but I don't Riverhead. You don't see too many eights in CI, though, either. This is true. Well, you know, we should have put the stopwatch on them the first time and the second time, Kevin. I think they changed this one out quicker than they changed out the first one. They're better now. And actually, yeah, I, I, practice. If my eyes serve me right, I think that Suffolk has four targets. Yeah, that's what the Rob was saying. So yep. we can go okay now. I know, yeah. 
All right, so we can break another one. So we, yeah, if well, they're well, all we, approved. We got one more in reserve. Yeah, we got one more. I'll tell you what, if it's not officially approved, just say it is so we can <laughs> keep moving. Alright, Jay Skidmore is going to do his magic. Check the tension on the flap. Looks good. We are back in business. It's definitely shorter because I don't think you have to bleed the hydrant right now. So they definitely uh, did it a lot faster than the last time. Okay, we're ready to resume now. On the line for the rerun will be number 23 on your programs, the Tigers from Brentwood. All right. Try and finish the efficiency cons contest one more time. So Brentwood with an opportunity. I don't think that first run was scoring, but they're getting a second crack at it. So they've had their quote-unquote practice run. Guess See have if to they can make it count. Pick up that handle a little bit and take that target. Here they go. Coming approaching the hydrant. Water on that left-handed handle again. Three ten. You don't see that very often. Made up two tenths already. Oh, nozzle man wasn't set. <laughs> Good recovery. Not going to get it, but still a decent shot for Brentwood there. Mid-nine. Time for Brentwood. 9.64, 9.64. So yeah, they picked up two tenths on the stick. Still got to get that water out. See Tommy Drywall on the other side of the track. Jay Skidmore helping out. You know, people wondering what's going on with these dice lift. They got a couple of issues going on. I was told... Uh, they will be out for the CI drill. They have been practicing uh, limited races. They'll definitely be at CI. Move the equipment. State drill. Results of the efficiency contest. And the town drill. Place five points. Number eight, Central Islip. Second place, four points. Number 20, Lindenhurst. Third place, three points. Number five, Islip. Fourth place, two points. Number 22, West Sable. In fifth place, one point, number 17, Bayshore. All right, we did go with that top five that I mentioned, which gives us the total points. West Sable, 23. Northlandy, 15. Islip, 14. Lindenhurst and Central Islip, 12. With two to go. We'll probably head for a commercial. Fred? All right. The Bill Fox Company has been in business over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for the past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and the Yellow Hornets, as well as the Firefighter Combat Challenge Competition. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State drill teams. 
Hitech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, Hitech also provides quality products, including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products and Deuce rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demos, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit HighTechFireNewYork.com. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing. As they celebrate their 43rd year of publishing, they are honored to be the official publication and online coverage of the New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage in Fire News on FireNews.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The 2017 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 18th and 19th at the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. The new venue was a huge hit in 2016. It's bigger and better, and 2017 will deliver many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product line and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Attention firefighters, are you still tracking your SCBA cylinders using paper and pencil? Stop the insanity and get the CAT Cylinder Accountability Tag System from Coastal Fire Systems. The CAT makes refilling cylinders simple and easy, ensuring that your members never overfill a cylinder or fill one with an expired hydrostatic testing. Let the CAT system handle the wrecking keeping, inventory, alerts, and OSHA paperwork for you. There's only one place you can get the CAT system, and that's Coastal Fire Systems. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com for details and information. The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola. And SDI is the company behind this game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments, including Central Islip, to solve the challenge of accounting for members who respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and firegroundaccountability.com. The Titan Group is back, supporting Drill Team Racing after a strong off-season of our own. Our new headquarters, now located in Bohemia, Long Island, is now fully equipped with an in-house screen printing operation, coupled with our embroidery setup that you've come to trust. Become a member of Team Titan to take advantage of our new custom team website ordering system. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing and search Titan Group DTR on Snapchat to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. With 20 years of experience, in the apparel industry coupled with 20 years of racing experience. We know what you need. Pants, jerseys, jackets, helmets, we've got it all. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind on the arch or Devin Robinson on the track. Gear up, get on, the Titan Group. Not every evolution in vehicle rescue technology costs tens of thousands of dollars. The Beluga glass cutter finally makes windshield removal quick and safe, and fire departments can add the Beluga glass cutting kit to their rescue setup for only $5.95. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com to check out the Beluga in action. Fatty McGee's in East Islip. Wednesday is ladies' night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course those famous Fatty's Wings. 
Integrated Wireless Technology is proud to be part of the 2016 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets and sound-off signal emergency lights. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom-engineered radio solutions, licensing assistance, dispatch solutions, and top-notch reliable service with fully insured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt.com. Coastal Fire Systems is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams, Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RAT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, Hyatt's Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves, as well as the future in thermal imaging technology. Coastal is also the one-stop dealer for Petzl, Scott, CMC, and Colorado Bailout Systems, along with professional training to keep your members sharp and meet New York State requirements. For more information, check them out at www.coastalfiresystems.com. First team on the line, number five in your program, the Wolf of Iceland. We're getting ready to start the motor pump contest. As things are moving along, hopefully the targets keep up with us. Hold together. Islip leaves the line through the timing lights, and they got water in the truck. First water a little high. Water out 492 after a 168 hookup. Time for Islip. 6.53. 6.53. Well, there you go, Kev. We talk about good water here for pump. He missed the target, 6-5. So if he's on it, that's a real low 6, maybe yeah. even a 5. He was uh, dead high right away. Yep. But uh, same thing with 177. Number 7 on your programs, the Harris from East Farmingdale. Somebody put a target. Oh, Frankie Sonneberg jumping the guardrail to set the target. Notice the blue stripe still going down the side of his pants. I know, uh, I, I saw noticed that. that last week at the county. Yep. What did you have water out for uh, Isip? I had 492. Yeah. Boy, yeah, I would think it might be a little better. But that's still, though, like you said, he missed the target. Yep. First water on it would have been a good 6-0. Yeah. Here's another thing. What did you believe in this contest when we were talking about getting down the street? Um, do you push the envelope, or do you just go to the same spot every time and go with it? I was always yelled at, go, 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 go. Um, but I knew I was going to be in a certain vicinity. you got to be in control when you get those last few steps in. You know, I was actually taught to kind of, the last few steps, kind of start doing that little bit of a duck walk, bending down a little bit and keeping the nozzle out in front of you. So when it did stop, even if it came back, it could still pounce on it. So that's what we were taught in SJ back in the day. sees Farmingdale comes down. They got water in the truck. Nozzleman goes down. Now, here's what I wouldn't like, Kev. Two guys on my back. You know, as you're trying to make adjustments as a Nozzleman, East Farmingdale's got two guys laying on the Nozzleman's back. Time for Farmingdale. 7.61. 7.61. I had a 2.09 open, but that's that's something I wouldn't have liked. Right. And even like a Nozzleman, were you able to... On the line to be number eight on your programs, the Hobos from Central Islip. Talk with a couple other guys who ran nozzle. I, I've only ran it for a couple, you know, a couple weeks when Joe was hurt. But you know, can you honestly see up and down? I know you can see left and right, but can you tell if you're low or high? Again, um, the way I was taught was, and it was a progression. Obviously, you want to put it, put it down good left to right. If you're not good left to right when you put it down, you're going to be in trouble anyway. But if you're good left to right, 
I was taught initially, let it skip across the road, and when you think it's under the flap, bring it up real slow. And then progressively, you could start to raise it a little. But to answer your question, you really couldn't see. I would, I would go down, and again, as we progressed and we got a little better, I would lift it up to a certain height where I thought it was right, and then I would look at the light. Yes. And if it wasn't hit, I, I would never wiggle it, but you had to move it just a little bit up or down. Yeah. But yeah, you, you lost it with all the smoke around it. And wiggling it breaks up the stream. We, we're Without talking about, obviously, Bumpy Bray, one of the great ones. He was always a... Uh, a one second and then lift up ever so slightly. Yep. You know, and so that was it. Pretty much know. the same, yep. But when my, when I first started I was eighteen, I think. And Mickey must have picked said, Let it skip across the road and when you see it under the flap, bring it up slow. And then again it progressed from there, timing, whether it was a second I mean, we didn't counter anything, but it was all timing that you could raise it a little bit earlier. Because the last thing you want to do is go over and like you said, you can't see it. Once you're over, you're probably gonna stay over. But the other thing was, you know, you said about going to a spot. Mickey also taught me, don't go down till you see the smoke coming out of the nozzle. So that first little puff of air. That's know. really not the water coming out, though. No, <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's coming quick, though. Yeah. But uh, we were always within, you know, five or six feet of the same spot. Come to Hobos. Oh, Chris went bite. Yep. He missed at the hydrant. Rarity for CI. Yes. Tough day. Gentlemen, you have overtime. Now, you could see CI. Um, I don't know if he lifts it. I mean, a lot of these teams nowadays have the ring, and the truck is hitting it. The truck revs up, brings up the stream, and that's it. They're not they're not lifting at all. I still had a lift it off the number road. Number 10 on your program, the Pistonakis from North Lindenhurst. I think some of I think it's a hard mental thing not to lift it, you know, especially running all the, if you're a regular nozzle man in the other speed contest. It's natural, yeah. It's natural. Then you, when you sit there and you start, and like the worst thing is when you start thinking about stuff, it's probably when we go wrong. Don't think, just do. You know, yes. Just, you have a ring there for a reason, put it down and let the pump, you know, be in the same spot every time. I, I inherited an old pump nozzle from my dad and again, there was no ring at all on it. I remember trying to make one out of tape. And uh, I was finally told that Kevin Connell was still running. North Lindy's on the line, ironically. Kevin Connell had just had one of these nozzles made from a gentleman, I can't remember his name, over in, I think it was uh, Babylon, or West Babylon, down by the water. It was all made out of one piece of metal with the ring included and all. I went and talked to him. He goes, sure, here's the guy's name. And I had the same exact nozzle uh, made and ran with that for 25 years. And uh, we ran a couple of fives in the day. I think so. So, I yeah. remember a few of them. Yeah. yeah. So, um Thank you to Kevin at that time, uh, pointing us in the right direction. It, it really helped us out a lot in motor pump. But I think I've got to give a lot of credit to uh, a gentleman named Michael Etzel, who uh, used to run pump hydrant for us. We were bouncing around. He got on the team the same year as me. Really fast guy. A um, little bit short and, and strong, strong legs, fast as could be, but a little on the shorter side. And they were trying different guys at pump hydrant they never thought of him there because he was so fast why waste his speed there but because he was a little shorter and stronger he could handle a faster speed and get down and put it on nice i'm telling you this guy could hit the hydrant we went with stick times down from two flat down to at times one four one five and sometimes even better not on purpose but <laughs> and, and what do they say every tenth on the hydrant side is like three tenths on the, on the discharge side i'm not sure of the math on that but yeah, it's close to that but it's something like that. Oh, it brought our water out time. We were getting water out 4-6 all the time, you know. And 4-6, if you hit it, you're in the fives. I mean, when we were running like that, we'd run a 6-2, and what happened? You know, Lenny missed the target, or somebody had a kink, or whatever. But 6-2 was a problem. Yeah. All right, what went wrong? Yeah. Okay. No, we got to that point. 
we've got some sort of hold up here with the officials. I'm not sure what, though. It's not the target. No, it's definitely not the target. Although Pete's walking this way. Oh, now we turned around. Oh, are they working on the clocks, maybe? I don't know if there's some sort of... Oh, I see a towel coming out. Yes. Might be a little oil. That's what I'm thinking they were looking at. North Lindy themselves with towels ready to take care of a couple of drops of oil, which where those drops of oil are, Kev, I don't think that affects your run at all. More than likely the truck will be straddling that. Somebody's truck leaking a little bit of oil, I guess. That right by the hydrant. More so peace of mind. I mean, where it is it? I mean, you could see maybe could get the a tire off man it. might get or right by the tire. It could be something. Right. The officials recognize and let them sop it up with the, with the towel. That's, yep. what that's what it's for. It's convenient how you have those towels in your back of your beach. I was going to say North Lindy. <laughs> I think they invented the, <laughs> the towel dry. Oh. They might be the first ones I saw whip it out and start doing that. Then it just caught on. It was like the plague after that. Everyone's got oh. towels. Don't wait. Yeah. Wait a second. But I can remember Your seeing attention that. Please. There'll be no time for East Farmingdale. The inside diameter of their hose was too small. Okay. Must have got that from old St. James hose that we threw out. They must have went on a dumpster. Let's see what dumpster diving for that. <laughs> tight is good. Too tight is no good. And again, some of you new folks, the tighter your hose, within limitations, the tighter your hose, the quicker the water goes through. Hence, the quicker run you potentially could get. However, there are um, minimum or maximum tightness, however you want to word it. Can't be too tight. No. We do have a measurement system. You have to be within tolerance of that. North Lindy. Stick is down. Comes Vinny. He's in position. Oh, Ooh, a little high, and he stays high. Just like we said. Once it's high, you can't see it. Overtime. How does that not go? I, he, the first water definitely hit the bottom of the plate. I, it, it looked like when he came down, he kind of wiggled it to get it there, and I don't know if he just brought it up a... A scotch too high, too fast. 475 water out, though? Uh, I missed the water out. I had 53 on the stick, though. And 50. On the line to be number 11 on your programs, the Panthers from Cacho. But, but we're talking about a couple of different things before, Kev. I mean, can you see the flap at a certain point? No, you'd look for the light. And there was no better feeling, and we're combining this with what we talked about running nozzle in the hose events and efficiency. When you would go down and you, you thought you were good left to right, and you put it to a spot and you looked up and the light was lit, the sound that you know, the truck shuts down, and the crowd, whether it's your own fans or not, are going crazy. Yeah. Everybody likes to see I the first drop hit. I'm I, getting I goosebumps just telling you yeah. the story, but when you hear that crowd going nuts, that's what makes you want to be a nozzle man and, and light up that light. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. This was a, this is a fun contest to run. When it's right, yeah. yeah. Especially when you have, uh, you know, we had that slide going for years. Oh, that's a crowd pleaser as well. I, that's just, you know, you just keep going. Like I said, I, I had the opportunity to run for a few contests, a few tournaments in a row running nozzle. And it's, it's, I don't know, you just put it down and look at the light. That's did you I did. do the slide? I had did the slide. I had to. That's, I had no choice. Uh, again, I was running, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, and you guys started perfecting that along with New I Park. And uh, guys on my team, Lenny, we got to do that. You got to do that. I said, Here you go. Here's a nozzle. You want to go do that? It I mean, was, you got to have a lot of confidence on the guys behind you. That was the, the thing. thing. And you know what? It kind of got easier for us the older we got because we had the same constant guys off the back of the truck for all those years. But even like before that, I remember when, you know, going back way back, Joey Bramski was slide. 
there was a time where we went down on a knee. Donald Simone was running nozzle. And then, you know, talking with Donald Bray, Bumpy Bray about everything. And, and JoJo becoming into the race man he was, he's, you know, let's go and slide. Huh. And a hell and, of an athlete, too. And, so. the theory, and the theory was this. The shorter the targets hit, the better it was. That's why oh, we sure. did it. Sure, <laughs> sure. And you know you're getting all that hose out. There's never a question if you stop too short as Kutchog comes down the track. And they got good water down. Yep. 195 open. Little low, but he got it. Yep. Still a high six. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm just looking at the uh, the last guy with the flakes off the discharge. You see where he's throwing a hose? Six, 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 nine. Would it go over the fence? Yes. <laughs> On the line to be number 12 on your programs. The Yellowbirds from Copen. We had a guy in that position get knocked over the fence here one year. You know, getting that loop out and that pressure came. And again, folks at home, if you've never run this race, a lot of pressure going through this hose. It can throw you any which way it wants. This is the one event where you needed minimum three guys holding that hose down for the nozzle man. Once that hits that back pressure or that tip. Especially at tracks like this in Lindenhurst where that guy really, I remember seeing Mikey J from North Lindenhurst literally getting thrown over the guardrail yep. every time in Lindenhurst. Yep. And it's a tough spot, but here it's, it's a tight track. Yep. That's guys giving up the body for the yep. team right there. But again, that back pressure doesn't only affect the nozzle men and the few guys behind them. That back pressure snaps everybody. No matter where you're holding the hose, yeah. it's kicking you too. Ideally, you want a good 10, 15 feet behind the nozzle man to be straight so he could stay straight. If it's only straight for three or four feet behind the nozzle man, he's getting whipped sideways one way or the other. Yeah, going, going backwards, straight back is okay. Not when you're going side to side. Yep. That's not a good thing. No. That's not a good thing. I always told my drivers, if you see my first water going a little left or a little right, I might be able to pull it back. But if you see the first water going straight and then it goes sideways, there's nothing I can do. Tell me that wasn't a tough thing to bring back the nozzle. Like I said, it's, a, that's, it's, oh. it's incredible. You're basically going down one spot, that's it, you're good to go. It's got to go up here or it's not going up at all. Yep. And hold on. Never let go. Oh, he was a little off the nozzle. What up? He's letting a truck hit it, I think. Shoot from the hip again. I missed the stick. 488 water out, though. Yeah, 490, 157. 9.04. 9.04. On the line, number 13 on your programs. The gamblers from Hagerman. All right, right now we only have three teams that have gotten times. First place, 6.53 by Islip. Second place, 6.69 by Kutchog. And at 9.04, is sitting in third right now. Just got a text... Uh one of the guys that used to run behind me, Steve Gashell, ran with us for a long time in St. James. He goes, for the record, I'm happy with you not sliding. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I talked to uh, Frankie Sonnenberg from New High Park. He ran it for a while. They had him sliding. He said he wasn't all that into it. And I said, did it ever come up short? I says, oh, yeah. And that ring just rips across your chest, I guess. So, I mean, that would be the only thing that I'd be apprehensive about. What bends your thumb back? I have, okay. a, I have a dislocated thumb from being the backup man when okay. I lost the nozzle, but it, it's 
I'm sure it didn't happen often to, but I know there's times when you slide, you stop, and all of a sudden you're looking down the barrel, even yeah. when you're going down on one knee. Okay, let's get back. That's, uh, you know, again, that's, we talked about sliding as the breaker man. You're, you're a little bit out of control. I mean, you, you're really counting on the guys behind you to do the same exact job every time, and everybody's trying, but it doesn't always shake out that way. One guy steps on a hose or one guy stumbles, and that hose ain't there. And in this race, with that pressure, there's a big consequence to pay. Happened to me one time where it came up way short. Again, I always went on the one knee, but it basically flipped me over the nozzle, and I ended up laying on my stomach, looking right down the pipe. It was in CI. The water came out. Obviously, it shot out of my hands, crossed my jaw, down my chest. I was all bruised, and that was just from the stream of water, not from the nozzle. Okay, Hagerman getting water out of the nozzle. Little cool. low and he stays low. So he's not lifting it. Gentlemen, you're up overtime. Not lifting it at all, Kev. Wanting the truck to hit it. And again, different teams do it different ways. But if you don't see it tripping, I mean, you got and now he's laying on his belly too, so he's seeing even less. Being Correct. up on one knee, you could see a little bit more. But you got to recognize if you're under, especially when you're trying to hit it with the truck and the. If your pump's not consistent, you got to lift it. 185 open I had for Hagerman. So again, uh, not a whole lot of runs here. Only three times. 9.04, Copag holding third. like next up will be the Farmingville Bandits. Seeing what they can do. Thank God Robert's back. I'm trying to do the times and the water out. There you go. There's your little pen <laughs> of paper over there. Knock yourself out. Uh, that's why I give credit to those sus guys, right, Rob? I mean, Rob and I do some work up here, but these guys are on their right. phones, uh, giving you splits, giving you facts, and, you know, we can add a little bit, but these guys are all over the place. How is the pump contest going, gentlemen? Um... Couple well, sixes? Two sixes. That's it. That's all we got. Two sixes and uh, a nine. That's it. All right. If there's not five times, does the, do overtimes get points? <laughs> it's a lot of splits. I did catch Hagerman's shot. He just couldn't get it to the target. He nope. didn't, and he was laying on top of it with his arms out. Now, you guys might have covered this, so I apologize. He's in a position he really couldn't lift it up. <laughs> Exactly what we said. Uh, yeah. Whether he could or he could. Or he I, I don't think to. he could where he was. He's got to get tighter to it. He's right. got to run like that. He should uh, watch a couple of the guys that slide and see where their hands are. So here come the bandits. And they are across the timing line. Ooh, missed the hydrant. Now they got water. A good pump in this truck. He's high and he's... Ooh, how did that go up? I don't know. It looked way high. Okay, must have been a spit that came through low. I thought he was a good foot high. But a miss at the hydrant, so really didn't matter. Nine for Farmingville. 9.85. 9.85. And that is currently good for two points. Line to be number 17 on your program. The Redskins from Bayshore. So the Redskins taking the line. Finally getting off the snide and efficiency, picking up a point. 
see if they can build on that. Yeah, let's. I'm curious to see. I'm, I'm, like I said, sometimes something like that, no matter where you are in the season and day, in this one day, could just, you know, make a difference later on. That, oh yes, things can work out okay. So, here we are, a little over a month before the state drill up in Maine Transit, which everybody's looking forward to. Um, if things aren't working out, is this your deadline for changing, changing guys in positions? Do you even take that chance and say, listen, we only got four weeks of practice left, eight practices, five or nine practices, with rain maybe less. Do you make changes this late in the year, or do you stick with the guys and tweak what you have? If you, if you have a player that's able to, to step up and do that contest. I don't know if you put a, a, a rookie in or, you know, unless you've got the talent, you can see it. But it's not like we have all, you know, one great racing man on every team. You know, you have sure. always have, you know, you could have one. You usually don't have two, you know, for the most part. You know, you have a couple good players, good, good key parts. But if you have someone, a veteran that's been around for a little while and that could step in, Worth, worth a shot. Yeah, why wouldn't you try something new? Just to add a little bit of a spark or something like that. If something's not working at all, right. you might have to shake something up. If something, listen, it looks like it's got some promise. It's Can we make an adjustment to get it to the point where it's consistent? Even if it's not the first place time that you'd like, you know, can I get consistency where I feel comfortable where we're going to score in the race? Right, and get you in the money. I'll take that over, airing it out, and you know, hoping we get that one out of ten lucky, lucky shot. Yes, that's that's worth the percentages right there. If that's your, if that's your only choice, all right, let's hope we get lucky in that day. You know, I think smaller adjustments and tweaks are, in many cases, the better way to go. And I think just about every team, you go back and watch tape, what went well, what didn't, what do we have to maybe look to work on this week in practice. So Bay Shore taking right. the line. They got themselves on the board in the last contest. Sure, they'd like to finish strong. Give themselves a little momentum going uh, into what are we on centralize up two weeks from now? Two weeks. Yep. Correct. <coughs> Is there any drill next week? Is there an answer drill? Earlier. Somebody said maybe an old-fashioned state juniors is next week? Is that next week or no? Not sure. West Sable Junior drill tomorrow morning. And they're across the timing light. Water in the truck. Al Pugh puts it down. A little tug. Nice hit. That'll do. Should be a mid-six. Going to be in the neighborhood of Islip Shot, I think. Not Good water out though, then. What'd you get for water out? I missed it. 510. 6.43. 6.43. Alright, that's first place at the moment. Ice slip 6.55 is second. And what is it? Cut chalk 6.69 is third. Still holding 9.85 is fifth place. 9.05, 9.85. So. Be sure, trying to build some momentum now. <coughs> The way they started, it'd be nice to finish out the day. Score in the last couple. Last few.
right, as we wait for Riverhead to take their chance here. This is a team we've we've seen hit hit motor pump, and again, they know the water here better than anybody. Maybe them in Kutchog. <coughs> on the line to be number point 19 on your program, your host for today's tournament, the Ironman from Riverhead. Hey, you'd like to think this contest here would give them, you know, you like always say home field, home court, home track advantage. A contest like this definitely should you should give you that. I always felt when we were running in Hempstead, motor pump was definitely not an advantage to us. Having to come to some of these other tracks and you get water out a half second or more faster, it was always real difficult when we would go to other courses. Right, but on your own track, it was a huge advantage. Yes. We need <laughs> to run when, other, when other teams came there, yes, to I an mean, extent. I'm, I'm yeah. sure, you know, West Hempstead, South Hempstead, North Lindy knew what they were doing, but the rest of us were rolling the dice, so to speak. Watching and learning as we, we watch. Change. I heard some. Or one team changed the pump just for that track. They took the pump out, put a different one in. We would tweak the way we ran, and you know, anytime you're changing it up, you're guessing really. If you don't practice that way. Nice stick. They're down and ready. A nice hit. Six seventy. I got a little better than that. Yeah, I okay. got might be. Time for Riverhead. Six point five okay. six. Six fifty-six. That's going to be third place at the moment. Five nineteen. Five twenty-three water out. Yeah. One sixty-three maybe. And one eighty, but I was well, a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of the snail from All right, Lindenhurst in a tie for fourth with Central Islip. CI missed in this contest, so fourth place, even potential to move up is there if they can beat that 6-4. So Riverhead putting up a nice shot for their hometown crowd. Happy Iron Men and an Iron Woman, I see on that truck. A little high five to the officials, guess yes, that? Yes, yes. Nothing like softening up the officials <laughs> a little bit, you know. Make it fair, make it fair. You know, if she ever starts climbing motorized, maybe she'll get the good button at yeah. the top, you know. spotting a photographer just kind of moseying across yeah. the track without mm -hmm. any direction no clue but she has no idea where she is mm -hmm. walking through camps officiating stations all right snails oh oh that's not a good feeling on the discharge side folks anybody get a stick hold up gentlemen you have overtime anybody get a stick on that 
I did. I had 145. I had 153. Right. So they came in moving. Yeah. That's a real good stick time. So good, the discharge man couldn't get it on. Oh, boy. That hurts. That's one of those positions, like we said before, almost like the breaker. You're supposed to go unnoticed. You don't want to know who you <laughs> yeah, are, no? With only a couple teams behind you when a nine is in the points, that's a tough time to have that happen. Without a doubt. Right at this point, if West Sable there'll be a no time for Lindenhurst. Water came out of the truck before it was hooked up to the hydrant. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, that folks, and the reason I'm woeing and Kevin's saying, well, you know, kind of yeah, that what they're accusing Lindenhurst of is having water in their pump. Loaded pump. A loaded that, pump. That's an accusation of cheating right there. Wow. There'll be a lot of people watching video at home and on their uh, cameras from here that were taping Lindenhurst. You know that's how can that's a big call. How can you tell? I mean, it was a it was a great handle. You know, you know, one five. That's a who made that call? I'm, wow. Uh, and one wow. if it is a one four handle like we said, what is going to be out the other side almost instantaneously? Yeah. yeah. That's got to be an official behind the truck, I'm guessing, right? That's watching both. That's a tough call, especially yeah. when the, the team misses. I mean, you just accuse the team. Unless there's something we're missing, guys. We're all thinking the same way. I mean, no I time mean, water came out of the truck before the handle was down. It's pretty basic. Yeah, we'd have to talk to someone from Lindenhurst. It could be something as simple as they practiced the other night and somebody forgot to open a petcock at the end of the drill. They do check it at the beginning. They yeah. got officials sitting in the stands taking breaks, which is great. I mean, I'm glad they have it covered. But that's that's a tough call. Wow. And nobody from Lindenhurst at this point arguing it that I can see. I think you almost have to argue it, only because if you don't, it makes you look like you might be cheating. <laughs> I don't think anyone stayed down there, though. I, well, I, when's the last time you heard that one get called? Seen a couple, of, High, a couple of those today. New Hyde Park got called on that. The test, they actually ago. tested and it. They tested truck. it, and they did it with air. Yeah. From what I remember, they blew it up. And that's, that's the long, last one I remember. That's a long time ago. Yeah, that's probably... 12, 15 years ago. Wow. All right, Wes Sable on the line. Be interesting to see if anybody from Lindenhurst trickles back. Yeah, they seem okay with it. Then I, then I, I mean, they, they had a no, you know, they had nothing anyway. All right, here comes Wes Sable looking to button this thing up. Oh, water on. And goes down, but the water is down. Nice hit. That should be first place, guys. High five, I baby. Think so. No 6-0. <laughs> Looked like he was a tick high, if anything, but uh, he was much. in the neighborhood. Uh, I don't think it was that much. It was good. Time for West Sable. 6.02. 6.02. Hydrant man went on his butt. The stick man got it down, and it stayed on. 489 water out. 494. And uh, 158 on the handle. 159. Nice job by the hydrant man. He started, yeah. his feet started sliding. He hit. And this went down. And went down. But uh, he stayed with it. The contest isn't over yet, and West Sable's hose needs to get checked. But if everything stays, that would lock up the drill for West Sable. Uh, 
He said, like you, Lenny, you're the one who always says it. I got to give you the credit. You know, the, it, this is the event within the event. You know, what goes on on the other side of the arch when they're measuring your hose and they're doing yeah. the inside diameter check. This is uh, this is definitely one of those races where it ain't over yet. Um, we've seen this race change a lot when hoses get checked afterwards, whether it's inside diameter, too short. And it could be like five minutes later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you always give the team the benefit of the doubt. We're going to assume West Sable's hoses will check out. They know what they're doing. I mean, in a contest like motor pump, it, yeah, you, you want your hose kind of snug, yeah. But do you have to push the limits? No. That's just my opinion. There's no reason to be even borderline because the water's being pushed through a truck at a stronger velocity and if you to push the envelope and be caught with inside diameter you know I understand the outer jacket just shrink at times that's how the problems we had but you know you want to err on the side of caution with this contest that's why and it, and it happened to us um, getting nailed with short hose you want to run tight you want to run short because the water goes through it quicker but you know short within um, the rules but if you're going to cheat you know don't be an inch or too short be Two feet short. Exactly. Three feet short. <laughs> and we actually got, we always said that, and we got caught one time two or three inches short, and I don't know, it just had to shrink. I mean, what did when we left the barn, it was good. All right, Brentwood finishing up motor pump. A little late on the handle, but water's in the hose. A little, late pumping. A little late pumping, too, I think. And he's underneath the target. Short it up. Almost hit it with the air. <laughs> Coming above the <laughs> stream. <laughs> so hot, I was going to run out there for the last spray. 8.04. 8.04. So again, nobody from Lindy coming to the timing truck or to any officials <laughs> that we can see making any noise. So, when your hose is that short, to just roll up, put it on the truck and just leave? Well, an inch or two, you're gonna, you know, argue. Yeah. But well, you, saying, what, what, what you're saying was like a foot. So you let oh, when it's feet, you know, you probably know it. I know you about it. Know it. I know about an inch or two. I know about fighting for it. I understand. Well, we did get five sixes ten, ten, tentatively. We did yeah. get five sixes in the contest. Okay. I'll be honest. I thought we would see a five hit today. I'm a little. Yeah, me too. I'm a little disappointed that someone did not run a five. Looks like West Sable is rolling up their hose, which would be a good sign for them. To the joy of my co-announcers. Which will, in effect, wrap it up for the West Sable Flying Dutchman. Oh, the equipment! Results of the Motor Pump Contest. First place, five points, number 22, West Sable. Second place, four points, number 17, Bayshore. Third place, three points, number five, Iceland. Fourth place, two points, number 19, Riverhead. In fifth place, one point, number 11, Cutshaw. Total points with one contest to go. Islip, 17. Central Islip, 12. North Lindenhurst, 15. Cutshaw, 4. Copeg, 7. Hagerman, 1. Palmyville, 2. Bayshore, 5. Riverhead, 2. Lindenhurst, 12, West Sable, 28. I take that back quick. Just Fred, uh, next week's the Long Island Championship for Old Fashioned in Amityville, 1 p.m. start. Just to let you know. Thank you, Jay. Padowski. All right. So, so our fans. top five going into the last contest. West Sable has locked it up with 28. But we do have a little battle for second to fifth. 
Rojo committed to the arch. Rojo committed to the arch, please. Islip with 17 has clinched. To, uh, actually, that's not true. Islip is in second at the time, at, at this moment. North Lindenhurst 15 is third. And then we have Lindenhurst and Central Islip 12 and 12 tied for fourth and fifth. So we still got a little bit of a battle to see the two through five holes. Stand by and we'll see what happens. The Bill Fox Company has been in business over 60 years, specializing in custom championship rings, watches, badges, pins, and awards. The Bill Fox Company has crafted championship rings for the past state champions, including the Westerners, Flying Dutchmen, Hobos, Wolves, and the Yellow Hornets, as well as the Firefighter Combat Challenge Competition. Bill Fox Company is the recognized name in recognizing people. Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and on the web at www.billfoxco.com. With over 25 years of service in the fire industry, High Tech Fire and Safety continues to be a proud sponsor of New York State Drill Teams. High Tech has been honored to serve as master distributor for Morning Pride products, including state-of-the-art bunker gear, USAR gear, EMS gear, helmets, gloves, hoods, and boots. In addition to Morning Pride gear by Honeywell, High Tech also provides quality products, including ISG thermal imaging cameras and CMC rescue products and Deuce rescue systems, providing your fire department with the highest level of support and service for all your personal protection equipment needs. For personalized demos, speak to a certified sales specialist. Call 631-777-5170 or visit hightechfirenewyork.com. Since 1973, Fire News has been a proud supporter of the time-honored tradition of New York State Drill Team Racing. As they celebrate their 43rd year of publishing, they are honored to be the official publication and online coverage of the New York State Drill Teams. Look for ongoing coverage in Fire News on firenews.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The 2017 Fire Rescue and EMS Mega Show takes place February 18th and 19th at the Brentwood Sports Fieldhouse at Suffolk Community College. The new venue was a huge hit in 2016. It's bigger and better, and 2017 will deliver many new vendors showing the latest, most up-to-date turnout gear and new products. Hundreds of vendors will be present to explain and demonstrate their product line and services, along with the extrication competition. See you next February in Brentwood at the Mega Show. Attention firefighters, are you still tracking your SCBA cylinders using paper and pencil? Stop the insanity and get the CAT Cylinder Accountability Tag System from Coastal Fire Systems. The CAT makes refilling cylinders simple and easy, ensuring that your members never overfill a cylinder or fill one with an expired hydrostatic testing. Let the CAT system handle the wrecking keeping, inventory, alerts, and OSHA paperwork for you. There's only one place you can get the CAT system, and that's Coastal Fire Systems. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com for details and information. The groundbreaking FDNY electronic accountability system is now available to departments nationwide through Motorola, and SDI is the company behind this game-changing technology. Now, SDI has paired with New York State volunteer departments including Central Islip to solve the challenge of accounting for members who respond after the tones go off. Keep track of your members on your next big incident with a proven solution designed with the New York State volunteer department in mind. For more information, visit systemsdefinition.com and firegroundaccountability.com. The Titan Group is back, supporting Drill Team Racing after a strong off-season of our own. Our new headquarters, now located in Bohemia, Long Island, is now fully equipped with an in-house screen printing operation, coupled with our embroidery setup that you've come to trust. Become a member of Team Titan to take advantage of our new custom team website ordering system. Follow us on Instagram at Titan Group Racing and search Titan Group DTR on Snapchat to keep your hand on the pulse of your favorite teams. With 20 years of experience 
in the apparel industry coupled with 20 years of racing experience. We know what you need. Pants, jerseys, jackets, helmets. We've got it all. Call us today at 631-859-0075 or see Artie Suskind on the arch or Devin Robinson on the track. Gear up. Get on. The Titan Group. Not every evolution and vehicle rescue technology costs tens of thousands of dollars. The Beluga Glass Cutter finally makes windshield removal quick and safe, and fire departments can add the Beluga Glass Cutting Kit to their rescue setup for only $5.95. Head to www.coastalfiresystems.com to check out the Beluga in action. Fatty McGee's in East Islip. Wednesday is ladies' night at the best FD racing bar in Long Island. Stop in anytime for a drink with good company, a great lunch and dinner menu, and of course, those famous Fatty's Wings. Integrated Wireless Technology is proud to be part of the 2016 season as the exclusive Motorola dealer for New York State drill teams. IWT is a Motorola manufacturer's representative and offers the full line of Motorola products to fire departments as well as David Clark headsets and sound-off signal emergency lights. IWT is your one-stop shop for custom-engineered radio solutions, licensing assistance, dispatch solutions, and top-notch reliable service with fully insured technicians. Start your next radio upgrade with IWT. Check out their website at www.goiwt.com. Coastal Fire Systems is the official SCBA dealer for New York State drill teams. Scott Air Packs, Cylinders, RAT Packs, Refill Compressor Systems, Gas Detectors, Hyatt's Boots, Protec, and Dragon Fire Gloves, as well as the future in thermal imaging technology. Coastal is also the one-stop dealer for Petzl, Scott, CMC, and Colorado Bailout Systems, along with professional training to keep your members sharp and meet New York State requirements. For more information, check them out at www.coastalfiresystems.com. 19.68, and it's held by Central Islam. Attention all teams, attention all teams. The handle on the gate goes towards the tub. The handle on the gate goes towards the tub. Attention all teams, attention all teams. At the completion of your run, bring all of your buckets over to the right-hand side to be measured. At the completion of your run, bring all of your buckets over to the right-hand side to be completed. First team on the line, number five on your program, the Walsham Islam. All right, so we are back live from the track at the Riverhead Invitational 2016. Getting ready for Islip to take off in buckets. Lenny Gomber from the formerly of the St. James Wildcats. Kevin Candido, he's been around the island, currently with West Sable Flying Dutchman. Come on, Kev, give us yep. a little play-by-play. -play. Okay. I don't think the light worked. That's play-by-play. -play. That's play-by-play, -play, so they're We're running. We're going to watch it. Oh, they, so they knew it. Here's an interesting thing. They went right by the lap. So the light's still a courtesy, right? Yeah, I don't... So they just ran directly under the arch? Yeah. And what if they were like, well, no, the clocks are working. What I happens? I don't know if an official told them to or not. Okay. Possibly. I don't see anybody out there with a red flag. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. The ladder team selected not even to get on the ladder, so somebody was cluing them in. And now we're going to be curious to see if this bucket barrel works. They suppose that they worked <laughs> on it all day today. Well, let's um, get the timing lights right first, then yeah. we'll worry about the barrel. Yep. Took them a while to hoist it up there. I can tell you that. It got caught on the lip. They were hoisting it up with a rope. They got caught on the lip of the arch for a while. Oh. It took them a little while to get it up there. All right. All right. Seems like they got it working now. It's reset back to green. Isop's currently in second place with 17 points. Let's see if they can hold on to this. It's a tight two through five right now. On this scorching day out here in Riverhead today. I'm try to get in now. The bucket trough water is within temperature, I think, yes, right, Yes, that Len? was the most popular place as the 
Bucket Brigade was being set up. There was a trough of racing team members <laughs> taking a little dip in there. Definitely. Arms, legs, faces, heads. Isaac gets ready to go. All right, they're off the line. Dumpers on the ladder. Little, little, slip. He little hesitant. 631 pick, as we call it. I had 909 at the first one. Ooh, he just caught one as the dumper did. Other than that, a good pace. Looks good. The lower arch helps, definitely. Hold up! 925 in the first bucket win. I had a high 22 there. Time for Iceland. 2-2.74. 22-74. With a little slip by the dumper and a couple of little hiccups there. That's On the line to be number eight, turn your programs. The Hobos from Central Islip. So the Hobos from CI having a tough day today. 12 points tied for fourth and fifth right now. Yeah, but don't count them out. No, not in this One contest. Best races. Yes, it is. They're tied with Lindenhurst. And then they're both three points behind North Lindy with 15. I'm trying to count buckets. I can't count with 11, 12. Some <laughs> of these, no one's counting these days. I don't get they it. They didn't count out loud. That's no. Sure. Uh, you call the run. I'll count out the buckets okay. at the end. Looks like, uh, oh, Dave Miller made it here. I know he had that work today. Prototypical ladder climber body. Oh, yeah. And they're off. Dave Mellon's leading them in. He's on. Two, three, all four are on. 619 pick by Ricky McCarthy. First one, 910. Good pace going right now. Good exchange between the top and dumper. The end of 12. End of 12. That'll slide them into first. I had 22-3. Time for Central Iceland. 2-2.11. On the line to be number 10 on your program, the Pistonakers from North Bethlehem. That bucket trough is popular. I'm hoping they get a little breeze off of it right now. It's definitely a cool place to be. There is a rule in the rule book about yeah. intentional wetting, but I think you're allowed to intentionally wet yourself. And yeah, I believe so. The guys that aren't soaked when they're walking away after a run are making sure they are when they walk off the track. North Lindenhurst Piston Knocker is taking the line. He's sitting with 15 right now. Starts good. Ooh. Chris Connell slips a little bit. The middleman on the ladder. First one coming up just now. 11.75. Three, four, five, six. Exchanges look seven, good. Not that much water loss. Eight, nine, drop one, 10, 11, 12, all of 12. Every bit of 12. Hold up! 
With a slip and a drop, that'll put him in around 27. Time for North London Hurts. 27.1. 27.14. So North Lindy's hoping to hang on here. Did not do themselves any good. On the line, to be number 11 on your programs, the Panthers from Kutchog. Central Ice will definitely go in front of them, I would think. As it stands right now, but we'll never know. See the disgust. Chris Connell as he kicks a bucket before he takes a seat on the guardrail. Kutchog Panthers taking the line. Again, they notice track. They practice here. Little late getting set on the ladder is Kutchog. First one is in at 12.79. Three, four, five, as you can tell, six, not much of a pace. Seven, eight, nine, you're really working. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Oh, I'm starting to worry about the barrel there for a yeah. second. Let's not talk about that just yet. <laughs> not yet. First man on the bucket line. All right, for Kutchog. 3-3.18. 3, 33-18. 3, First man on the bucket line running with a set of keys like he was a custodian <laughs> for the Riverhead School District or Kutchog School District. Didn't want to lose him. Huge All the line set Number of keys. 12 on your program. The Yellow Bird from... Looks like a little things they can improve on is just by getting into the ladder a little closer together and, you know, the pace is the pace that, that you can always work on. Well, the pace was steady. It just it just wasn't quick. Yeah. This is a race they've been trying to improve on. Looks like a clean ladder. Chachas at the bottom. 695. First one in at 994. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, and oh. a drop. Another drop. One fell into the other. Learning some new cuss words here. Oh, oh. Just, just trips it on the last bucket. I think it was 12. That whole domino effect right there. Yeah, you drop Time one into another one, it makes it 29.27. 29.27. So it's bad enough when you miss one. Then it goes down to the next guy. Now it's like he's lifting two almost. That snaps out of his hand and lands right on the dump his head. Uh, uh, the lift his head, I should say. It can. On the line, and be number 13 on your program, the Gamblers from Hagerman. So Kutchog, as I said, is looking to improve that contest. They got some work to do.
Higgerman very loose at the line here. Yeah. Good to see them. Shows you they're having fun. But they do seem to race seriously. Bunch of different color buckets here. The combined sets. As they have a problem setting on the ladder. First bucket in at 11.30. 3.00. 4.00. 5.00. Bottom man is stretching six, a little hard. 7.00. 8.00. Dumpers catching them, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, up. all of 14, they snuck it under 30, but not by much. Time for Hagerman, 28.87, 28.87. On the line to be number 16 on your programs, the Bandits from Farmingdale. Nice. 22-11 still holding first by CI and a 22-74 by the Iceland Wolves. After that is a 27-14 by Northland Hurst. So I talked a little bit about, you know, every team's trying to improve every race, but um, some teams just struggle with certain races. Farmingville taking the line now. Had an opportunity Jonathan to win. Goldberg, you got to pick up your buckets. To win the town of Brookhaven drill, I don't remember the exact number, but the, if they ran a 28 or a 29, I think they were in, and they, they just couldn't do it. They were up two going into buckets over Hagerman. They just couldn't put it together. And, again, Farmingville being an experienced team uh, to a point, thought they could have been able to do it or should have been able to do it. And I was told they hadn't gotten out and practiced a whole lot before that drill. So let's see uh, if they can improve on that as they're up and running. Struggle to get set. Bottom guys a half run too high. 12 and change on the first one. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Keep them coming. 11, 12, 13. Every bit of 13, too. Nope, they didn't improve from the town of Brookhaven. <laughs> Don't mean to laugh at that, but we got it. Time for Bombingville. 34 34.48. It's amazing. Sometimes you just you just can't master a race for nope. whatever reason. And and then sometimes when it just clicks all of a sudden and you just get you just take off from there. So it could be you know, they, now that's that's something where you definitely move some guys around you. No. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. It doesn't hurt. Guys. Yep. You know, someone step up. Say, I guess I could try to do that. Let me try it. I mean, I get the slip on the ladder. All or right, getting number set, 17 on your programs. The Redskins from Bayshore. Once you get set, you know, it's got to establish that pace. But, again, you know, I don't know how much they practice it, but it's just reps and reps and reps. You know, to be yeah. a good bucket team. Yeah. you got to put in a heck of a lot of time. We, yeah. we started getting a little better one year, and then the next year we got out in April. And we filled the buckets halfway with dirt to equalize the weight. And we were running in April when it was cold with dirt buckets. Granted, the hoista had a helmet on just in case. It's, it's one of those contests where, uh, like, I'm a big every drop, every drip for Bucketman. And my practice buckets were just as good as my tournament buckets. Because yep. you had to make it as realistic as possible. And Come the skins. This is a team that can put together a bucket. Yep. Oh, Al Pugh. There's the ladder, and he's still struggling. They're walking up the ladder now just to get set. Drop the first bucket. 
First bucket not in until 1463. Hold up. 27 and change. Time right, for Bay 27.57. 27. 57. On the line now, number 19 on your program, your host for today's tournament, the Ironman from Riverhead. Bay Shore with a tough finish, five-point day. Not the year they were hoping to have after uh, being an eyelash away from winning the state drill last year. You go back and hit practice next week and just put this one out of your mind. You got two weeks to the next one. Well, again, that's a team, uh, and I do see them a little more, um, that has the talent that can that can score in each race. Absolutely. Just off a little bit. Come the Ironman. Last shot to show off before their hometown crowd. It's a pretty good set. Yeah, not a bad set. A little late on the grab of the first bucket, but 10.09. Four. Five. Kyle doing a good job getting it all in. Six. Seven. Eight. Oh. Nine. A little low. Ten. Eleven. Twelve. Thirteen. Hold up. To thirteen. We're often going pretty good, but... It wasn't a bad set. Nope. Something to build off of, that's for sure. Time for Riverhead, 27.96, We need somebody from Bay Shore to pick up that bucket. <laughs> I'm guessing they might be good, so someone should probably go <laughs> check them out quick. Uh, here's Linehurst sitting with 12 points. They have a chance to move up the chain a little bit here. Maybe to jump up and take fourth for themselves. Possibly into third. Yeah, that'd be a nice finish for them. They started out strong today and then kind of fizzled off a little bit there in the middle of the day. Like a clean set. Yeah, they attacked nice the pick. Oh, the middleman almost dropped it. Almost hit right off the ladder, I think. 986. Now he just dropped one. Kinley's become a pretty good dumper. Got so much strength. Yeah, bucket men sliding. Yeah, I'm looking at. I, I don't see too many teams twisting anymore. Time for Lindenhurst. 26.00 26 flat 
That puts him in third place in this contest right now. Right, Fred? Third place in the contest with that time? Okay. I only see what? Number 21 on your program. Two more teams. He bucks from Singapore. Might have overheard Lindenhurst criticizing themselves a little bit and yeah, trying to yeah. figure it out. But you want to see guys a little upset. Yeah. I mean, you want to know what happened and why. I see this ain't a headlight buckets coming to ladder. Yep. Listen, you can have the best ladder team climb in the world, but if your buckets aren't full, I tell that to you my said, guys all yep. the time. You said that earlier. That was something that took us a long time to realize. It all starts with the bucket yeah. line. Every bucket's got to be full. Everyone. And I, I give the ladder team a, a chance to do well. Yeah. He parks on the ladder now. Had a little bit of a uh, slip in the middle. 11.87 first dump. He's got one hung up on the top. Oh, he's got there's two, two hung up. Things you never see before. No. He does a three. That's going to be pretty good. He's got two hung up on the top of one of the rails. Just not getting enough lift when he throws them. Ooh, that one he threw with authority. Might have thrown that at somebody. Just didn't set up, up enough. Time for Deer Park, 35.14, 35.14. And Jack, this is the one we've been looking for. <laughs> on the line, number 22 on your programs, the Flying Dutchman from West Chavo. West Sable with the drill one already. Last team to come to the line in the Bucket Brigade. It's got to be a great feeling to be out there right now. They look uh, very serious, though. They're not. They're ready to go into that cold trough, I can tell you that. <laughs> with determination on Billy's face. A lot of pride with this team. That I have learned for sure being around them for these past you know, couple months. They want to finish strong. Say, we're not just good. We're the best. Oop, little slip on the ladder. See if they can make up. Everybody's adjusted. 11.95 first dump. Oop, Billy's struggling a little bit at the top. Another pause. Oh. This is the time Hold to up. have that kind of run when you yeah. get it wrapped up and you don't need it. That's for sure. They are not happy. Got the drill one, but they are not happy. Time for Wasebo. 27.26. 
However, this makes it official. I think they actually take a point with that time, too. So we have Centralized with five points with a 22-11. That takes them to 17. Islip is going to get four. That takes them to 21. Lindenhurst, Fred, with three. Oh, the equipment! Results of the market stunt. <laughs> Making a lot of noise over there, Fred. All right, so Lindenhurst gets is up to 15. In fourth with two points is North Lindy. That takes them to 17. And West Seville gets one, Fred. Right. Takes them to 29. So, unofficially... Was Sable with 29, Isop with 21, a tie for Result third and fourth. Result for the contest. First place, five points, number eight, Central Iceland. Second place, four points, number five, Iceland. Third place, three points, number 20, Lindenhurst. Fourth place, two points, number 10, North Lindenhurst. And fifth place, number 22, West Sable. And fifth place would be the Snails with 15, I believe. Okay. Correct? Yes. Tied for third. Third and fourth. 17 points to Hobos and the Pistonakas. All right, Len. Yeah, let's just hang in there and let Rouse make it official. Yeah. And then again, a reminder. I think you said, Kev, next week is a an old-fashioned old drill. Old-fashioned Long Island Championship in Amityville at 1 o'clock. And in two weeks is the CI invite. Total points for the day. No radio show. In fifth place, with 15 points, the Lindenhurst Snails. A tie for third and fourth place, each with 17 points. The North Lindenhurst Piston Knockers and the Central Isop Hobos. In second place, with 21 points, Wolves. That was Islip Wolves, if you didn't and hear it. And in first place. Here we With go. 29 points and the winners of the 30th annual Rivet Invitational Tournament, the West Sable Flying Dutchman! So there you hear it. It's official now. Thank you. Everybody get home safely. Next Saturday, Amityville's all fancy tournament starting at 1 p.m. down 12 noon down by the water. Again, unfortunately, no radio show for that. But we'll be back in two weeks for the CI invite, the barometer of most That's years it. to leading up to the state drill. That's when it starts, I guess, right? That's when and, we see uh, all yep. at. I believe that's a 1 o'clock start over there, if, I, uh, if I'm correct. We thank everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed our show. We know at times uh, when you're home watching it, we have a little problem with the video, but Fred does his best and trying to keep it on air as best we can and bring you all the action. So, uh, again, I'm Lenny Gombert signing off for Kevin Candido, and we are also helped today by Robert Noonan. Thank you all, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank <laughs> you.